Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Big Apple Hockey. We are back to our regular format this week, not just sitting around and waiting for guys to sign forever. That I mean, Anthony, remember that six hours? We were like dying by the time yeah. that was happening. Yeah. Oh, dear God. All right, everybody. <laughs> I, of course, am Thanks, your host, Mark Williams. And I am joined by the man who keeps on trying to find a free agent for the Islanders design. Mr. Anthony Morocco. Yeah. Um, listen, uh, no activity there from Lou, but uh, you got to you gotta wonder about Nazem Kadri with how silent things have been and how they've been linked to him. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of talk about Nazem Kadri, so just stay tuned for that. By the way, Anthony, what are you wearing right now? Uh, you know, I'm a fan of retro, uh, so I picked up this little bench clearers tank, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, so yeah, See, I like that one better than the Orca. Obviously, uh, I just I know why they have the Orca. It was from Orca yeah. Entertainment, but it's just the, like these these jerseys are are beautiful. They should go back to this full time. I think that when you know when they've worn them on retro night, it looks stunning. The jerseys on the ice. So well, I mean that goes without saying for me because after all, uh, I got to see it in 1994. And that's still one of my my favorite memories. I, on the other hand, am wearing one of our prototypes for Big Apple Hockey. So uh, <laughs> hopefully you guys will like seeing that a little bit more. All right. I got to say, though, I'm, 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 I'm kind of jealous. Chris is uh, watching from Greece. I, I wish I was in Greece right now. That's for sure. I, I don't know. That would, that would help, help be nice. You know, yeah. I said this before, by the way, Anthony. I'm a I'm only a beach person when I'm on vacation. I could care less about the beach the rest of the time. And it's weird living where I'm living because everybody else is a beach person. But I think I was because I was a North Shore kid. So yeah. we all the time go down on my parents' boat. I just never really like the beach. It's also that and yeah. hey, what are we doing at the beach? Oh, we're just sitting here. <laughs> awesome. All right. Anthony, let's get into so so far the headlines of the postseason, which of course is it's, it's got to start with the New York Islanders, and the New York Islanders, the only team last week not to sign a free agent in any capacity. Uh, and Correct. if you watch the NHL Snipes video that I did, which was saying basically Lou Amarillo does not prefer to go the free agent route. He really does not. And I broke down this, Anthony, that there's only been three players that he's ever acquired and only only through free agency. It's not via trade. Then he resigns them, sort of like Kyle Palmieri or Ilya Kovalchuk, as everyone has pointed out to me. Only three players that he's ever signed in free agency that have been in the top five in the team in scoring. And that's Yarmer Yager, who led the Devils. Mike Camilleri, who was second on the Devils in 2015. And P.A. Parento. That's it. Yeah. So I'm going to turn this over to you because there's also RFAs to discuss as well. Yeah. Well, so the grade overall, I gave a C. Um, if you're judging just by free agency, it's D or an F. Um, I say C because he did trade for um, Rodoff, who, who, you know, significantly is their defense. Um, but yeah, in free agency, he's, he's laid an egg. Um, you know, there were the reports that he was, they were in on Gaudreau and then afterwards when Gaudreau spoke, it kind of, 
didn't really mention the Islanders. So, you know, who, who really knows? Um, but, you know, the, the thing is, and a lot of people getting frustrated, Islander fans with him, is that one, his silence, uh, his kind of his games are wearing thin on a lot of people about, you know, keeping these contracts in the draw and now announcing them to September. Uh, there's a really good chance he's already re-signed Noah Dobson and, and Romanoff, and he's just not announcing them yet like he did last year with Palmieri um, and Parise. Uh, more on Kadri later in bar talk in, in relation in relation to this with Lou and his secrecy. But um, listen, you know, he, he can Barry Trotz. When he did that, he put himself in the line of fire. I believe he has one year left on his deal. He's, he's 80 years old. Um, so I do think he's actively trying. I, I don't think he's just sitting there doing nothing. I just think with Lou, everything's super secretive. Um, and he's just waiting for that piece to shake loose. Um, you know, I, I have my suspicions of that. You know, it, it's Nazem Kadri. There's been a lot of smoke with him even before free agency started. Elliot Friedman reported the Islanders were in on him. Um, and then ever since, it's basically just been reported as the Avalanche and the Islanders. Uh, the Flames have been talked about, but you got to remember he already vetoed a trade to Calgary before he got traded to Colorado. So um, I don't think that was back in Colorado is, yeah. is an option for Kadri. Um, and then also when it comes to Colorado, uh, Adrian Dater tweeted yesterday that speaking to sources, he seems it's less likely that Kadri returns to Colorado, which, you know, I get, you know, they, they would need to move Sam Gerrard or JT Comfer to make that work. And even if they did, they barely fit him in. You have a Nathan McKinnon monster contract extension. That's going to happen at some point over, you know, this coming year. So, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens in relation to Kadri. Overall, yeah, Lou hasn't been active with actually making any signings. I'm sure he's working the phones. Uh, but, you know, he, he's more on Matt, more on Matt Kachuk later. Um, you know, I know that's that's a guy, if he's available, and it seems like he is, every general manager in the league should call up Calgary um, and inquire. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. There's, there's no doubt about it that they improve their defense. They need – they need to add a score. So uh, we'll see what he does in the next couple of you know weeks or, or what he announces in September that will shock everybody. But um, it wouldn't be surprised at all if he's already done something and he's just kept it under wraps in, in relation to free agents. Obviously, trades he can't hide. That, that's got to come out right away because you got you to gotta send it into central registry. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's so frustrating for those of us who uh, report on the NHL and have podcasts that it's like, hey, Lou, can you please just tell us what the hell you did? Every other general manager does. But it's one of those things that I brought up, Anthony, because and I brought it up in in this weekend's video because it's just he does everything in-house. That's the way Lou works. And I gave the Islanders a C as well because – the Islanders, to me, basically, they got a first-round draft pick from Romanoff, and there's no chance the Islanders are getting a player as good as Romanoff right now with their draft pick. So that's what makes it such a good move. Now, them whiffing on Gaudreau, okay, fine. But then them not getting uh, Burakovsky, that was worrisome. But then they didn't go after Palat, which, by the way, Andre Palat ended up going to the New Jersey Devils. And Anthony, you kind of said it to me last week about Andre Pilat when I was saying, oh, so the Islanders got to go for Pilat. You said not necessarily. 
And you're right. I looked at his numbers. He's got one 20 goal season. And that was his second year. Like he's, he's a timely goal scorer. I like Andre Pallad very much, but he's, he's a playoff performer and that's, that, that's not a good thing at all. So definitely not with him. Yeah. He's he's a clutch player, but I, I wouldn't have spent the money on him personally. And I'm glad, and I'm glad $6 million. I mean, wow. That's just, for sure. That's just uh, amazing to even think about. And yeah, I, I do think the Islanders did well with what they got. They're still kind of returning the same team on the floor. And you know what? Go right, go right, go right ahead. Start the season like that. Their main acquisition or a change that they have is Lane Lambert. If Lane Lambert, you're talking about, he's, he's trots with the defense but he's going to open up the offense a little bit more, which by the way, if you open up the offense, it's going to actually take away from the defense a little bit. It's just the law of nature, but it's, I I think the Islanders earn a good position to at least start the season and see where they are. I'd be be highly surprised if they started the season this way. I I don't, I really don't think that's going to happen, but um, it's just, it's just the patience people want to see the move but Lou like I said he's in no rush to to really announce anything so we'll, we'll see what occurs in the next couple of weeks but at least it's not like New York fans to get anxious and demand something to be done just for the sake of doing something <laughs> yeah. I mean we're we're we're, we're all in there like calm patient people so but Anthony let's go across the Hudson to the Rangers let's grade their uh free agents so far, or the, their offseason, the Rangers added Ryan Carpenter, Louis Domingue, and, of course, Vinny Trocek to a seven-year, $5.65 million deal, and or AAV, I should say. And they still have to re-sign Capo Caco while they're renegotiating with Tyler Mott. My grade on the Rangers, B+. I am not in love with the length of that Trocek contract, but he's the player that they needed. They went out and they got him. There's a limited no trade protection that actually locks him up more as it goes on. Vinny Trocek's going to be traded by the time he gets to the fifth year of that deal. Yeah, I I, I gave B plus too. I mean, Trocek is an upgrade over Stroman Cop, um, but they did they did lose a lot of their pieces that they gave up to get at the you know as rentals at the deadline. Now it hurts to give up a first for Cop and have him walk out the door. Um, you know, Vetrano was, was pretty good for you guys. He's gone. Uh, Tyler Motts is still a free agent, but I, I think by the time you pay Capo Caco, I don't think there's going to be any money left to give to Mott. So I don't see Mott returning. Um, and as far as Trocek, the deal itself, yeah, like I said, he's, he is an upgrade for sure, but I think seven years is a little too long. But again, the Rangers are in win now mode. They'll worry about those bad years, you know, when it comes. But uh, my my main concern with the Rangers is more on this later when we get bar talk. But yeah, um, which they we have need, a monster bar need, talk for you. They need more veteran depth defensemen because right as it stands right now, you know Zach Jones or Nils Lundqvist, Braden Schneider. They're all, you know they're going to be in the opening day roster, and I, I think to really win in the playoffs, you need you're going to need that veteran presence so to have two young guys rely on them to be everyday nhlers playing every night in your top six um 
you know, that, that could get problematic. I think they need that. They need another veteran defenseman uh, somewhere along the line, like Calvin DeHaan, like a defenseman type that, that can play in a top four on a pitch uh, and has that veteran experience because right now they're lacking in that regard. And you know the one that I wanted for the Rangers, signing that three that one-year $3 million deal, Ian Cole. He would have been perfect for the Rangers to get on that bottom yeah. bearing with whoever. If, if it ends up being Braden Steiner, great. If it ends up being – who knows? They might move down Jacob Trouba and break up that bearing because that's the, the, that's been something even Phil has been talking about is, for a though, while. The issue is the cap, though. I mean, they have, what, $4 million or so in change right now. Once they re-sign Kako, a lot of that's going to be gone. So it's going to be hard for them to get that veteran defenseman that they need. But it's it's funny that you mentioned that, Anthony, because I have their cap number right here. Because what a lot of people keep forgetting with the Rangers in the cap. By the way, if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, it's three point three zero eight million available. The reason why everybody keeps forgetting about this is Sammy Blay is on the IR. He's listed on the IR as far as. Um, cap friendly goes so that money's got to go back on it's it's just that simple and even though it might say uh, i think it's 4.8 million it's not that it's not the same thing same thing when we talked about with columbus that they got that boone general listed on the ir uh no his money's gonna go back on you're not cutting the captain so there you go with that uh we got a great poll question that's going in right now but that's going to be more for the bar talk so Go ahead and join us with that one. By the way, as usual, I got to shell everybody. So um, go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code BAH, 20% off and free shipping. And I, it, it, like I said, I swear by it. It works. And it actually Certainly lets me does. get into the un- uh, Yeah. No, no fear. No fear. Nicks. No, no nicks, no, nicks, no cut. Fear, no nicks. nothing. With the lawnmower. Nope. Doesn't happen. No. So go ahead, go check them out right now. And remember to use the promo code BAH. So one reason why we're skiing, we kind of went through this a little bit quickly on this opening sketch. I mean, 14 minutes, that's actually pretty quick for us. And I got to tell you, it's because we have a huge bar talk coming. Wait, wait, Mike, you got a great question right here. How can you grade the Rangers B minus? He gave up Morgan Barron in a first round pick. You guys think Drury is so great. Signed Ryan Reynolds. For a million, that's not. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike. I actually look at Morgan Barron, and I don't think he was going to make much of a difference to the New York Rangers. And you had to give us something and to get something. And in this case, Andrew Kopp did finish the season very well with the New York Rangers. And the reason why, um, I'm just not freaking out about Morgan Barron. If we if we freak out about Morgan Barron, the Rangers have a lot more problems than 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 that. I mean, Morgan Barron. I'm being polite. He's not going to be more than a a third line center at best. And right now the Rangers are set with that. And the Rangers had, look, I'm not unhappy. The Rangers got rid of Ryan Strom. As a matter of fact, I said, don't let the door, the penalty box door hit your ass on the way out. But it's just as far as Morgan. I don't think Drury's. I don't think he's great. He's made some mistakes. I don't think Drury's great. He, he, yeah, he's got, he's got his warts for me. The B, the B plus derives from the fact that Trocek is an upgrade over Strom and Kopp. That, that's why I gave the B+. Plus. It has nothing to do with the anything else. Uh, you know, just judging solely by that, 
it's an upgrade. So you got to give him the benefit of the doubt there. But like I said, everything else, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I just think Vinny Trocek is a superior player by far over the uh, – just Ryan Strom is lacking. Everything about Ryan Strom. Vinny Trocek's a better faceoff guy, better defensively. He can hit an empty net. So that is all, all things I would say for him. And I'll even go so far to say this. I don't think Trocek should play with, with Panarin. How about that one for a hot take? Because I think they should actually put Heedle up with Panarin because I keep mentioning this. Ar- Arnim Anisimov had a 20-goal season with Artemi Panarin. And so one of the things people want to also bring up, I'm, and we're going to get to Bar Talk in a second. One of the things everybody wants to bring up is, oh, they need to get Patrick Kane. Oh, they need to get Patrick Kane. You don't need to get Patrick Kane. Oh, come on. Panarin was so productive with Patrick Kane. Panarin's production has gone up since he's left playing with Patrick Kane. So the Rangers don't need to trade Patrick for Patrick Kane. Maybe at the deadline, there's a different story right there, but it doesn't need to be right now. All right. We're going to be talking so much more about the Rangers in about a minute and the Islanders, of course, but we're going to go to our bar talk segment in an intro that I still have to redo. I'm going to take a shot on this one. I'm going to say beer. I'm buying everybody around on this. Oh, my God. And welcome back, everybody, to Big Apple Hockey Bar Talk. I forgot where I was for a second. And this is where we get NHL topics and we gauge them based on our confidence with our choice of drink. Are you, like, not so confident at all? You just want a shot. Are you so-so? You want a beer? Are you so confident? You're going to buy everybody around. So we're going to start. And by the way, feel free to throw along, play along in the comments. Anthony brought this up a minute ago. One of the things the New York Rangers need is a depth defenseman. I turn to you, Mr. LaRocca. It's a round. Because um, like I said earlier, you know, you, it's it's going to be hard to to really win and go far in the playoffs. And I know come the deadline, they could change this. But still, you need you need veteran depth on your bottom pairing defenseman. Right now, as it stands right now, the Rangers are going to have, you know, two at least two rookie defensemen on the roster likely um and then Libor Hayek could be an extra guy I I think um for them to really elevate to the next level they're going to need they're going to need that Calvin DeHaan or just another type of veteran defenseman like that to really help stabilize their bottom pairings um because it's uh, again it's a lot to x of young defensemen to be thrust into action every night um you know the grind eventually gets gets to you so um, if you look at a lot of teams that have won the cup, you look at Colorado, I mean, their defense one through six was, was insane. And that didn't even count Sam Gerard, who was injured. Uh, so it's how deep they were there. So, um, I think if the Rangers could fit it in cap wise, it would behoove them to add a veteran defenseman who could play, uh, and chew up minutes and help the younger kids. I agree with you to some level. I'm going to go beer. They could definitely start the season with what they got. Actually, the guy that I keep on kind of honing in on is Matthew Robertson, that I think he might be called up to start the season. He could also play his way into the the, the sixth defenseman because Schneider is actually no longer going to be a rookie, and I was very impressed with him throughout the season. And then you still have that top four, which is basically set. The Rangers, yes, they definitely could use uh, – a veteran defenseman to come in. Maybe you're going to see somebody on a PTO coming up. 
I don't even know what that name is because usually you get the guys on a PTO. You don't even know they exist by the time they come in. And I, I think they can go with what's in-house to begin. Now, I don't like – I got the itchiest face in the world all of a sudden. I have no idea why. <laughs> but the – I don't know who that's going to be, but I do think they have defensive prospects that could be re- really be there right off to at least start the season with. So let's go with that. Let's move on. And there we go. The Islanders have silently signed Nazem Kadri. <laughs> I got to go to you, Mr. LaRocco. This is all yours. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a beer. I mean, I, I get why the speculation's out there. Like I said, they've been linked to Kadri. Um, Lou has a relationship with him from Toronto. Um, there aren't many teams left um, that have been linked to him. It seems like he's not going back to Colorado. Um, you know, and how often is it? It's really actually really strange that the second best free agent uh, is still available. Not only is he still available, it's been relative radio silence on on Kadri. Um, and you guys know, Lou, uh, Mark, what's what's the calling card of Big Lou? Uh, well, if you mention anything, you're going to get a horse's head in your bed. Well, no. The calling card of Lou is silence. Um, with so much go. silence around Nazem Kadri and his relationship with Lou and the fact that Elliot Friedman and, and others have, have really said that the Islanders are going to hone in on Kadri. It's possible that um, Lou already has one of his, his handshake deals and he'll announce in September when he's ready. But um, yeah, Kadri could still end up other places, but it seems like for the last week when he is talked about, which not, which is not much, it's been said Colorado um, and the Islanders. So uh, we'll see what happens. The only thing is it does it's not really a, a positional fit. You know, Kadri's a center. The Islanders are actually deep at center. So if they signed Kadri, uh, they would they would have to move someone to the wing. And I don't know. I can't see Barzell or Nelson moving to the wing. Or I don't know if Kadri would want to move to the wing either. But um, you know, it's it's certainly possible uh, that Kadri could end up on the Islanders. So we'll we'll see how it progresses. But the longer it stays silent. You never know. I keep smiling on this, Anthony, because I want to say shots so badly, and you're making me go right to beer on this one. And unfortunately, that's exactly where I'm going. I'm going to say beer. Um, maybe maybe this is another Lou tactic. I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's definitely trying to work his way back to Colorado, and he's waiting to see if they could trade Sam Gerrard. I definitely think he's looking to go to Boston for more money, but they still haven't officially re-signed Patrice Bergeron, so they don't yeah, Boston, know what's going on. Boston's not a problem. They, they literally, there's no possible way they could fit him with their cap issues. Right, and there's 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 always that mystery team you don't know what it is, sort of like how Jack Eichel went to Vegas and really kind of put them in cap hell too, but nobody wanted to talk about that one. And yeah. there's... There, there's always a team that's kind of lurking in the weeds. Hell, we just saw that last week with Johnny Gaudreau going to Columbus. More on him in a moment. Yeah. And it's, I think Kadri's still looking for the best deal for him, monetarily speaking. And I don't know if the Islanders fit that, but on the other hand, we'll we'll see more on that very soon. Because, like, I, like we were saying, maybe the Dobson deal and the Romanov deals are already done, and they already know what the budget, and they know what to give Kadri. So there we go. Speaking of players that could be on the move, 
the Flames need to trade Matthew Kachuk. I'll start this one, Anthony, and I'm 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 sad to say this for Calgary Flames fans, but yeah, it's around. You can't go through what you went through with uh, Johnny Gaudreau again. And the real question is, with Matthew Kachuk on the team, I think they can make an addition and be a Stanley Cup contender still. However, they need to make sure they get something for him. And yeah, I just this, don't see it. This Go is ahead. a round for sure. Um, yeah. The, play, the, the, it's, the writing's on the wall that Matthew Kachuk uh, wants to follow suit and like his buddy Johnny Gaudreau and head out the door. Um, the flame, the reason why the flames even took him to arbitration uh, is because they were fearful that Friday by Friday, the deadline, he would have accepted his qualifying offer for one year. And that would have walked him to unrestricted free agency in the summertime. So um, by taking him to arbitration, they ruled they, he can't do that anymore. Um, and it also takes away the threat of offer sheet. Um, however, they're really just kind of delaying the inevitable because if this were to get to arbitration, um, Kachuk is going to get awarded a one-year deal, and he's going to be a free agent anyway. So uh, it's this is, they they can't go through this again with like they did with Gaudreau this summer. Um, it would it would behoove them to really move Kachuk uh, before the arbitration hearing because he has more value right now. If you trade him right now, it gives the team that acquires him time to sort out their own deal and avoid arbitration and, and commit long-term. So um, it seems as though Kachuk could be moved shortly. Uh, Eric Francis, who Mark, I tried to get on the show today uh, from mm-hmm. Sportsnet. He's the one that broke the news yesterday that he thinks that a uh, good uh, Kachuk trade could happen as soon as this week. Um, so we, yes. we have to really watch out for that possibility. But again, it seems like he doesn't want to be in Calgary. The flames would just, uh, it would be, you know, like I said, it would be the smart thing to move him now, get a boatload of assets uh, and not have the same thing, just rinse and repeat, because um, it seems like it's destined for that. And you got to feel for the Calgary Flames um, to lose Gaudreau and now Kachuk seemingly, you know, was wants out too. That's that's rough. That's really and, tough. And as we were just saying on that one before, I just want to correct one thing. One, actually, the uh, I think you're thinking of Walter Kachuk. He played for the Rangers in the 70s. Keith Kachuk is Matthew Kachuk's father. He played for the Winnipeg Jets, the Arizona Coyotes, the St. Louis Blues, his brief stint as an Atlanta Thrasher, and then back with the St. Louis Blues. So that's why they're still rumoring him about going back to St. Louis. And that was the next one I was going to hit. So thank you, Anthony. Yeah, Michael, you're you're absolutely right. Um, The Flames Flames beat writer Haley Sullivan um, actually told Mark about it before we went on the air. She just uh, posted an article about um, potential landing spots for Matthew Kachuk. And uh, they were they were Vegas, which I don't see, but they're always in the market for a big-time player, even though oh, they don't have God, any always. Room, which is such a head-scratcher. But Vegas, Dallas, uh, St. Louis, New Jersey, um, and the Islanders were on the list. Uh, she mentioned the Rangers, but the Rangers with their cap issues doesn't seem like um, that's going to be possible. And Nashville was the other was the other destination. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy that the Islanders are on the list. But as we've seen before, I'm not going to get my hopes up. But um, I, but the, the truth is every team is going to be calling Calgary about Kachuk. Uh, my personal feelings are that he wants to be in St. Louis. Uh, so I, I think if you're an Islander fan, the more realistic play is the Blues acquire Kachuk. 
Um, and that will enable St. Louis to finally be able to grant Tarasenko his trade request at that point. Um, I think that's a more real option. But yeah, I mean, any general manager, you got to call up Calgary and you got to and you got to pitch an offer for Kachuk. You you wouldn't be doing your job um, if you weren't. By the way, Mike, uh, I just noticed that you commented for the. I think this is the first time you commented on a live stream. I noticed that you commented on the video from this weekend. Welcome to the show. And it's it, it's one of those things that again, look, there's going to be a Matthew Kachuk frenzy. And we were talking about a video before we went on from a different YouTuber. And it's just, when you lay these things out, math still has to play into facts. And when people want to say, oh, the New York Rangers are going to go get uh, Matthew Kachuk. What the hell are they doing with Alexei Lafreniere if they do that? Do do they have a plan? Or is it just going to be, let's just stack up everything. I keep going back to this. It's a fantasy sports video game mentality that I can put everybody on a team and it's going to work. Eventually, Alexei Lafreniere, if that happened, let's say if they got Patrick Kane or even Matthew Kachuk, the Rangers did. And by the way, there's no chance the Rangers can get him. Let me be clear on that. There was zero (laughs) chance because they would have to get Jacob Truba to want to leave because they're paying him $8 million a year. And and Jacob Truba's got a full no-move clause. That Jacob yeah. Truba could just go, hey, wait, you came here, you you got me for this rebuild, and now that you're good, you want to get rid of me? Mm, I'm staying. So, and that's what so, happens with a lot of these guys. Um, um, Calgary w- wouldn't want Tarasenko, and actually Tarasenko would use his no trade clause to block any deal to Calgary. Um, we're saying if the Blues got Kachuk, that will that would enable them to finally request to be able to grant Tarasenko's wishes to be traded. And that could open the door for the Islanders or the Hurricanes, any other team that was interested in them to finally trade for him. Uh, Tarasenko would not go to Calgary. Um, right. So but also, Tarasenko might consider that because at least they're still a good team with a. No, a, he's, a, he's going to block it. Yeah. I, if I remember correctly, last year when the whole talk about him being traded was out, um, it was the New York teams, Carolina, uh, LA. Or Florida, those those were the markets that he said he would that he would go to. I, I, yeah, he would definitely block a trade to Calgary for sure. Yeah, and by the uh, and, and by the way, uh, I don't. I, I'm just gonna go with Yada. I I, I don't know where the expert is in the pronunciation, but you're right about that. These guys are getting better and they're getting early. And but it, again, you get a guy like say for instance Alexei Lafreniere who was the number one overall pick. Eventually yeah. he's going to go, what you took me to be a third liner. That's, that's insane. We got 71 of you watching right now. Everybody. Thank you very much. We had a, a very successful free agent uh, day because we had not only 116 watching at one point, but then we also got all the way up to 325 for the nighttime when Johnny Gaudreau decided to completely just surprise everybody. So don't forget everybody always to, and I got to go back up this like, share and subscribe. We're going to move on to our next topic. And our next topic is that the Canadians are going to acquire Pierre-Luc Dubois. Now, the it's by next trade deadline is when we said that. So, you know what, Anthony, I'm going to say I'm going to say beer on this. I just think it's going to be one of those things. Be careful what you wish for if you're Pierre-Luc Dubois. Almost like Jonathan Duran, who said, I want to go to Montreal. How well has that worked out? But 
I I think they could. They're going to have the assets where they could do that. But I see it happening. Be careful what you wish for. So, Anthony. Uh, this is this is around for sure. It's it's inevitable. It's a marriage. It's going to happen. Um, his agent just the other day reported that Dubois, he wants to play for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, he was at the draft in Montreal with his family, and he he expected to be traded that that night to Montreal, um, uh, but it didn't come to fruition. Uh, so he's you know he, he's strong arm in his way to Montreal for sure. He'll get there. I don't know if it'll be this off season. Um, it might be because he's an RFA, honestly. So it, it very well could be this off season. Um, but in th- this is one of the reasons why I said the Rangers should stay away from from PLD because he you know he he wanted out of of Columbus he got he got his wish um and now he wants out of Winnipeg and he he is he has one destination in mind and that's Montreal Canadiens it's gonna happen uh and it won't surprise me if it does happen this summer because he's an RFA um you see I I still think there's gonna be some mystery team in there or there could even be some different decisions that they make because after all didn't Johnny Gaudreau want to be a Philadelphia Flyer? And yeah, but this is this is totally this is totally different. Johnny Gaudreau is a free agent. Pierre Luc Dubois is, is an RFA, and he's saying that he wants to play for the Montreal Canadiens. This is open as it gets. Johnny Gaudreau never said he, you know, publicly that he wanted to play for the Flyers while having his right. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting end to that. Because they, I don't know where Winnipeg goes from here. Uh, and I'm just waiting to see whether Anthony is still frozen. But this is one of the hard, uh, the uh, hazards of streaming, everybody. And uh, Joe, I do have to disagree with you on one thing. Uh, Lucien Dubois, not even close to the name of Jeff Bukaboom. So. And when, uh, there is there, Anthony, you're back. Yeah, you froze on me for a second, which is good that you're back because I have to ask you this one, that Kale McCarr will win the next Norris Trophy. I mean, you got, I mean, as of right now, you got to give them benefit of the doubt and say he's the, you know, he's the favorite. Um, You know, I could see, I could see him dominating this, this trophy just because of how dynamic he is. The guy, the guy skates, as good as anybody else in the league um, and playing on a team in Colorado, he's always going to put up the offensive numbers. So um, he's always going to be an option to win this trophy. So, I mean, Roman Yossi, I think in my opinion, should have won it as we discussed numerous times. He, I mean, the guy almost hit a hundred points, which is absurd for a defenseman. Um, but I think McCarr could very well own this trophy, um, but we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of good defensemen, Yossi, Adam Fox, uh, Victor Hedman. Um, again, the, the thing that just separates all these guys is that Makar is one of the best skaters we've seen in years, and he's electric, and he brings you out of your seat. So he's always going to have the odds-on favorite to win it. So, But we'll see, though. All right, so is that a beer? Uh, yeah, it's it's a beer, but it's close to a round. Yeah. Um. Follow my thinking on this, everybody. But this is starting to feel a little bit like, oh, that guy's already got an award. Let's give one to someone else. 
and sort of like it's a freaking Oscar or something like that. Back when they used to mean something, I I'm gonna go beer on this because what just like you said, he can win it anytime they want. But the fact that he should he shouldn't have won it this year, I'll be flat out and I'll say that. Look, he put in a great season. He was the second best defenseman in the league right now because Roman Yossi was better this year. And where I'm getting at with this is I got to now look around the league and go, who doesn't have a Norris trophy right now? Well, Aaron Eckblad doesn't have one. And he was actually my Norris trophy winner in the midseason awards. And who knows if he doesn't break his leg, what could have happened? But, you know, I just, I, I think it could either be McCars for the next five years. You know, what frustrates me about this, Anthony, I grew up and I mean, obviously Ranger fan when I was growing up and I watched Brian Leach and Brian Leach only won two Norris trophies and he deserved both of them. He could have gotten more, but at the same time he played again when Ray Bork was Ray Bork and Chris Chelios was Chris Chelios. And it's hard to put those guys to, to cast them aside. So it's like, he really had to earn those Norris trophies. I, I just don't have that feeling right now. And, and again, I am not trying to slam Kale McCarr. It is just Roman Yossi had almost a hundred points. What more could he have done? He would have been the first defenseman to have a hundred points and no one on his team had 90. So there you go. Let's move it on. Cause Anthony, we're going to go not so much rapid fire on these, but we got to talk about the teams that made big moves. You guys have all participated in the poll so far as which moves will have the most impact. Johnny Gaudreau going to Columbus, Brent Burns and Pacioretty going to Carolina, Ottawa adding to bring it in uh, Giroux, as well as wherever Nazem Kadri signs. So Anthony, you ready? Here we go. Johnny Gaudreau will lead the Blue Jackets to the 2023 playoffs. No, shot. Okay. So, yeah. And I'm going to go shot too as well. I'm just going to leave it right there. Why do you say that? Because uh, I mean, he's he's going to improve them for sure, um, but i i still I still don't like their D overall. Um, I mean, they got other good pieces. Obviously, Bjorkstrand, Line A, uh, Cole Sillinger looks like he's going to be a good player. Kent Johnson, um, but I just think there are too many other teams that are going to be more competitive and more well rounded. So, um, yeah, yeah. I agree with you 100% on that. I think their blue line has to grow up fast in order for that to happen. And their young players aren't going to be ready just yet. They're getting there. They're, the Blue Jackets are getting there. Blue, they only had in 81 points and missed the playoffs last year. And somebody's got to drop off in that Metropolitan Division. Could be the Penguins trying to set the record for the league's oldest team. But <laughs> don't know about that one. Anthony, the Devils will make the 2023 playoffs. Uh, no shot. Um, there again, um, they're, they're an improving young team. Uh, you know, I like Alexander holes. Uh, he seems like he's got a good future. Um, they just drafted Simon Nemec. He's He's going to be a good defenseman. I know they just made this couple of trades, John Marino, Ty Smith. Um, I, I think New Jersey's on the winning side of that. Um, Blackwood and Vanacek as their goaltending still concerns me. You know, Blackwood hasn't been healthy. Um, even when he has been healthy, he hasn't really been that great over the last year or so. Um, Vanacek, while good, um, he's not nearly as good as some of the other top goalies in the Metro. Um, you know, and after you get past, you know, Hughes and Bratt, 
Kishier. I mean, Shower Govich is good. Um, you know, Dawson Mercer is actually a good young player too. But again, when overall depth, they're still not as deep. But I think in a year or two, with keep adding the right players, I mean, Plot will help with veteran leadership. But they're still behind the eight ball of some of the other teams in the Metro. So, um, but they're they're on the right track for sure. There's no doubt about that. I'm going to go shot as well, not because I don't think they aren't going to have the talent soon enough. They are the same thing as Columbus. They need that blue line to grow up a little bit and improve. Yes, the goaltending still got to, they got wrinkles to figure out with that goaltending. And they got three now. They got Jonathan Bernier still on the contract. So Blackwood, his goals against has gone up. His save percentage has gone down his entire career. And the next question after that, is coaching is is Lindy Ruff going to be the coach? And I've I've made this prediction a couple different times. Lindy Ruff will not be the Devils' coach by Thanksgiving. That's how quickly I think the hook is coming on him. And I think that could be a good thing for the Devils. So we'll see about that one shortly. Moving on to another team that made some headlines: the Ottawa Senators will make the twenty twenty three playoffs. Anthony Larocco. Um. I'll go beer on this one. I'm still going to say they're going to fall short, but uh, I mean, I, I love what they did with, with the getting the brink at adding Claude Giroux, who's still got a lot left in the tank. Um, Can Talbot will help support Anton first Anton Forsberg there and goal. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're core, they're top six with, with now the brink Giroux, Batherson, Kachuk, Stutzla, um, Josh Norris. They got, they got a good group. Um, again, it's still, it's still their defense for me. Shabbat's great. Um, but they're still, they're, you know, they're lacking compared to some of the other teams in not only their division, but in the East with their defense group, um, and their goaltending while certainly better than a team like Buffalo's, um, you know, I would still say an aging Talbot and Forsberg was great last year. They get a nine twenty save percentage or something along those lines. Um, but it is still not totally sold on that tandem, but, they're headed in the right direction. You know, Pierre Dorian, he's been doing a great job lately. Uh, you know, if it keeps heading this direction, the Senators will be a playoff team sooner than later. But there's just too many good teams in their division and then the Metro, too. So I don't see it happening, but they're close. I think they're definitely improved. I don't know if they're better than Boston just yet. I do think Boston is going to ha- have a major drop-off, especially with all those injuries that they got. Uh, um. I'm going to go shot, and I, I don't think they're ready just yet. Um, the old saying, uh, not ready for primetime players. Well, yeah, that's yeah, – I just I just think they're not there yet. They could be. Let's see, find out whether or not the coaching is right. There's, uh, there's like, a couple other, like, little things. I just – I need to see it. I need to see how this is all going to work and who's going to go with what. Stutzel is a hell of a player, so – this is going to be year three, so he's going to take a, a jump as well. Uh, and and you know what? They got Josh Norris back, and Josh Norris has just gotten the paid, so he can relax. So, uh, there, Ottawa Senators could be, could be a good team soon. I just don't know if it's next year. And let's go the other direction, Anthony. Calgary Flames will not be a playoff team in twenty twenty three. Anthony. Um, I mean, it, 
it really it really all depends what they what they do with Kachuk. If he's traded, which it looks like it's traded, had trending in that direction, um, you know, it might it might be hard for him because you're talking about losing two hundred point players. Um, I mean, they're definitely going to retain Maggiapani, who's a good player, and, and Markstrom and goal uh, Zadorov returned, so they they still got the pieces. Um, and I, I don't think it's as competitive out there as it is in the East. So I think if they trade Kachuk and they get back, and it's not for total futures, if they get a good young roster player in return, I, I still think with Markstrom and Goal, they could make the playoffs. Um, so I'll, I'll actually go against the grain here and, and say shot. I know a lot of people are going to be, you know, not expecting much from him if, if good Kachuk leaves as well. But uh, depending on what they get in return, I, I think they still could. So um, I'll, I'll do a shot on this one. Um, I'm going shot. I'm going to go shot as well. They're going to be, they're going to be good, at least competitive. That division is exactly full of giant slayers and it's, uh, you're still coached by Daryl Sutter, who's a Stanley cup winner. The last person to get Calgary to the Stanley cup finals. They're, they're good. They're they're They might not be great. That's going to be a different story. Uh, we're going to find that out sooner or later. Is Elias Lindholm just a guy that played bet- between uh, Kachuk and uh, Johnny Gaudreau, or is it going to be, or is he really an elite center? And because that that line was a plus like 168 among all of them. That's disgusting. So losing Gaudreau is going to suck. Who knows? Moving Majiapati up could could be the thing. And maybe they don't, or they they sign Kachuk for a two to three year deal. I doubt that's happening. I think he's getting traded anyway. But just saying, there's a lot of maybes. But still, that that if the Flames are still a good enough team to to get the, a playoff spot. Anthony, the last one, the home run derby was on Monday, and I got to ask this question: the home run derby is the best event in All Star games. And I'll start us off. It's it's around. And it's definitely around now. I really wish hockey's uh, breakaway challenge, which was very inventive this year, especially like Jack Hughes getting the mini Jack Hughes or uh, Alex DeBrinkett stick handling a football. All that stuff was great until the NHL can really match what the, the drama of the home run derby is. And I think the home run derby has surpassed the slam dunk competition for starters. Stars actually play in the home run derby. I mean, the, in the NBA, they throw out like bench players. Yeah. For like the slam dunk you. contest. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm to tell you, to be honest with you, I didn't really watch it. I haven't watched it in a long time, but uh, I know like the best power hitters in the league are still pretty much always participating in it. Um, and the NHL skills competition, it's cool. Uh, I know they tried to splice it up last year at some different events, but um, I mean, I really don't have a horse in this race. But I, I guess I'll, I guess I'll go round. But again, I, I you know, like I said, I really, um, I really don't pay too much attention to the home run derby. Uh, yeah, Joe is saying by the way that the Pacific is terrible, but there's also so many other. Uh, good, good stuff in here. Hardest shot is always good. The precision shooting at the all-star game is always a good one. Um, uh, Dave, is that breaking news or just a wishful thought? 
because I'm going to go probably check that wishful, right now. Probably a wishful thought. I mean, I'm yeah. on Twitter. I haven't seen anything about it. You know what? All-Star Games, by the way, Mike T is right, sort of right on this one. And that's the uh, the All-Star Games kind of had they, – they've sort of lost their luster in, in recent years with so much player movement. But <laughs> no prediction or wishful thought. I am going to check that out right now. And Dwayne, hi, how's it going? Yeah, Aho was great. And the blackjack competition was actually fun you know, when they did it with Vegas right now. So, Anthony, I'm just, I, gotta, I just got to check this because if that's true, that is tremendous breaking news. Mark, I'm telling you, it's not. I was on Twitter. I would have, I would have saw that. It's not. So I know you're a Mets fan, but you could put down the phone and not get your hopes up. It didn't happen. Okay, good. Good. Because, I mean, after all, I mean, when we did our first stream, that was when the Rangers fired John Davidson and Jeff Gorton. Yeah. And that came out of nowhere. I still will always remember that one because we were talking about Minnesota versus Colorado as a potential playoff series. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fake news. You know what? It's fake news. It's what it is. The fake fakeness. All right. Every, um, you know what, Alyssa? I got to stop. Yes, that was great. That was when good. Owen Nolan, All but that was shot. actually in the All Star game. Yeah. So when he came down on Hashek, went going gloves. You see stuff like that. That's what when the NHL All Star game is doing that. That's where it's a lot of fun. So, all right. And Chris Frost was saying the quarterback competition was always the best. And I, I think I think the home run derby surpassed it. Everybody, once again, so that is the end of Big Apple Hockey. Uh, Big Apple Hockey. Big Apple Hockey Bar Talk for the week where we gauge our confidence on NHL topics based on a choice of drink. So also while we're at it, I got to mention once again, that we are sponsored by Manscaped where if you use the promo code BAH, go on there, get 20% off and free shipping. And uh, we're growing. This is one of the re- the ways that we're growing. So uh, please do so. Cause I would love to stop bartending. That would be great, <laughs> eventually. Uh, and 72 of you <laughs> right now watching us, although we just lost four people. I guess they, uh, they they got away from me when I said I wanted to stop bartending. They're like, no, Mark, <laughs> go back to that. All right. So um, what's around the NHL rumor mill, Anthony? Well, right now it's just being dominated by the news with uh, of Matthew Kachuk. So, um you know, like I said, Eric Francis said yesterday on a radio spot that he thinks that it could be wrapped up this week. Um, I don't know. You know, we'll see. Um, I do think it would be prudent for the Flames to move him now um, rather than wait too much longer. But um, I guess their, their first their first hope is just to see if there's any way that he'd be willing to sign a long term extension. Um, you know, again, having him having him actually have his arbitration hearing and accepting the one-year deal and then walking him to free agency in the summertime, uh, that's a disaster. Because even if they were to trade him at the trade deadline, um, you're not going to get the value back as you would if you traded him today. So um, if they know for sure that he's out the door, um, you got you to move him now. Um, there's, no, there's no two ways about it. Uh, and it sucks for the Flame fans, you know, if there's any – Flame fans watching right now, I I feel for you guys. Um, that's tough to lose two franchise players essentially um, in one offseason, but it's it's 
it's the best thing for Brad Tree, Brad Tree Living to do. Um, and again, if they decide to move him, the question will be, do they just rebuild at that point and get all futures or they still try to stay competitive and move him for, you know, well, essentially with a hockey trade, another good young player or players. Um, that's what they're going to have to face. So, um, you know, we'll see. There, there was actually uh, some debate amongst, you know, Islander fans uh, hype in the hypothetical, you know, would you trade Matt Barzell for Matthew Kachuk and then sign Kadri to, to backfill Barzell's spot? Um, and, and I was one of those, one of those questions where oddly enough, I think if Calgary does trade Kachuk, that could be the type of deal they look for, where you get you get another upper echelon player in return. Um, however, you know centers usually hold more value, but uh, that's it's a, it was just an interesting question. Me, me personally, um, I, I honestly think the Islanders would be a better team with that because you have Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, you don't have Barzell, but then you sign Kadri, and you still have Kadri, Nelson, Pajot, Zekas down the middle. You're still really strong, um, but. That, but again, though, that's the type of deal that Calgary would probably make uh, Kachuk for another really good young player. So we'll, we'll see which direction they go. But there are going to be a lot of teams involved. Um, my guess is St. Louis is going to be heavily in the mix. Uh, but they have, like, very, very little cap space. So not only would they have to send a good young piece back, but they would have to also have to send a, a veteran contract. Um you know, my, my guess is Brandon Saad would go for salary purposes and then Jordan Cairo would go because he's a good young player. But, uh, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. But it's going to be really interesting. I, I'll be very clear on this. If I'm St. Louis, there's two people. I hang up the phone when you when you mention their names. And I love Matthew Kachuk, but I am not trading you Jordan Cairo and I'm not trading you Rob Thomas. So let's get those out of the way. You want Barbashev? Go ahead. You can take Barbashev. That's not enough. That, I, mean, you're insulting, I know it's not enough. You're insulting Calgary with that. Barbashev's not guess, he's a, guess what? D- same thing we said with Buffalo last year. Tough titties. I got the hammer. And I I don't know why I went with that, but still, sorry. <laughs> it's it's, yeah. it's I got the hammer. I know your guy is 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 on his way out. Go ahead, go find the best package. We got we we got um I got my guy right here. So well, you gotta, Mark. You gotta remember. You said Cairo would be a no, no non-starter. You gotta give to get in this league. You do. And okay. Cairo, Cairo is a good player, but Matthew Kachuk's even better player. So, uh, you, that's just the price of doing business. Well, again, for me, I I value, and, and as a matter of fact, probably a lot of people would say that you value the center more than you value the wing, and it's just a fact. It's the same reason why when we come up with the greatest players of all time, most of them are going to be centers. It's just that simple. So, yeah. And Matt, I mean, uh, this is the devils and the devils do. I mean, they, they are certainly should, should be in the mix. But again, if you're devils, you're not getting Matthew Kachuk without possibly even giving up Jesper Bratt. Like he just mentioned Jesper Bratt. I would imagine there's no way they're getting him if Bratt's not in the deal or, or Alexander Holes, like they're good. You you to get a or, player like or Kachuk, Dawson Mercer. Yeah, you, you have you have to give up something that's going to hurt. And again, Dawson Mercer is a, is a had a good rookie year, but he's not returning Matt, Matthew Kachuk. You're going to need a better player in there. So, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, and I, I will say this though, typically when you have these type of elite players available, fan bases kind of banter and say what it would cost to land that player. And the return is nowhere, usually nowhere ever close to as much as what ends up being. Yeah. Let's look no further than Jack Eichel last year. Peyton Krebs, Alex Tuck, and a first-round pick. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I forgot if there was another pick after that. But I'll tell you this, Anthony. Buffalo right now likes that deal. They're happy with Alex yeah. Tuck. They're, yeah. they're happy with Peyton Krebs. And, yeah. uh, but one of the reasons why they're also really happy with that deal is Tage Thompson is, is becoming oh, a hell of a yeah, player. Yeah, he's, he's phenomenal. Oh, um, he's becoming but, a hell of a player. Caveat to what I just said. This trade with Matthew Chuck could be different where it actually is that much because he's 24 years old. I mean, I know Jack Eichel is available, but how, but how, how old is Jack Eichel? Jack Eichel is uh, I think 20... he's 25, I think, right now. I, it's it's slipping my mind at the moment, so my bad. I think he's uh, older than I... 25 because Kachuk's 24, and I'm pretty sure Eichel's a few years old. Jack Eichel's 25. His birthday is October 28th, though. So yeah. he's turning 26. Like 24-year-old players like a Chuck, I mean, it, it is not very often they do become available. Um, I, I would I would say he's going to return a boatload. I, I think he's going to return a boatload. Yannick, by the way, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And yeah, everybody, by the way, uh, not to guilt you into it, but yeah, if you could hit that like button, that would really help us out. Uh, we're still trying to crack that YouTube algorithm and doing our best with that. By the way, Anthony, I think one of the easiest ways to improve Matt Barzell is to make him watch Die Hard, specifically the scene when they're in the roof. And Hans Gruber says, shoot the glass, except it's shoot the puck. So <laughs> if they could just put that on loop forever, then Matt Barzell would in, in, incredibly improve because that's he he does need to shoot the puck more. And as as uh, Wicked is telling you right there, you and you and him, they know what what Calgary went through. Yeah. Um, yeah. And John, that's a lot of things Rangers fans are forgetting. Kratzoff is here, and could Kratzoff be something? That's gonna that's gonna be interesting. That's going to be interesting. And I think actually he could fit in that second line role. And then you can have, uh, or even that, that first line role. There's, there's three wings for him to go on. So let's see what that's going to be. By the way, Anthony, we didn't get to mention this earlier. Uh, what are your thoughts on the hurricanes improving? Well, as... well, I, so that, that Patrick Kane comment, um, Patrick Kane, if he does get traded at the deadline, um, I, I still think despite his, Despite his age, um, the Blackhawks are going to get are going to get a haul for him. Um, I mean, he's he's an elite player still. Uh, you're not you're not getting Patrick Kane for for peanuts. I mean, granted, you probably won't have to mortgage the farm either because of his age, but he's still going to return. He's still going to return a lot. Um, and it's I'm honestly really really surprised that Kane is willing to kind of wait it out right now. And that's why he's not being traded. He's going to wait it out and see how things go, which is surprising to me. Uh, that was the comment yeah. that Anthony was referring to. By the way, I threw your name up before. Yannick, hi, welcome to the show. And Joe, unfortunately, I can't explain the Rangers because 
they they really need to work on some of those centers. Um, and you know what? Who knows? They might have it because the eye test says Filipino got better. The assist numbers are something left to be desired, by the way. He he needs to get more assists than two, like he had in the playoffs or 14 in the regular season. But I I just don't see – I mean, Kachuk is the guy that's dominating a lot of this stream for all of us because – there's it, obviously everybody would we, we'd push over our grandmothers in order to get uh, Matthew Kachuk, but it's it's and and mine's already passed on, so that would be extra the uh, disgraceful. But it's just well, I mean, do you think do you think Calgary because you hear teams like St. Louis and Dallas and and Vegas? Do you think Calgary has any appetite to trade them to a team in the Western Conference? Or do you not care? I, I I I don't trade within division if I have to. A conference is a different story. Like if the Rangers had to trade Chris Kreider to the Buffalo Sabres, I don't give a crap. Yeah, I, I see them once in a while, and it's just that. And and again, I just I pulled the name out of a hat, Ranger fans. I'm not yeah. thinking about anything else. Um, and Joe, I like that comment. We're gonna uh, we're gonna get back to that one shortly. Uh, I, that's, that's me. I don't want to see a guy within division and have to play him in the playoffs. Yeah. Same, I mean, same thought. yeah, but I, I, I still think if in a perfect world, they'll, they'll try to send Kachuk to a team in the East. Yeah. That's what the hope is. And you get those rumors about him trying to get with Brady in, in, uh, yeah. Ottawa. I don't buy uh, that. Ottawa's- with some of the stuff they did and Norris's extension, they're slowly creeping up to where, you know, they need to start being careful how they spend. And I don't think they would be able to afford Kachuk. I mean, they could, but I think St. Louis is the more likely option of where he wants to be. Yeah. And Matt kind of hits the nail on the head with this one. This is where you say it's, it's about the math and yeah, but it's, it's called, it, it's called you worry about that later. You make a corresponding move. It's the same. It's the same thing. How if if the Avalanche can get Kadri back, you simply trade Sam Gerrard. So yeah, and then you th- make that, room by moving that, Josh Bailey. That's that's a non-issue. You know, if, if Lou were hypothetically, if you were to find out you can get Matt Kachuk, then you just you, you aggressively dump Bailey or Bovillier. So the, the number is really not so much an issue. Yeah, and will they move Bailey? I, honestly, I, I if if Lou can get somebody like Kadri or Chuck or wherever, he'll he'll have to because the market for Varlamov isn't there anymore because now every team basically has a starting goalie. Um, so either Bailey or or Beauvillier would have to be the guys that would get moved. Now I'm gonna go to Wicket's comment right here, uh, and Joe, I did not forget about yours that's up there, but I'm. This is where I was talking about before, and I've actually said this about Artemi Panarin. Centers are generally more valuable, but if you get a winger that can play like a center, sort of like the way Panarin does, sort of like the way Patrick Kane does, then you can actually go with a weaker center or a shoot-first center like a Filipino, like a Artem Anistimov, like a uh, – I guess – I mean, would you put uh, – uh, oh my God! I forgot his name. <laughs> Brock Nelson. Would you put Bar- Brock Nelson as a shoot first center, Anthony? I, mean, I think he's more of a defensive center 
I would classify him, although yeah, he, he just scored, had. He scored over 30. What did he score? 35? Oh, no, no. Year? I am no, not saying that to insult his offensive game. I was about to say that. No, he but, he, he he absolutely is a, a, a shoot first center. I mean, his his wrist shot is probably second best to Oliver Wallstrom. That's that's one of Nelson's better attributes is his shot. So for sure, he he's more of a goal scorer. Shoot first. Yeah, shoot the puck. Uh, didn't Mince win something last night? Oh, I, I forgot to watch the end of the All Star game. I was outside having a cigar and drinking some Jameson. <laughs> But uh, so I don't even know who won. Thanks, Dave. Who won the All Star game? I completely forgot. So, Matt's, Max Pacioretty got literally traded for nothing. Future considerations. It's all about it's all about salary dump. So, um, even if that's the case with Bailey and his value for the Islanders, it's just more about just getting rid of him. And as you see, there will there will be teams that take on salary. I mean, Anaheim, as Janik just actually mentioned, Anaheim has over thirty million dollars of cap space. So for any team, if you need to try to dump a contract, Ducks are a logical choice. So, and for a young team, who wouldn't want a veteran guy to be around? Oh, by the way, Anthony, um, how about do you think they're gonna ever trade John Gibson, or is who's gonna get traded first, John Gibson or Jacob Chikrin? Jacob Chikrin, I don't, I don't think. John Gibson is going anywhere, especially now. Like I said, every team really has their goalie. So I don't, I don't see John Gibson going anywhere. Um, And I'll drive Bailey to Anaheim if that's possible. <laughs> okay. Yeah. D is saying, do the Rangers have a uh, have cap space left to offer Marty Natchez? Uh, he's been playing wing, but he was drafted as a center. Rumor is that the Canes are planning on starting him at C4 this year. Woof. That... He was the second line winger, so uh, I think that would be a little bit, a little bit of a slap in the face. Although they're they're talking about putting uh, Kakaniemi up there, and I don't. I, no, the, again, the, offer sheets are very hard to go by because they. It's one of those things that as fans we could look over and go, why don't why don't X team offer sheet this person? But the players got to sign that contract, and the. Uh, the the team's got to let them go. And the other team, you got to remember, as soon as you offer sheet somebody, you're going to be liable to be offer sheeted too. Look what happened with uh, Don Waddell going after uh, KK last year. Anthony. Oh, I think he's looking something up or frozen. No, you know. Anthony, what do you think about offer sheets? Well, it's in this instance it's not happening. The Rangers don't have any cap space to offer see, offer sheet Marty Nature, so that's not happening. But uh, the offer sheets in general are are kind of rare. I, I'm not really expecting to see any the rest of the off season. But I mean, I guess you really who knows? But I I, I wouldn't bet on it. How about that? Islanders can make a swing and try to go get pasta. I mean, that's not, that's yeah, that's not happening. Boston's going to probably work to extend Pasternak really hard. I, I would be surprised if he goes anywhere. I just kind of realized how many bees are involved with that comment because you would have yeah. Brad Marchand, Matt Barzell, Beauvillier, Bailey, yeah. and Bergeron. That's that's a lot of bees. That's so that's uh, in there. Adrian Adrian Dater of the Av saying that he's not a he's not hearing of Sam Gerard being on the table in any Avs trade talks. So that just leads credence that, like what he said the other day, 
talking to more and more people. It doesn't seem like Kadri's returning to Colorado. Doesn't really? seem like they're going to trade Gerard or JT Comfort for that matter. So, so Anthony, got to go with uh, one of this one. By the way, uh, Brody put this in before that we started. Uh, Big Lou looks very satisfied in that thumbnail, like he just delivered someone a horse's head. <laughs> and um, Joe put this one in before. I wanted to go back to it. Vegas odds for the Rangers to win the Stanley Cup is currently plus 1,600. Uh, he puts in round beer a shot. Uh, which one do you think would, you, I mean, I guess that would be beer would be it's around there. Round would be your take in the bet and shot would be no chance, I guess. I mean, it's just, it's so hard to say now with definity. I, I mean, if I don't know, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, yeah, anything can happen, but I, I don't see the Rangers winning the cup next year. Uh, but again, you know, it, it could, I mean, it's really impossible to say right now. I mean, there's there's a couple upper echelon teams that obviously have the chance to win it. Um, but, I mean, gone to my head right now, um, I honestly think I, I think I would say Colorado again. All right. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm going as high as beer right now. And the reason why is because, I mean, the Rangers are there. Uh, the question is, can they just take that next step? And who in the division really improved? My first question for uh, Carolina, I keep trying to allude to this and, and stopping short, but I like Brent Burns. Brent Burns just hit 37, Anthony. That is a contract that could get very bad very quick. And a uh, matter of fact, while I'm at it, I'll look for his actual birthday because if he's 38 next year, ugh, that's, that's not going to help matters. Yeah. Um, his game, his game's slowing down. Um, he's still good, but he's not, he's not as electric as he was a few years ago in San Jose. Right. He's not that Norris trophy winner. He's still pretty good. He's an upgrade yes. over D'Angelo by far, but I don't, See, I don't know about that. That's where – and look at, but look around the Rangers division. Pittsburgh, I don't think, got better. Pittsburgh – let's talk about Pittsburgh for a second, Anthony. What the hell are they doing? If, are they they're just – They're just pushing just their treading, chips all in? They're kind of just treading water, really. I mean, they obviously they retained Malkin, Latang. Um, Evan Rodriguez is still a free agent. Doesn't seem like he'll be back. And then they, you know, they got Jeff Petrie and Ty Smith, um, you know, out on Marino and – and uh, Matheson. So to me, they're the same. I mean, I just, I, I can't help. By the way, 81 of you are in watching us right now. Thank you all very much. Uh, it's, I'm looking at a lot of these, like, um, I, I, the moves that Pittsburgh made, everyone is another year older. I know you're hanging on. Sidney Crosby's still playing at an elite level. But I still don't see them winning much with Tristan Jari. And no. I mean, now they got Petrie. I mean, they're, how many old, older guys are they going to pick up? And, and they're going to be getting rid of Kasperi Kapanen. Well, yeah, he's an RFA, and they really don't have much cap space to re-sign him right now. So there's definitely going to be another move. Um, I mean, speaking of other teams, uh, Washington. Um, you know, so I, I, don't, I like Dylan Strom. I, I think Dylan Strom is a good pickup for them. Um, you know, Darcy good, Kemper yeah. and goal. Uh, I think again, not not a bad move. Uh, it depends you know, if his health is, is good. against Samsonov. But 
I think I think Kemper could be pretty good for him, and I, I like the addition of Dylan Strom, as I said. Um, you know, Nicholas Backstrom's health is kind of in question. Um, honestly, I think the Capitals, they're going to be in a dogfight. They're going to be in a dogfight to, to make the playoffs. I don't think it's a shoe-in for sure that the Capitals make it. But, I mean, when you have Ovechkin, you can never count them out. Well, right now, this is year three under Peter Laviolette. And it's either going to be they're going to exceed expectations wildly or they're going to come crashing down to earth. Unfortunately, that's that tends to be his track record throughout his career. Um, I'd have to take a look, make sure I'm 100 percent right on that one. But I mean, the guy's a great coach, but it, it happens to him way too often. And uh, I would there's lots of times where I, would, I by the way, I would take uh, Laviolette in a heartbeat. So it's just um, I'm going to get to that one in a second, Rich. It's just. So what what are the Capitals going to do? I do think the Islanders swoop up and get one of those spots. And if two of them drop out, then and that hasn't happened since 2005 that the Capitals and the and uh, sorry, well while we're at it, the Capitals, the Islanders, and the Penguins didn't make the playoffs. So it's been a while. So um, that's going to happen. Uh, actually, Greg, you're bringing some good questions right here because we were talking about that one first. Let me go to. Uh, I, by the way, Mike, just as mentioned, Will Cooley is going to look pretty good for the Rangers in this offseason. Watch for him to make the team. But who do I see playing on the right side with Panarin and Kako? I tell you what, that's where Kratzoff could come in. You get a guy that could distribute, shoot the puck. That would be great for Panarin. So we'll see about that one. When we go back to Greg on this one, Anthony and Lauren, hey, how's it going? I can see you down there. With, with Shane Wright dropping all the way down, which, by the way, that's another thing we got to talk about. Will Cooley will forever be linked to Shane Wright. Uh, not Will Cooley. Sorry, that's the Rangers. Logan Cooley was the guy for, for Anaheim. Arizona. Oh, my God. That was – I can't get those two sentences back. <laughs> so so you go Beneers, Shane Wright, and then you're, you're going with a one-two punch at center. What about Yanni Gord at number three? I think mean, Seattle might – might jump pretty soon. I don't think Shane Wright's going to come up though right away, right? I think Anthony froze again. Okay. Oh, hey, I lost him totally. All right. <laughs> he should probably be getting back in in a second. But I, you know what? I, yeah, but, uh, Chris, I don't think it's not necessarily that Kratzoff is going to be gone yet. We're going to see about that one. He might have to play his way to get to a better contract. So we're going to get Anthony back in a moment. I, Greg, again, I, I think that's that's great for them. If you actually, if you see our our video reaction to the Romanov trade, it was, it was, I, I was stunned that it was dropping all the way down there. And then I thought the Islanders traded all the way up to number four. That would have been a coup. So, uh, and then Warren, there we go. Rangers got truck check, better upgrade what they got at 2C. You are 100% right about that one. Matt saying, worry about it later. It doesn't work when you uh, have a player 
who could walk the following year. If you want Kachuk and if you want him, uh, Beauvillier is not a bad option. Too much speed to lose. Yeah. And by the way, some of these GMs will go, hey, I'll trade him right now. It's the next GM the, that's is their problem, not mine. Anthony, so by the way, hey, Mark, how's it going? Um, back to this comment. What do you think about Seattle lining up their centers? I mean, I think Shane Wright's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. He's pissed that he dropped the fourth. Um, so I, I think um, that's great news for Kraken fans. He's going to be really motivated. Uh, Matty Beniers, um, is looks like to be he's going to be a great young player. Um, adding Burakovsky um, gives them some more scoring on the wings to go along with Jordan Eberle. Uh, you know, Jaden Schwartz, I know he was injured. Hopefully he's, you know, he's back and healthy. McCann had a good year. Um, Kraken are on the up and up. I mean, I still think they're a couple of years away, but um, definitely headed in the right direction. And I wouldn't be surprised if they land John Klingberg, who's still out there in unrestricted free agency, which is really strange. So we'll see. There's a lot of guys that are still free agents that are still boggling my mind. Klingberg being one of them. Yeah, definitely. It, He's was the, he the top he, defenseman on the market? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Yep. So I don't, yeah. I don't understand how he's still available, to be honest with you. I don't. Uh, oh, this is Matthew Kachuk, Everest is saying. Uh, no, and again, uh, or sorry, on Tyler Mott. I thought it said Matt for a second. No, there's no word on Tyler Mott just yet. Uh, There's still, I think Tyler Mott's not going to resign or sign anywhere until Kapokaka resigns. The Rangers are in still in negotiations with them and they're trying to figure out how much they're going to spend on Kako. So that's the answer with that one. Warren saying, mark my words, although that's my phrase. <laughs> Drury is going to be with the Canes. Uh, Drury is going to be with the Canes and he's taking, oh, oh, okay. You're the Drury that's on the Canes. That was making me, I forgot his name. What's his first name again? Jack. Yeah, thank you. Jack Drury. Uh, that's why I was kind of confused for a second. I mean, <laughs> KK better be better, better be better than a 4C. I'll tell you that one. They're paying him way too much. Uh, so making the Canes offer. Oh, actually, Warren, I, I just finished the quote. So anyway, this is why you should always read the entire thing before starting to make your opinions or have your reactions. Drury is going to be with the Canes and he's going to take the 2C spot before pushing KK to 4C, making the Canes look stupid offer shooting KK to begin with. That is actually what it is. Probably should have read it out loud and thought about it instead of stopping trying to remember what Jack Drury's name was. So, oops. Um, <laughs> if, if, Anthony, if that happens, that's a disaster, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Carolina, um, they're in a good spot. I mean, if you're a Hurricane fan, I really wouldn't worry about, you know, them in the next couple of years. But then again, also going with what he's saying, you're paying your fourth line center $4.8 million. Yeah, I mean, that, that's not prime. Yeah, that's not prime. That is not prime whatsoever. No. Now, you could also say, well, then you're paying your second line center entry level contract. So that's, yeah. that's a nice little way to make up for that. Um, either make a trade with Hayek uh, until an injury happens. I think Cooley will 
and Oppmann will make the team. I think if it's both of them, they, they don't have spots. One of them could. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Cooley. He's further along. What we got here? Yeah, this and I get that train of thought right now because he hasn't he hasn't done anything. But again, by the way, um, Noah, welcome to the show. Th- this is his this is his last year under contract. Uh, he's 80 years old, so he's not getting any younger. He just fired Trotz, which is essentially putting himself in the line of fire. Um, I think he knows he needs to have success this year. So I can't imagine he's just going to, you know, do nothing and that the team right now is what you're going to see in the fall. So uh, we'll, we'll see. But um, I think eventually he is going to do something. I just don't know when. Uh, and again, even if he does, we might not find out about it until September. So um, this is the way Anthony. it is with him. Anthony, I I don't want to I don't want to give Noah any bad sleeping habits or anything, but I think Lou's son is the next GM. I think it's going to happen. It's one of the reasons um, why he took the job. Not a, not if the not if ownership has anything to say about it. I mean, obviously, if the Islanders have bad results and they fire Lou, they're going to bring in somebody that's not his son. I mean. So I, I'm not honestly. I'm not really worried about that. I'm not really worried about his son becoming the general manager. But we'll All right. See. I hope you're right on that one. Uh, yeah. By the way, Greg, that is going to be good to watch those two play, especially Matty Veneers, because I think mm-hmm. he's he's going to be a pretty good job. Joe, hi. This is your first time I'm seeing you. So welcome to the show. Keetle as your third C is pretty damn good. Goudreau and Mott on the wings. Blaze. Sammy Blay is is going to be a factor for the New York Rangers this next year. The question is whether or not there's going to be that ridiculous injury that he had last year. So, uh, and, (laughs) oh man, Anthony, I'm getting killed for it all forever, but just in my words, uh, I'll never be able to shake a (laughs) joke. Um, all right, let's get, let's, let's get, uh, move on to the next one um i don't know if the canes can buy out gardner or if they can really move him if he goes to ltir which i think he's going to be healthy well do the do the hurricanes have any um players going to arbitration because the only way you could buy out another player a second window gets triggered if you have a player going to arbitration i'm not sure if if they don't then they miss the buyout window and gardner can't be bought out i Arbitration eligible is Peterson. That's next year. Uh, they do have arbitration for Ethan uh, Ethan Bear, so that can happen. So then, yeah, tech, if it actually goes to arbitration, then yeah, they could. But um, I know he's healthy, so you're allowed to buy out a healthy player. But I, I don't, I don't see it happening though. At least, but who knows though? I, I, I don't think it will though. But I could be yeah. wrong. If not, there's always the Arizona Coyotes. They will take every yeah. bad contract. So uh, that's been a technique going all the way back to Chica. Uh, <laughs> here's, here's a good question for you. If Let's say if it's not, as Noah puts him, uh, Fredo. Uh, <laughs> uh, what GMs would you like to see the Islanders target if it's not Lou's son? Um, honestly, if Barry Trotz sits on the sideline for another year, I know he's was probably looking to get into uh, management that – uh, it would be one. Um, Kevin Weeks' his name was out there for a while when he was when the Sharks were looking for a general manager. I think he's a good up and coming executive. Um, you know, I think uh, 
I mean, it's hard to say because a lot of a lot of former players have been looking to get into management. Um, I mean, David Savard was Mark. Sorry, Mark Savard was a coaching candidate. Um, a couple of the openings, not GM, but I mean, there are a lot of a lot of guys like that out there that they could find. But I mean, I would be intrigued with either Barry Trotz or Kevin Weeks, to be honest with you. But um, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, like coaches, general managers get recycled, so there definitely be guys out there if if that time comes if Lou steps down. Yeah, uh, and as Warren's saying right here, Sharks interviewed uh, Rakowski for the coaching position. He was the coach of the Chicago Wolves. Um, I mean, I still thought Bob Bugner did a good job. I, 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 I don't know where the Sharks go from here. The San Jose Sharks, speak about which. Uh, the, like, they're such a tweener team. They're yeah, good think- enough to, to miss the playoffs, but not bad enough to bottom out. They, they were actually a lot better this year than they, than they thought they'd be. Mike Rear needs to decide is I think next year Timo Meyer's qualifying offer would be like ten million dollars. So oh, yeah. he has to decide whether or not, you know, if they're gonna stay in a window to try to compete, do you really pay him that or do you or do you move him? But that they could kick that can down the road a little bit longer. How is um how are qualifying offers so high like that for Timo Meyer? Because it's based off of your your or your previous salary and you get an increase a certain percentage so just like um but one of the reasons why the blackhawks traded to brink it because of what his qualifying offer would be next year so um wow but you know team is a great player if he was ever made available there like kachuk there'd be a lot of teams lining up for him but um yeah san jose is an interesting case you know if they can move eric carlson that would be beneficial for him for you know retooling rebuilding team they really don't need him on the books um mm-hmm. but they got good pieces tomas hurdle um, and you would think Timo Meyer should be there for the long term. Um, you know, so they got William Eklund, their draft pick from the other year. He looks to be a good player. Logan uh, so they, 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 they got some good pieces. Yeah. It's just, there's, it, it, again, you, you look at some of those contracts. They got rid of Burns. They still got Vlasic and they still have Carlson. And that, that Carlson that used to be on the Senators, that, that guy is gone. Um, yeah, long gone. Actually, which I talked about it in the video this weekend. I'm going to talk about it with you right now, and I still don't understand what Toronto's doing with Matt Murray. It's it's something that I just that's uh, that's still one of those yeah. things I I still just scratch my head about. I mean, Matt Murray's game fell off a huge cliff. I mean, he hasn't been good the last three years. If you look at his numbers and his save percentage in particular. Um, you know, I guess they're, they're hoping to catch lightning in a bottle. Um, maybe he gets back to form. Um, but honestly, I could see Ilya Samsonov coming in and taking the job. Um, I mean, he's younger and I think he's got, I think he's got more upside. Uh, but you know, again, you know, he, I mean, he wasn't as hyped as he wasn't as hyped as Shesterkin and Sorokin as coming over from the KHL, but he was still expected to be, a, you know, their future number one netminder, and it just didn't work out. So, um, but if our Toronto, I would say he has a much longer leash than Matt Murray should, by far. I mean, I think Sam Sonov has got plenty of potential, and I think that's actually a good thing for Toronto because that negates when Matt Murray gets injured. And I use the term when 
Yeah. Uh, very, because let's be honest, it's it's he, he hasn't played 39 games in three years. Good luck. And yeah. if you want to get him as a backup or, hey, maybe you're going to catch lightning in a bottle when he gets the playoffs because he's going to end up winning a playoff round for you. It's just as, as far as the, like the Maple Leafs would be the, one of those teams that I look at and I go for this offseason, I would give them like a I would I would give them a B plus because I still don't think they acknowledge what they have in the net. Uh Oh, hey, Donald Weaver's right here. He's saying um, as a local hockey uh, watcher in the tri-state area, Rangers sign people, devil sign people, Islanders. Haven't done anything, but kept quiet this whole time. Are they going to sign anybody? Oh, Anthony, uh, I'll go right back to the beginning of the show with you. Do well, you, you think you think all that silence means they got Nazem Kadri? I think a, a trade could be more likely, but if, if they were going to sign any player that's left in free agency, that that would realistically help them. It would either be Nazem Kadri or Nino Niederreiter, who's still out there. And honestly, you talk about things being quiet on Kadri. I literally haven't heard a single peep on Nitterrider, which is weird because he's like a 25 goal scorer. You thought, um, you know, a lot of teams would have would have wanted him, but I literally have heard nothing. So, um, yeah, there's still there's still a possibility that Lou could have could sign Kadri or Nitterrider, um, but I think he might be looking at the trade route. You know, he almost got J.T. Miller at the draft from the Canucks, uh, but you know, word is that you know he nixed it because. Uh, he wasn't able to discuss say, an extension with Miller, so he walked away. Um, you know, Matthew Kachuk's out there. You got to believe he's at least inquiring. Um, so there's there's still some other moving parts, and especially as we mentioned, if the Flames if the Flames trade Kachuk to St. Louis, um, that could finally shake uh, Tarasenko loose. Um, and I know Tarasenko was a was an option uh, for the Islanders last year, but they couldn't make the cap work. Um, honestly, now it's been so long, I can say it, but one of our, one of our sources told me that, um, at the time Tarasenko told this person that he had heard Islanders, that's where he was going to end up. Um, but like I said, they, they couldn't make numbers work out. So, uh, but yeah, we'll see that that's really all contingent on the blues getting Kachuk because if they don't, um, but being that they lost David Perron, the Blues aren't going to trade Tarasenko, even though he still wants to be dealt. So, um, we'll we'll see. Um, but yeah, still still a lot of time left. I know fans are anxious, being that it's middle of July, and usually by now things go quiet. But uh, you know, we'll see. So, what do you think about that comment right above his? Uh, the Wild are missing the playoffs, definitely. I mean, unless Kirill Kaprizov gets stuck in Russia and doesn't come back, I don't see that happening. Kaprizov is that good that he will put the wild on his shoulders um, and bring him into the playoffs. Uh, he's he's top. I mean, I I had him in my top three in MVP voting. You know, because the guy had ninety seven points or whatever he had. If you if you take away his production from the Minnesota Wild, they are not where they. Where, where they are, simply simply mm-hmm. put. So I don't see the Wild missing the playoffs if Kaprizov is there. Uh, and Mike T is very excited about it, saying, that's it, Tarasenko being an Islander. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to what Chris Frost is saying right here. What about Buffalo paying a boatload for Kadri as a 
sort of four-year TJ so, Young players to, uh, centers to play. Peter Peter Ball Peter Ball the Avalanche the Avalanche guy said that um you know he Kachuk sorry Kadri um, doesn't really have any interest in playing for a team that's not going to contend. So uh, even though Buffalo has the cap space, Kadri uh, does not want to play for a team like that. So that that's going to likely be out of the question. Um, Michael T, honestly, fu- funny story. So um, last year I had I had this train of thought, obviously aside from what I was told, but um, funny story. I was in Turks and Caicos uh, last summer um, when free agency was occurring. And uh, my wife and I, the family, we, you know, kind of splurged and we got like a private boat tour for for the day. It was like four hours long. And um, the boat captain, I was just kind of talking to him and talking about living in the U.S. and sports. Uh, and oddly enough, when this going on, all the Tarasenko rumors, he tells me, oh, he's like, I had a he's like, I had an NHL player on my boat with his family. Same thing we did. And uh, and he's like, he's like, Oh, what's his name? Vladimir Tarasenko. And he, and then he showed me a picture on his phone of Tarasenko on his boat. And then I remember, I remember getting off the boat saying to myself, all right, that's it. Tarasenko is going to be an Islander in the next couple of days. What what are the chances you go to Turks and Caicos and you hear from a boat captain that Tarasenko was on his boat all meanwhile, all the rumors about him obviously didn't happen, but just, uh, what you said, that's the connection Anthony makes is how I felt, uh, last year. But, um, could be. Listen, he'd make the Islanders a much better team if they can get him. Well, again, Warren's asking a pretty good question right there. We've gone through this a couple different times. Who do you see in the Metro that made the playoffs but could miss it next season? It's either the Caps or or the Penguins. It could be both. Yeah. It honestly could yeah, be both. Possibly. I don't. I don't think Sidney Crosby would ever let the Penguins miss the playoffs. I think Tristan Jari might. Speaking about goalies that are uh, Penguins goalies yeah. or former Penguins goalies that are good but not great and constantly get injured. I mean, Jari is always one that gets injured. Caps with a second wild card. And again, uh, even the Penguins were over 100 points last year. But and it's they're they're gonna they're gonna start out slow, get hot, get into a secure playoff position. We're all gonna think that they're gonna be great. There's gonna be an injury. They're gonna re- reload and. I just don't understand what the Penguins – and Mike Sullivan's a great coach, so that's why I don't think it's it's going to happen. You know, it would be great. Uh, if, if, again, Philk was here. I always love doing this to him. But it would be great, you know, Mike Sullivan. I wonder what team had him as a, an assistant before <laughs> he was the Penguins head coach. <laughs> so, And all right. All right, well, let's go down to what Jesse's saying right here, uh, which is – how fast does Matthew run away from the Leafs if they, uh, if Matt Murray is the best they could do? Okay. I was hoping he'd run towards the Rangers, but I guess the Banajan and Trocek will thwart those hopes. Yeah. I mean, every, whenever it comes to Matthews, everybody speculates him going to the Coyotes of all freaking he's things. Not, I mean, he's not going to go play. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to go play for a team that's playing in a college arena for the next couple of years. Old five thousand people, not a shot in hell. Um, I mean, as long as the Leafs stay competitive like they are, I don't see Matthews going anywhere. But you know, yeah. maybe, maybe if the Coyotes were this really good team and you know they had stable arena situation, maybe. But I, I don't, I don't see that happening. 
we're gonna go back to you in a second, Don Al. But let's go over there. Uh, all right, let's go to you right now, then, since Anthony <laughs> already clicked on you. Uh, and, yeah, I think every I think the whole hockey world was surprised. Um, you know that whole day. I mean, Pierre LeBron and uh, TSN and ESPN were reporting that the Devils and the Islanders were the were the two front runners, and the two teams left after the Flyers made it known that they weren't involved. Um, you know, and the Blue Jackets kind of come out of nowhere, and then. You know, Johnny Gaudreau was on Spitting Chicklets the other day, and he he said how, you know, he was he was trying to get a deal done with the Devils, and then all of a sudden the Blue Jackets called and um, made an offer, and he was really intrigued, and he said to his agent, "Make this work." Um, just goes to show that he wasn't he would have played for the Devils, but just wasn't thrilled with it. So um, good on the Blue Jackets, and and good on their fans. You know, they deserved it after how Duchesne and Bobrovsky and Panarin and Seth Jones and you know, PLD wanted to get out of there. Uh, it's, you know, good on them to see a star want, wanting to go there. So happy for them and their fans. I agree with that 100%. I'm happy yeah. for their fans. And a lot of them were were on with us in in that chat afterwards. Yeah. And th- they they really did deserve it. But by the way, before we answer this one, short yes, yeah, so th- the short answer is a yes, Greg. Uh, he's definitely yeah. getting I mean, traded. I'll get into that in a second. They need to but, sign. They need to sign Rasmus Sandin, and uh, they have virtually no cap space. So they have negative, yeah, one point five yep. million dollars right now. So I, I would, I would assume Kerfoot or maybe Justin Hall, one or both have to go. Um, otherwise, it's, they're going to be hard pressed to fit Rasmus in. Yeah, and by the way, uh, Anthony, since it's a day that ends in Y. We're going to have to mention, as normal, well, what if they trade William Nylander? Because that's always the guy that everybody will look to Toronto and go, what if they trade Nylander? Because Nylander here is the guy who's got, uh, uh, let's see, 85 points this year. I think he had 85 points. It's like, it feel, I feel like I keep saying 85 for so many players. I think he might have been 83, play, uh, 83 points. I did the yeah. breakdown on him for uh, – for the website when we were doing the blogs, I kind of went cold. Everybody, I'll get back to writing soon enough. By the way, that's <laughs> now I have to plug it. Check out BigAppleHockeyPodcast.com to read our thoughts on a lot of uh, a lot of these things. Hey, you know what, Greg? There you go, Hall of the Kraken. That could be a possibility because they're going to have to sign. Uh, they're going to have to trade away Kerfoot, so they have to th- think that. Um, just one more thing about Gaudreau. Anthony, and I love, I I have to debunk some of these things. He didn't want to play for a big city team is what some people said. Well, he was trying to pay for the, he was trying to play for the Flyers. We all knew this. He wanted to play for the Flyers. I don't know about you, but Philadelphia is definitely a small market. I I think I'm pretty sure about that. Um, Or it could be the most demanding fan base in the NHL. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, uh, you know what? It's all about the money. Well, he took less money to go to Columbus. So that that one works in their favor. Oh, he didn't want to go to a rival of the Flyers or uh, of the Flyers. Columbus is in the same division. Yeah. And and another thing he said, though, he said while talking to other players and stuff, they said sometimes – being too close to home isn't a good thing. So he said Columbus being like eight hours away, he said it's like a perfect thing where it's not too close. So, yeah, I think and maybe, like a, maybe reasons, an hour flight or something like that. Maybe one of the reasons why he didn't want to play for the Devils was that's literally almost in his backyard. It's not South Jersey, but it's close enough. Um, and Chris, to answer your question, uh, 
Kachuk doesn't have a contract right now. He's an RFA, so yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have any sort of trade protection. They could trade him anywhere, but obviously, yeah, while this is a funny thought, Chicago, Chicago, or Arizona aren't even gonna aren't even gonna be picking up the phone to call Calgary about him more than likely. No, and because you're not gonna get a good package. It's it's that yeah. simple. Like you could see a non-playoff team, say for instance, like maybe the Buffalo Sabers getting in, but you're talking about a team that would have to say we're getting in and we're going to, we're going to make the jump. Um, I mean, Vegas, because who knows? Hey, they got rid of patch already. What's the next shiny toy? Matthew yeah. Kachuk. There we go. See, Rick, this isn't, I, I get, I get the thought, but this isn't, this isn't true. You know, like for instance, the blues, the blues are a very good team. They don't have cap space, but this is why Calgary takes back a contract like Brandon. Gordon mm. Cairo. So no, he he could absolutely get sent to a good team, except that team's gonna have to have Calgary take a player that has you know a decent contract to make it work. I'll I'll say this: the the Blues have so many pieces uh, that that doubled their production, like Rob Thomas. Doubled his production career high. Uh, Jordan Cairo doubled his production career high. Barbashev career high. Buchnevich, who had a great season for them. Not that I'm saying that the Rangers made the bad move by getting rid of Buchnevich. I know I've been killed about that in the past. They had to trade Buchnevich. Ask a lot of hockey writers. And it's, I, I, I think if they get Matthew Kachuk, then wow, that's just, didn't look out and that's where i think you're right about that you remove tarasenko from there and then you have to figure out who goes in that trade so i'm you got to give up something to get something i know we keep saying that all the time and you're right about that anthony i keep forgetting to keep mentioning that and then he just turned off his camera so i'm gonna keep talking for a second (laughs) yeah the turn off mine before because i left my water out on my dining room table so that was fun uh, let's say Calgary holds up a year, goes hard for McDavid when he says piss off to the Oilers. <laughs> I would love to see, you know what? I'd love to see that Chris, but on the other hand, and not, not that I'd love to see that. I'd always, I'd love to see the storylines, but that team just made the conference finals. I almost don't know if the Oilers unrealistically raised their expectations too high. Um, but Mike, here's, here's the other thing again, what the Rangers had to do with that, you have to develop these other players. Look, if Buchnevich was still a Ranger, does Chris Kreider still have 50 goals on the season? That's, that's another one. It's just, I'm, I'm never, I'm not anti-Buch. I loved, I like Buchnevich. It's the, it's just, I still thought they need to promote Kako and Lafreniere. And that's another reason why I don't think you don't need, uh, you don't need Patrick Kane on this team or big names. So there's another one. Uh, we're, we're coming up on one fifteen. Anthony's only got till one thirty, So we're going to keep on talking right now. I haven't plugged it enough in the last little bit. So let me do that right now. Everybody, don't forget to always like, share, and subscribe. And uh, don't forget to 
as they would say, Paul Rudd would say, smash that like. Because we can <laughs> really use it for the algorithms. You know, a slap of the base, Anthony. A slap of the base. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're going to still take more of your questions. I'm going to nix the ticker for a little bit. And also one video I constantly promote on that ticker. One of my favorite videos I ever did was the hockey video games. Check that out. Best hockey video games of all time. Somebody cursed me out for not putting on NHL hits, but sorry, open ice is the better game. <laughs> that's, that's just me. Uh, did you no, ever get to play like open David ice? Were you old enough for that? What? Were, were you old enough for NHL open ice? It was the NBA Jam version of the NHL. Oh, you never got to play it? The first hockey game, the first hockey game I played, like video game, was um, regular, just called Ice Hockey on Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, I think I have that at number seven. Yeah. I think I have that at number seven. Yeah. And then then Blades of Steel. Those like the first two. Blades of Steel. I played. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then you were old enough to remember NHL Open Ice. Because I don't know. I don't know what NHL Open Ice. I don't. You don't know. That it? All right. You gotta look it. You gotta no. look it up. It was a great game. It really was a great game. For what system? Uh, first it was in the arcade. Then they did have one for the Super Nintendo. Oh wait, no. It was PlayStation. The original PlayStation had it. Uh, cause then they, Oh, of course it, I was old enough for play PlayStation was like, was, but a lot of people don't know what it was. That's the thing. So no, I mean, I, I, I know I didn't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, it, it helped me get through plenty of days at Nassau community college when I was in between breaks and I had to go over to Nathan's that was on uh old country <laughs> road and I would just be shoving quarters in there left yeah. and right. So. And in NBA yeah. Jam, that was where I had my breaks when I was on lunch period in high school. So there you go with that. They need to re-up some of those. Let's do this. You know, I, I want I want a more a more open system. I, I think the system Trotz was employing was holding back offensively gifted players like Barzell. Um, I think there's another level that he can get to, like you saw when he under Doug Waite. So um, I think Lane Lambert's gonna keep a lot of Trotz's structures, but I also think he's going to give the players more offensive freedom. So uh, we'll see, but I, I expect more to be a more offensive team in general. And uh, there was just, yeah, Tommy, Tommy, he's on fire. Uh, but wait, there is another one that was just in there. Well, we'll go with what Noah's saying. And by the way, Frazier, welcome to the show. The only Canadian team that Matthew will go to is Ottawa because of his brother. But uh, thoughts on Lou Lamarillo's move for Romanov. I love it. I loved it. Yeah. First instinct, I loved it. I like it. 22 years old, left shot defense, exactly what they need to replace Nick Letty that he had never done previously. Um, he skates very well. He moves the puck. I mean, a lot of guys in Montreal called him the assassin with the way he hits. He's very physical. Um you know, I, I think I think he could develop into a more physical Mikhail Sergachev or so for the Islanders, I, I really like I really like the deal. Um, but like you, yeah, I wish they got a better pick back than ninety eight. Uh, but unfortunately 
it is what it is. But and also too on the free agent market, there weren't there really weren't many left shot defensemen available. Like Klingberg was the right shot, um, but it was it was really weak in the free agent market. So I think he had no choice to go the trade route. He wasn't going to get a free agent to play the left side unless he brought back Nick Letty. But um, that was really about it. There weren't really many good left handed shooting defensemen that he could have filled. So uh, speaking of which, Mark, are there, are there any, are there any certain, certain Islander players that might endorse our product? You know, there is, there is one on the horizon. So that'll definitely be in the works. And that's, that's see, that's, that's some of the news I can't wait to share actually, but yes, he's actually been mentioned (laughs) in that last sentence. (laughs) Um. Which, by the way, Manny, uh, this is my first time seeing you. Welcome to the show. And that is a huge trade if that happens. Nylander, Muzzin, and Kerfoot going to Toronto for Nick Robertson and... Oh, wait, and Nick Robertson going for Matthew Kachuk. That's four players. I mean, just Nylander would be good enough for Matthew Kachuk, I would think. Anthony, by the way... Uh oh my god. First up, by the way, I my heart's get the beat because Mark <laughs> totally made me just go, oh no, it's not. Anthony, by the way, do you know what's great? It was it would be great if we had Filk on, but instead, this is the closest we get. This is Filk commenting right here. Uh too much for Romanov as of right now. I, I look at it and go, it's a weak draft. So if that's if that's a case, the best you can get is Romanov. Go get Romanov. He is an RFA too, as Rick uh, asked this one. Yeah, yeah, he he's he's an RFA, but he's not arbitration eligible. So there's only going to be an incremental. Um, yeah, he's on not. Yeah. Yep. yeah, he's not going to like. He's not going to command four million dollars. It's going to be like all right, no, it's it's, it's going to be a reasonable raise. Almost like what the Rangers have with Kako, I think. When he says this, who's going to play the first line right wing? What? What? I think he's talking about the Rangers on this one because the Rangers are the ones that have the first line right wing hole. And he's talking about the Rangers. I believe so with the Rangers. Well, we'll go with both teams then. We'll go with that because well, it could be any team. We're just talking about Calgary and Toronto too. So I really, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, with Toronto, <laughs> it's Toronto. I think isn't Marner a right wing? I forgot. Um, at the moment, I'd be impressed. Uh, or it's, or it's, uh, oh God, now his name is escaping me. Uh, the 90 year old rookie. <laughs> oh, Michael Bunting. Oh, oh, Michael Bunting. Thank you. Uh, ah, I can't. So sometimes there's too much up here. Just, it all gets clogged up. <laughs> um, so again, what Phil is saying that they should have made sure that they, uh, <laughs> Uh, the Toledo mud flaps. I, 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 by the way, speaking about which Anthony, I believe that's where I think Lou's already extended Romanov. I think that's already done. Uh, so who's going to play first line right wing? I'm going to say that's, that might be where Alexei Lafreniere might stick in, or that might be where Sammy Blay comes into play. The guy I'm not mentioning yet is Kratz uh, is Kako because I think Kako ends up being on the third line. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Trocheck playing with Kako. I think those two would work out better than Trocheck with Panarin. Go ahead, Ant. 
No, no, no. Um, yeah. Guaranteed Krasov coming back to the Rangers. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, he's ready. He's in the States. He'll, he'll he's in the States. He's under contract. Yeah. Barring now, a trade of any sort, he'll be on the Rangers. And here's another thing. What's his trade value? Nothing. <laughs> he's got no trade value. You got you. You better see him on the ice. And that's where Filk is a hundred percent right. So now Ranger fans, uh, Kratzov's here. He ain't going down. There's no Dryden Hunt taking his position this year. So if yeah. he gets waived, he gets claimed. And it's you know I don't I don't see the Rangers giving him up for nothing either. That's another thing. Imagine Morner and Kachuk reunited. We're united. When were they together? So, for all, for all you uh, gamblers out there, because I am certainly one of them, um, <laughs> this betting uh, betting odds: who gets traded first, Soto, Kachuk, or Kevin Durant? Who who do you mark? Who do you think has the best? Who has the high, the most odds of getting traded first? I'm gonna go. Kachuk first, Juan Soto at the deadline, and Kevin Durant's last. Yeah, Durant's I... last, but Soto Soto's plus two fifty. Kachuk was second and plus four fifty. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Durant goes first because yeah. the NBA they you could take forever with these trades. And yeah. That's, that's just what I think. That that's a great one. By the way, actually, Anthony mentioned that as well. Uh, we do have a relationship with BetUs.com. Go down below in the link, and you have the the link for uh, US uh, BetUs. Start an account with them and then get one hundred and twenty five percent back on your deposit. Use using our link on there, and also obviously Manscaped promo code BAH. Uh, I gotta be. I gotta be better as a salesman. I do know that. <laughs> uh, I know everybody's. I, we're getting a lot of uh, Kratzoff comments. Uh, like Jesse's saying it right now. What uh, what a waste last year was for Kratzoff. He could have been with his team all season and established himself. But okay, but he didn't want to go to Hartford, and with good reason, both ways. Like. He didn't want to go to Hartford. He felt he, he made the Rangers and the Rangers sort of lied to him. Philk has been over this several times. And I mean, I, I personally, I think I, I, I just think Kratzoff bite your tongue, come back in here, play. And either you're playing for the New York Rangers, a new deal because he's, it's only one way deal. And I got to check if it's RFA or UFA after this, but uh, I think it's RFA. It's definitely RFA. Let's yeah, see. RFA. Let's yeah. So because I I closed my cap friendly. What a what a I brilliant move that no, was. He's going to be on the team. I would I would be really surprised if the Rangers waived him or I mean that would be the end of that would be the end of the relationship for good. If if Dury and the training camp tried to demote him again, I think it it would be over at this point. I think this is his his real chance to make the team. So, and, and he would, he would, he would be moved for someone else first. Yeah. He would probably. be moved for someone else that's, that could fill a role. 
So, uh, by the way, just to let you know this, this I love when 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 people say this, but David's talking about Durant and he said New Jersey, not real, not remembering that they're in Brooklyn now. Yeah, <laughs> ten years. Don't worry, David. I say that they're in New Jersey all the time. But New Jersey doesn't want to trade Durant, so he'll be the last to be traded. I think you're right about that one. Um, David Green is asking. We're we're like passing passing basketball fans. Uh, so hold on a second, Anthony. Can uh, Durant go to LeBron James's team? Because that's what it seems like. All these guys end up going. So yeah, I don't um, know. I don't. I, I gotta. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. Um. I don't follow uh, basketball at all, so I really, really can't tell you. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you ended up in Phoenix. That would be the uh, the answer I'll give you because they're good right now. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead and go back for a second because Steve wants to say the Islanders blow the Rangers suck Flyers swallow Devils baby. Well, welcome to the show, Steve. <laughs> and the Devils certainly did improve. Although, like I keep saying, I think you're going to have a different coach by Thanksgiving. Joe is saying, I love Kako's work along the boards. Goals aren't coming yet, so he's creating his worth, grinding the boards. But again, he got injured. I think uh, he is tough and goals will come. Joe, I've been saying that a while. I think you're right. Let's, I'll leave it at that. Because, <laughs> Rick, who are the Nets? I don't know. They've been kind of irrelevant for a while, even when they've been trying to be relevant. <laughs> 81 of you guys in the chat as we're doing our Q&A still. Although we only got like a few more minutes of Anthony and probably I'll go a few more minutes after that. But, and Anthony, you know what I always love? I, I love seeing this one because uh, is I, I don't even know how to pronounce the name, but it's, it's always <laughs> great to say we're going global with this baby. So, all right. Um, uh mario i i don't see it with goche at all i think goche is gone yeah i don't i don't see it either and by the way so steve's bringing this up right here let's go to this one anthony i said new coach this yeah. is where andrew burnett is yeah. perfect i think yeah he would step right in i agree with that because florida i said before with them if they're in win now mode brunette's not the guy because brunette has to learn being a head coach Usually head coaches one or two years in don't win Stanley Cups. This, on the other hand, Brunette can be make his mistakes and develop. Because when you have coaches developing at the pro or, or that are at the pro level, they have to develop too. People forget about that. Yeah. Some of them, they develop well. A learning curve for sure. Yeah, like look at Jared Bednar. He was fantastic. Yeah, the, he worked his way up from the ECHL. Yeah, he, he, he was great. He was a great And scorer. look at – John Cooper. John Cooper got his team to the conference finals within a few years, but then couldn't get over the hump for the Stanley Cup for another mm -hmm. five. So there's another one. Um, Speaking of Tampa Bay, I don't understand with all the extensions that they gave that kick in next year, how, how are they going to – I don't understand how they're going to get under the cap. Like they're going to – I feel like they're going to have to move a whole slew of people. Uh, I, I don't know. That's a great question. There's a lot of people that would have to move. And I, I it's funny, Anthony. I, we were doing our free agent coverage. I looked up and I was just like, well, you got Braden Point. You, he's got a, he doesn't have a no move clause on his contract. But, oh my God. Could you imagine saying, I just traded Braden Point? Yeah. 
I would say Kalorn. Kalorn is def would definitely go. But I mean the, the other extension they gave Chernak, Sorelli, Sergachev. It's gonna be interesting to see how they navigate that. I'm gonna go back to that window. Uh see if I'm gonna find that again. History. Where's Cap friendly? Because again, it's it's scary looking at Tampa Bay. Well, it's first off, it's scary looking at Tampa Bay. That's a different story. But it's yep. scary looking at Tampa Bay. They they got they gotta make up seven million dollars. Somebody a few somebody's got to go. And it's not just Alex Kalorn because Alex Kalorn, here we go. Modify no move clause starting July 1st. So right now he submits a 16 team, no trade list. That's one that gets $4.5 million off. Anthony, there's a lot more. They're going to, they're going to have to figure out. I mean, Ross Colton's going to be a free uh, restricted free agent next yeah. year as well. <laughs> so yep. they, they just resigned Sergachev and he's making, year. 4.8 right now. They just signed Ian Cole. That's not going to be enough. Chernak is signed with an extension on top of that. He's making 2.9 right now. Philippe Myers, it sounds like they're keeping him. I have no idea how, 2.5. But you can get back under the cap by getting rid of Kalorn and Philippe Myers. And then try to ride it out with Hayden Fleury, I guess. I don't know. Does that even give him enough defensemen? <laughs> I don't know. I think losing Jan Roda is going to hurt them, honestly. Yeah. And he went to Pittsburgh as well. Yep. And McDonough. But all right, yeah. Mark, I got I got to sign off. I go get got to go pick up the little one from summer camp, so. Yeah. I um, know. Uh, appreciate, appreciate everyone who tuned in. Um we love it. Uh Yeah, we got 64 of you right now. Yep. Hopefully we'll, we'll be back next week, maybe even sooner if something big enough happens, who knows, but um Mark, enjoy the rest of your time, and uh, I'll 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 reach out to you shortly after this. Of uh, uh, keep you in the loop about uh, yeah about the, the about the other stuff. Hopefully, yeah. we'll be getting some more good news soon. All right, all right, because after all, everybody, we are growing, and we're growing because of you. So thank you all very much. Uh, this was we had eighty people in the stream today. Can't say enough about how we're growing as a channel. Uh, we had 10 subscribers alone from this one broadcast. So, again, thank you all very much. Even the Devils fans. Happy to see the Devils fans. And as I hit the my own microphone right there. So, uh, we're starting to branch out with other things. Here's a little prototype of a shirt that I, I got earlier in the day. <laughs> Anthony throwing up the, the, the Godfather Lou right there. But, um, Rick... Gonna, we're going to answer a few more questions and we're going to go. Uh, uh, Kucherov does have a full no-move clause. Stamkos has got a full no-move clause. Um, I'm just going to Stamkos real quick on here. Yeah, they got – and Kucherov submits a 10-team no-trade list in 2025. So he ain't moving anywhere. Uh, Steven, I think, I think the Devils – we'll see about their goaltending. Because I thought Mackenzie Blackwood was going to be really good, but we're going to be right there. Joe, thank you very much, and have a great day. And again, it would be great if it it, it would, you know, just again, thank you. I I lost my train of thought midway through that sentence. So, and yeah, everybody like, share, subscribe. Let me go back to Rick for a second, and I see another comment down below. And let me just get that one back up. All right. 
First, let's start with this one. Uh, Montgomery is the new coach that's there, Jim Montgomery. And it's surprising that he's with the Bruins again. So eh, I don't I don't know, but he did a, a pretty good job with Dallas. But I mean, Rick Bonus is the one that got him to the Stanley Cup finals. So it's it's going to be there. And he's going to have a tough he's going to have a tough sledding his first season because Marchand is out for a while with his hip surgery. And so is a uh, double hip surgery. And I think so is uh so is McAvoy. So Long Island's own McAvoy. Uh, let's go to this one. Some dude. Hi, first time I'm seeing you. And uh, nice avatar. I forgot what his name is in Toy Story. It's it's there. If you're the Blues, would you trade Kyra, uh, Jordan Cairo for Matthew Kachuk? My answer is no. Uh, I said this earlier in the day that Jordan Cairo, I think, is starting to really butt into a star. And I would not even budge from Matthew Kachuk, even though it would be a great way of him getting back to the team that his dad played on and was fantastic. Sorry. No, I, uh, Jordan Cairo is way too good of a player. You can, you can have my scraps. And as Anthony said, when I said, Oh, you get a Barbashev and we'll talk about some other players there and first round draft picks. They want to try to pluck him. No, that's my answer. And yeah, no, no problem, Rick. All right, Steve. And by the way, anybody that's watching or participating in a hockey chat, Bauer is a perfect last name for it. Rumor deal, Matt Kachuk to the Blues. Islanders first in 2024 to the Blues for Tarasenko. Cairo Bow to the... Uh, and that first to the Flames. Got it. The Islanders get a second from the Flames. So that's a pretty good three-way deal. I'll be honest with you on that one. Because then the Islanders get the score that they want. I still... Look. I don't... I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't trade Kyra. But if that's what it's going to take to get Matt Kachuk, fine. Uh, let's go to the Blues for a second. You know what? Well, let's just... Let me just announce it. I'm going to go to 2 o'clock, everybody. So... Thanks for staying with me and I'll sign up right there. And notice I said two o'clock, everyone else. That's a, that's one of the repeat people because I, I generally will say 10 more minutes and be on for half an hour. So I'm going to go right to two o'clock. All right. Cairo, as of right now, he's making 2.8 million and is a restricted free agent. So there you go. I mean, and Rob Thomas is getting a, huge raise next year he's going from 2.8 million to 8.1 so now i know why everybody's really looking at jordan Cairo. and he is a right wing kachuk is a winger you know what i might that might have to happen it might have to happen yeah <laughs> see this is this is usually what ends up happening right there i end up having a having a Jameson later on in the night. And next thing you know, I'm here for a while. Um, yeah. You know what? I, it, it could happen. It, it could happen. You know, now I'm, now I'm, now I'm with you on this is Steve. Okay. See how quickly that just changed because the blues, if you look at their economics, uh, I know Ryan O'Reilly, his contract is coming up. 
there's $7.5 million off the books. Tarasenko, $7.5 million coming off the books, but he's going to be age 30. He's had injury concerns. Kachuk would be a natural fit to fit in on them. And some dude, 100% ran on that one. There are those, there are those players that you know as even a fan in another base and i keep on saying we're we're still fans we're also we're also hockey pundits now there, there are players i would jump on in a heartbeat to get on my team and yes matthew kachuk would be one of them but again jordan Kyra is one of them so uh i think i think that's one of them so but kachuk is that uh, I don't I don't know if he's a hundred point player on the on the blues because after all, I mean you want a great article. Check out the one that Keith Kachuk said. If you talk to me when you get to hundred points, uh, that that was great. It was great ribbing from in in my opinion his Hall of Fame father. But we'll see if he ever makes it there. Uh, definitely USA Hockey Hall of Famer. But but you look at some of these other contracts the Blues have. Jesus Christ, every single blue defenseman is signed to $6.5 million. 6.5 for Falk, 6.5 for Krug, 6.5 for Parenko, $4 million for Nick Letty, and 3.2 for Scandella. So that's that's a lot. The biggest problem for the Blues is going to be Jordan Bennington. Can he get back to being the guy that won a Stanley Cup with them? Um, I'm trying to see whether they can shed salary that's not named that, but that, that Tarasenko deal that you guys all mentioned it, that would be the deal that would actually do it. Then you bring back, you bring back Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. You lose Kyra, but you know, something Barbashev, hell of a player. Nolachari is there now. He's a great bottom six forward. No, this is all good. So yeah. Uh, that's three. $3 million with Scandella is too much. I've always liked Scandella, but, and Blues fans hate Scandella. But again, David, I always go to this. There's always a guy on your team, no matter how good your team is, that you're always going to say, get that guy off my team, even if he produces. For me, that was Ryan Strom this year. I, and I'll, I'm not going to lie, it's been, probably been Ryan Strom the last two years, because as I've said over and over again, Ryan Strom is the answer. What the hell is a question? So let's get back to some of these. Uh, yeah, Rick Nash. That was, or sorry, Nashville. <laughs> Though we're talking about untradeable players for a minute. Uh, and by the way, McDonough going to the Predators, I made this prediction. Even though he doesn't have that much left in the tank, I'm not sure on that. But I did say, I think he's going to end up freeing up Roman Yossi this year. And Roman Yossi might have an even better season. I would not be surprised. That's a hot take. How about that one? Um, Tampa's done. I don't know about Tampa being done. I'll wait to throw dirt on Tampa. It's going to take a while. When the Rangers were up 2-0 over Tampa, I still wasn't throwing dirt on them. Uh, And when the Rangers were up 2-0 in Game 3, I still wasn't throwing dirt on them. All right. Tom, hi. This is the first time I'm seeing you on here. Welcome to the show. I think the Islanders will make or try to make a move to improve. For free agents, they're going for JG or nothing. But we're thinking of a trade. Yeah, I think they were trying to get Johnny Gaudreau at their price. And knowing that they really couldn't do that much. Although I still think trading Josh Bailey and Beauvillier was still a good possibility. Lou did not want to budge from that number. And I think Gaudreau was starting to see that 
that that wasn't going to happen. Columbus makes sense for him, even though Columbus has to do some salary cap juggling right now because they only have 3.4 on the cap. They have like next to no cap space and they still got to sign Patrick Line. So there's that. Um, and again, Tom, if you watch my video I made this weekend uh, on whenever I do a solo show, I call it NHL Snipes. But it's uh, it's uh, Lou is not a guy that believes in free agents. He likes to make trades. If you go on the t- if you go on cap friendly right now, everybody that it says signed, they were re-signed, not signed by Lou. They were re-signed, and uh, I can even. I'll point to the Islanders right now. There isn't a single player on that team that uh, the guy that signed, let's see, Anders Lee, that's a re-sign. Uh, Pajot was a sign, was a trade, then a sign. Uh, Palmieri was acquired and then re-signed. Uh, Sezikis, he's, he re-signed. Matt Martin re-signed. Johnson re-signed. Uh, Parise is the only one that really signed and he's a 35 plus contract. That's Lou already knew all about him. All of the defensemen are acquired via trade or through the draft. And Simeon Rolamov is the only one who is uh, a free agent. So again, Lou does not believe in free agents being the core of your team. And he was in on Artemi Panarin. He was in on Johnny Gaudreau. It's just, he's also going to say, this is my value, and then it's going to be it. All right. Let's go to some more of these. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, there's there's always there's always somebody that, that Blues defensemen's can say. But you know what? At least I could say this for you, that Justin Falk finally showed up from his days in Columbus. And his, his numbers this year eclipsed his total of his first two seasons as a St. Louis blue. Uh, well, Joe, I think, I think part of that had to do with matchups, by the way, I think that was a big factor. Yeah. And Manny, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, if that actually does happen, my God, Matthew Kachuk just destroy they their line. Now to put this in perspective, the, let me, let me get you guys the exact number real quick. As I keep talking, but the their line in Calgary last year of um, Gaudreau, him, and um, I'm blanking on the center at a moment, but uh, hold on, I'll be right there. But it's they were like a plus 167. It's they were absolutely mind-boggling, ridiculous, and. Oh, Elias Lindholm. There we go. Uh, I I got to get that number for you guys. A plus. Uh, no, I, I said 167 plus 183. There you go. And let me just share this screen with you so that way you don't have to watch me look at it. Could you and Austin Matthews, who's an even better defensive center than Lindholm. And that says a lot. Here's the article I'm referring to. This is on BigAppleHockeyPodcast.com. You can check it out. It was uh, this was written obviously before the Johnny Gaudreau trade, uh, but and there's Gabranson right there, who is I guess him and Gaudreau really were that tight. But Eric Gabranson going to uh, Columbus with him, 
And if you look all the way down here, reasons to be pessimistic, Johnny Gaudreau's UFA status was another one. Uh, they did have this player, Roy Curlins, uh, Curlins, I was seeing in the minor leagues, 43 goals. I don't, I don't know if he's ready to fill Gaudreau's shoes just yet, but I don't know about the title either, but that was the best I could come up with smoky future for the flames. So John Gabriel Pajot makes, I think it's 5 million. Let me just double check that number. It is $5 million. For the next three years. Three years? Three years. He's making it until 2026. So, four years. So, there we go. Uh, Granny, hey. The Wild could trade Zook and Dumba for Kachuk. Wow. That would be quite a trade. And you know what? That would make Kaprizov really happy. Wow, that's actually really good. That would be really good. I don't know. Uh, their their salary. I talk about teams that are in salary cap hell. The the cap penalties for the Wild for this season and next season, and I believe the next three years. Yeesh. Uh, I'm gonna go to them real quick just to bring that up to you guys so that way you know what I'm talking about. The cap penalties for. Uh, they have a dead cap hit of $20 million right now. That is yikes because they're buying out. Uh, it, it's 14, it's 12, it's $12 million this season. Next season, it's 14.743 and in 2025, 14.743. So the wilds who are kind of trying to keep that win now window open it's still tough and it gets easier in 2026 because it's only 1.6 million, but, and sort of like, Hey, Ranger fans could tell you just, they got four, uh, $3.4 million worth of capital this year. It was Dan Girardi who they bought out in order to get Kevin Shattenkirk, Kevin Shattenkirk who they brought in and then bought him out and promoted Tony D'Angelo. And here we are. We got 70 of you watching the stream right now. Thank you all very much for joining me on this Wednesday afternoon. Uh, it was me and Anthony. So you're down to me. And I was said I was going to go to 2 o'clock. You guys are going to make me go to 2.15, aren't you? Oh, you're killing me. Uh, oh, Dave. I live in Missouri. And oh, wait, hold on. Oh, sorry. Uh, that's That was in the private chat. I thought I was getting a news break right there. Uh, David, I live in Missouri and man, my blues fans complain about him constantly. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that, that the, there's always a whipping boy for every single team. Uh, New York Islander fans is yours, Josh Bailey. I, I think it is because th there's a lot of guys. They, they just use him to whip on it. Strom also playing hurt cost us and matchups. Yeah. Strom playing hurt was, was not good. Strom not getting any empty nets also was not good. Let me just see if I can remind fans about that one more time. Oh, look. Yes, I can. Like, that was Strom. That was Strom his entire career. And I'm sorry that the comment is blocking it. There you go, Ranger fans. That's that's showing Ryan Strom at his absolute pinnacle. All right. Let's, uh, let's get some more of these and then 
All right. Yeah. We got eight more minutes, guys. We got eight more minutes. 68 of you joining me right now. Thank you all very much. You guys are listening to me. It's a, you, you, you poor guys. Uh, poor guys. Poor guys. Poor ladies. I saw Alyssa and I got Granny in the chat. So, Matt, uh, let me go with this one. Theory. Islanders firing trots was a signal to free agents that the old stodgy defense first mentality was open to change. Okay. But you know what's better than getting more offense wins. That's, that's part of the problem. Uh, now I, I still, that's one of those ones. I still debunk a little bit because I still think trots deserve the better send off than what he got. And th- you're talking about the second most successful coach in Islander history. And he was kind of dismissed. I thought there should have been a press conference announced announcing a parting of ways, even if Lou was just firing him. Like that's okay. And from what I hear, there's a lot of like, it wasn't like uh, amicable, amiable, forget which word it is breakup. And it's just, if that's the case, and Lou did him a solid, so he got paid the rest of his contract for one more year. Fine. But still, that it's, some things just don't pass the sniff test with this. And if it's if, if you're doing it to try to say, hey, come sign with us, then it didn't work. Because it, it Lou's not signing anybody. And you can't tell me nobody's interested in the Islanders. Like, this is not your grandfather's Islanders. This is not the team playing in Nassau Coliseum that was rotting away in the late nineties and uh, Pickett was desperately trying to fi- uh, find somebody. And John Spano, the less I say about him, the better for Islander fans. It's just, it's, you know, it's, it's stuff that you don't want to remember. And then they're in a new building. They got new facilities. You can't tell me that the Islanders are not an attractive destination right now. So for nobody, they couldn't find anybody. They couldn't get Burakovsky to come in. And Lane, Lane Lambert was one of his coaches in Washington as well. All right. Randy's saying Kachuk would make a great Bruin, and they have a bunch of guys that could go. Yeah. Um, he would be a great Bruin, but I think it would – I you, you want to talk about a team with salary cap problems all over the place. Uh, they're, the Bruins are paying a lot of guys. The Bruins are paying a lot of guys. They do have $22 million worth of dead cap space. Jesus Christ. How the hell they got $22 million worth of dead cap space? Um, all right. Well, still looking for it. But you got to resign Pasta, who's on that. 6.666. Well, that's a lot of 6.66 for that deal. Um, Marchand is making 6.1. They still have to resign uh, Patrice Bergeron. Or bringing someone else, they have four point seven million dollars where the cap space right now. So it's, I, I don't know if you're fitting in Macachuk right there. Wicked saying, personally, I don't want to see Kadri. He's older and had a career year on a sacked Avalanche team. Not sure if that production would replicate on the Isles. It wouldn't, but they, you know what, they, they need something now. I don't know if it's center though. Anthony said it best. The the Islanders are pretty good center depth. And I agree with that. I've said it for the last few years. Now, I don't know how good Casey Zizekas and Pajot are going to be. Pajot is still 29. Uh, he had a, he must've been dealing with injuries or something. He had a very bad season. That guy, 
I, I will remember JGP for, for, for two reasons. One being the pest that he is. I would, I would take him on my team in a heartbeat. And also, unfortunately, I always have to flip the bird and or, or say F you, John, JG Pajot, for that four-goal game he had in game two versus the Rangers in 2017, which, by the way, was actually the uh, first date I had with my former fiance. So she did not appreciate when I announced that I was uh, that we were engaged and I mentioned the Rangers in there. Seriously, I I was doing it as a comparison of how it was the Rangers losing a playoff game, and it was like one of the best days of my life. Maybe that's the reason why she's a former fiance. <laughs> Guys, do not do that. <laughs> Frazier, you're right about that. They had to get rid of Fiala, and Fiala might have a real good season with the Los Angeles Kings. Speaking about another guy over 80 points. Uh, I saw JGP shopping at Whole Foods with his wife, a really cool guy. Yeah, you know what? That's that's one thing. There's a lot of those guys that are really cool. What happens with Kaprizov? I heard he's had issues with issues with an ID or something. Um, I'm not 100% clear on that. Uh, I know he was trying to get out of Russia to avoid mandatory military service. Uh, I've talked about this before. There's, there's a lot of moving parts that go with this. Uh, and um, I'm just going to skip ahead on that. Some dude and just say, thank God I'm an American. And I don't have to worry about that at the moment. So <laughs> who's a better fit with Barzi, a Tarasenko or Kachuk? Uh, Steven, by the way, I think this is the first time I'm seeing your name. Welcome to the show. Or maybe I've seen it before and I just forgot it for a second. Who's a better fit? Either one of those guys would be a great fit. Uh, because Kachuk is going to do a lot more dirty work and Tarasenko is just a, an absolute sniper. If the honest to work it out, I would, I would get Kachuk if uh, absolutely possible, but either, either one is fine. Either one is, is a good idea. Oh boy. And we already got the two fifteen coming out. Oh, got two more minutes. Yeah. This is about the Bailey whipping boy. Yes. is Bailey for sure. He is also the most uh, loyal to the franchise, though, has been around for years. And by the way, here's another thing, Tom. Bailey was a pretty good playoff player. He had a lot of big goals other than the one that Tristan Jari put on his stick in game five uh, last year. I still cannot believe that that play he made. Any, uh, any young hockey players out there should know that if you're a goalie, you should definitely pass the puck up the middle when you're outside your own net. And you and Penguins fans, when you tune into me, you wonder why I doubt Tristan Jari. I mean, the goals he gave up in game seven, not really as much. Okay, agree about matchups, Joe is saying. You mean the Sorelli line? Hell yeah. And that's why it's important that the Rangers upgraded from Ryan Strom because it's going to help the Rangers defensively with Vinny Trocek. He was like, and do you remember Bob Ganey of the Haves? Very similar, uh, but Ganey was the best defensive forward I ever saw play. Joe, yeah. I mean, a lot of people say that about Bob Ganey. I mean, and speaking about with the Rangers, like the, the Rangers compared Manny Malhotra to Bob Ganey. Ugh. I mean, Malhotra was a real good player, and I still love saying that name, Manny Malhotra, but no, it's it's just that. Um, but Wicked, you're talking about your whipping boy. Uh, so 
Uh, anybody from any other fan bases that are in this chat right now, if you guys got whipping boys on your team, throw them all down there. By the way, if you're uh, the 77 that are watching us right now or watching me at the moment, it's it's usually more than just me. So don't worry about that. There is we're going to be covering hockey all the way through the summer. We're not going to any cottages or on vacations, although I am going to Nashville and Kentucky at the end of of August. And can't wait for that. Going to do the Bourbon Road Trail. So 79 of you watching right now. Wicked was saying minus Bailey and Shara when he was there, Mayfield and Green when he was there. Lee is also rising up that list, but Lee is going to rise up that list because it's just it's just the way it is. Matt is asking what GM out uh, would be out there for the Isles? <laughs> hey, guards, no, 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 no. Um, Anthony actually answered this question earlier. I would have to check all the assistants that are out there right now. Uh, there's a lot of good assistants out there. So we'll eventually, I guess, do an article about that soon enough. And let's get forward. Yeah. Again, Joe Barry Trotz is a hell of a coach. And I, for one, I, I am a big fan of Gerard Glantz and very happy with him. So, uh, I feel like Trotz had a lot going on with his family and wanted to leave. See, that's the thing. And But again, why would you fire him? But then again, it's just to get him money. Okay. Could have done it anyway, I guess. I don't know. Still could have done it with a press with, with a press conference. Zach, hi. Welcome to the show right here. And any thoughts on trading for JT Miller? Now, if it's for the New York Rangers, hell no. I keep going back to this. You have to do something with Lafreniere and Kako. I, I go back to it over and over again. Also, the Rangers had JT Miller. I've seen that movie. It's not that good. And is is he has he learned and become and grown as a player? Maybe I don't know, but I think he's just good on the Bruce Boudreaux. Bruce Boudreaux is an offensive coach. Bruce Boudreaux is a damn good coach. I mean, I can't say enough for him. If if there's one coach out there other than the one that's coaching the team I root for to win the Stanley Cup. It would be Bruce Boudreaux. Find anyone involved in hockey that says anything bad about Bruce Boudreaux. So is it uh, thoughts on trading for JT Miller? I don't like it because JT Miller's got 100 points this year. I don't think you'll ever see 100 points again. You get the range of fans that are saying right now, like Chris Kreider's never going to score 50. I'm not sure about that. I think Chris Kreider could. And he had a couple changes in his game. That's a video that I still have to make to, to point out to everybody. Because watching him all year, it was definitely a different Chris Kreider. But this is... Uh, now, on the other hand, when the Islanders were rumored to be in the JT Miller sweepstakes and uh, at the draft, I thought that would be a great move for the Islanders because they could use him. I don't know. I still think Vancouver is nuts to let him go. And, you know, that team was real good last year. I keep saying... Two most dangerous teams that did not make the playoffs were the New York Islanders and the Vancouver Canucks. And I put the Canucks at number one because the Canucks were just a hell of a team. Um, Bob Ganey got a lot of PR because of Montreal. Jan Erickson or the Rangers is also really good. Yep, extremely good. One of the best of all time. And also, don't forget, Yari Curry, one of the best of all time. Span almost worked. Almost. Well, there was a lot of lies. Mike, I agree with you 100%. Just say no to JT Miller. And 
I'm going to go so far to say I'd rather have TJ Miller on this team before JT Miller. And I mean, other than him being Erlich Bachman in Silicon Valley and a little bit in Deadpool. Other than that, TJ Miller wasn't that great. Uh, Let's just keep going because we're talking about Bob Ganey right here. Bailey did pick it up late last year. Yeah. A girl came to visit me during on the range of play. I walked in the front. I walked in the front door. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> a girl. Uh, D, this is a great story. A girl came to visit me last uh, during a Ranger Islander playoff game. I walked. I walked into the door within a few minutes. I didn't even realize that she came over until she called me later. <laughs> yeah, no, they. And that had to be a while ago because the Islanders and Rangers haven't played since 94. Yeah, Kreider Kreider is definitely Filks whipping. Well, actually, no. Wow. For everybody watching, who's going to be Filks whipping boy this year? Because he doesn't have Patrick Nemeth anymore. Still getting Jacob Truba. And then maybe it'll be Kreider. And there goes my pen. So, and... One reason why I have to have this is because I end up doing this. If you guys haven't happened to notice, uh, Brady Kachuk. I think that or the free who would be your whipping boy on the on the Senators. Yeah, although you know what, and that, that he's a hell of a player though. Oh man, Dumba with the Wild. Yeah, because everybody expects Dumba to always be this great thing. Lou, by the way, hey, thanks for joining the show. And I think you're right. I think the Islanders should go for Vladimir Tarasenko. And it's just now that asking price is going to be up. So we're going to see about that. Because here's, here's Tom, here's the reason why. Because Philk used to have, if you if you want a good, uh, a good watch, we did NHL Halloween costumes, which we're going to do every single year. <clears throat> and for Philk, he is, is, was Chris Kreider as Kreider, the friendly ghost. And it was, uh, cause Phil says he can show up and dominate and then he could disappear at times. And it's because the type of game Chris Kreider plays, he would end up playing on the outside a lot more this year. Chris Kreider, if Ranger fans, do you remember him taking that wrist shot from outside the dots as much this year? No. And when he did, it was to set up him getting into the house in order to make another play. His deflections at the side and in that have been greatly improved. And his, like, they've generated more ways to get him rebounds and open shots in front of the net. And look no further than his last goal uh, of the season, which was, uh, I believe it was a Zabanajad one-timer rebound that just, didn't go anywhere, and he just put it right in the net. Rangers had the 2 nothing lead over Tampa, and we know how that ended. But uh, Davis, and I met Manny Malhotra years ago when I was a kid, part of the New York Rangers Kid Club. Uh, really nice guy. Took time for pictures up at the Rye Practice Facility, yes. Uh, this year, but most years, he comes and goes. But, Chris, I do think he found consistency now in his game because now he's going to be – and, and look, guys that play that type of game, they're going to be inconsistent at times too because 
if you're relying on deflections and rebounds, your deflections don't always go in, but you're going to the, you're going to the dirty area. That's what it is. So there you go. And Joe, right about that. It took him nine years, but after all, one of my friends, uh, you know, Tommy, if you're still in the chat, uh, Hicksville, great Timmy Kirkostas, uh, who said to me two players, he always said, they're going to be big. They're going to be big time players that the Rangers drafted. One of them was Mark Savard. And unfortunately the Rangers gave up on him too quickly. And the other one is Chris Kreider. So we'll see about that. And Tom, I think you're right. I think Kreider should be the captain. A lot of Ranger fans debate on that. I, and I think, I think Gallant is a good uh, in-game coach. He's not afraid to make decisions like in-game. Kind of reminds me of a, like a better version of Tortorella. Guys want to guys want to rip Tortorella. Tortorella was a great coach for the Rangers. Patty Kane at the deadline seems very likely now. Patty Kane, Patty Kane anywhere would be very likely, and he's got the hammer. And I know three teams that are on his uh, wish list. Yeah, I'd like it to be more physical, but easy. By the way, Bobby Ganoush, how we doing? Uh, I could see cry. I could see him getting 30, 40 goals over the next seasons and being a late bloomer. Yeah. Because again, now he's the best thing he did was, was, was falling out of love with that wrist shot. Sort of like every one of my ex-girlfriends falling out of love with me. So (laughs) it's a low hanging fruit. Everybody. It's an easy joke. Anyway, (laughs) when someone hits him, then he plays harder. Yeah. an angry Chris Crowder is always about better. Oh, no. If you ask Wayne Gretzky, Joe, Yari Curry is one of the best defensive forwards of all time. And a lot of his offense came from his defense. Kreiner needs to drive the net a little bit more breakaways. He actually, he actually, I think only had two, two goals on Deeks this year. I think Mike is saying, I think the Islanders are done. The division improved a lot. I think the Islanders, not so much on West. Uh, Lou, I, I think it's Lou over Joe has some secret deals. We don't know about yet. I think there's definitely going to be a handshake trade in there somewhere right now. Hey, 67 of you are still watching right now. Thank you very much. And by the way, once again, don't forget to, I'm going to go back to this because I always got to keep going back. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, especially hit that like slap the base. So, once again, getting back to some of your comments right here. Um, Matthew Kachuk would obviously be great, but in no world can we afford him. This is the Rangers. Yes, in no world the Rangers can afford him. Because, again, Jacob Truba's got a no-move clause, guys. And everybody that wants to preach to how good Jeff Gordon was as a GM, Jacob, Jacob Truba at $8 million for eight years and a Full no-move clause for the first five? Come on. I mean, it's... Uh, I will answer that one in a second, Wicked. I got I to get up to you on that one. And yeah, that would be great. TJ Miller was, uh, was great as Stainer, and she's out of my league. Yeah. She's out of my league. Speaking about a, a movie that was a lot of low-hanging fruits. I guess I should remove that so that way you guys could see oh by the way hey guys what do you think about this is a prototype for the shirt it's just the big apple hockey head 
By the way, first person I have the credit for the Big Apple hockey head, Joe Williams, my brother, for the design. And uh, eventually, when if we're successful enough and Big Apple Sports becomes a thing, then that's where you get to see more different versions of those apples that are out there. I actually liked TJ Miller and Deadpool because I I thought he was a great sidekick for it. Who is Anthony's whipping boys? Ooh. Um, I don't think it's Josh Bailey. I got to ask Anthony about that. I, I will get to that eventually. And, oh, wait, hold on. Uh, Jeremy Rutherford on Twitter is saying, we got a breaking news, sort of. Not really a big surprise, everybody. Matthew Gachuk telling the Flames he won't re-sign long-term trade likely, according to sources. The story is open for everyone to read. This is from Jeremy Rutherford on Twitter right now. And so we got that. Uh, yeah, D, it's definitely Jay Gardner for you guys. By the way, next year, I think I might try to catch a game in Carolina. And I hear it's great tailgate. So I can't wait to see what that's going to be like. Uh, we do it. We started a segment last year called Mark on the Road, where I'm going to different stadiums. Unfortunately, the Vegas one, I didn't get to do too much uh, for that because it was the All Star game and my plane arrived at 3 30 in the morning, uh, the day of the, the skills competition. But we're going to interview some fans, talk to fans around the league and, and, and around the different stadiums. So. Got to, got to talk to some Tampa fans. You know, the Tampa fans were great. You guys were phenomenal when I was there. Nobody nobody got in my face for no reason. Too bad uh, if we get Tarasenko now, that would be a year too late. His price was so much uh, is so much higher now than last year. Too bad so many Islander fans argued over getting him, excluding Anthony. Yes, by the way, one thing I got to remind Anthony is he does all of his opinions on all things Islanders. It's like, yeah, we got the Big Apple hockey page. Just <laughs> throw it over there. Fortunately, All Things Islanders is from a friend of mine uh, who we're, we're our partners in this whole thing. So they're like a, a sister page. David is saying they should put Loff on the left wing and move Kreider to right wing. So Loff is more comfortable producing. And you know what? And more important than Kreider having another 50 goal season. I, I'll tell you one thing. The reason why this might be plausible is because and they did try it with Kreider on the right wing at one point, that Kreider is moved a lot to the off wing with with uh, on, on five on five. And you could see that with a lot of the goals. Again, I got to make this video for the Kreider goals still. But Kreider, Kreider moving the off wing opened him up for his, his wrist shot on that side where he's picking glove half the time. But it, all of his distance goals came from being on the right wing. So that might be true. And I know what the dig on him was early in his career, but Chris Kreider has become a very good defense player. Oh, and a very good two-way player. Louie is saying, I know the Islanders need a scorer, but they should not trade Bo. He has so much potential. I feel Bo, Wally, and Barzell are going to have big years. Look, if you don't trade Anthony Beauvillier, that's fine. But Anthony Beauvillier makes, makes 
the previous eight-year Chris Kreider looked like he was a consistent goal scorer. Beauvillier is incredibly streaky. Uh, it's PPs. Kreider needs to hit the Michigan. I that's and by the way, Tyler, I see you. I'm going to get to that one in a second. Um, when it was Thanksgiving, doing the Thanksgiving showdown versus the Boston Bruins, and Kreider attempted the Michigan. That's where I I just went. He is on another level of confidence right now. And sure enough, look, guys, the, the man led the NHL in goal scoring at the All-Star break. And if not for Austin Matthews, absolutely catching fire. Chris Kreider was in shouting distance of the rocket. But, of course, you know, Austin hit 60. And uh, Austin Matthews, you know, who knows? We might be talking about him as one of the greatest American goal scorers of all time if we aren't already uh, those, those tip-ins. Yeah. And those tip-ins starting from game one versus the capitals where they had that set play that he goes to the left post phase, or he'll even just, he'll start in front of the net and just go to the left post or just off the left post. And then it's uh, either Panarin or at that time on, at that time on opening day, it was Ryan Strom who hit him with the play and tipped it right in the net. Actually, it could have been Adam Fox. I'd rather it be Adam Fox. I don't want to ever say good things about Ryan Strom. That was my whipping boy. Anyway, Tyler is saying, by the way, Tyler, hey, welcome to the show. If Matthew Kachuk left Calgary, where do you think he goes and for how long? Um, I think wherever he goes, that's a great question. See, the thing is, I think a lot of teams got a budget. They got a, they got a budget. I don't know how it's going to be. If, if he goes anywhere, he's signing a, a seven year deal. I think if not eight, I'm trying to remember if you can go eight years uh, after you've been traded, there might be some legal jargon in there that you just can't, but all right. But you, you know what? You're pressing me on an answer. Um, I still think St. Louis Blues would be his first choice, and that's where Calgary is going to try to accommodate him. There's going to be a phantom team in here soon. There, there always is. And don't underestimate the Detroit Red Wings. Steve Eiserman is lurking in the weeds. And while we're at it, and I got him open. So let's go there, because that's what everybody tunes in for. They tune in to watch me go to Cap Friendly. They're wasting your time. Sorry about that. At least my high in my internet's high speed. The Detroit Red Wings still have ten point two nine six million dollars of cap space. They can easily make trades and acquire Matthew Kachuk, and they really aren't tied up on contracts. The Dylan Larkin next year, Tyler Bertuzzi. You get if if you get Matthew Kachuk. Next year, you could say goodbye to Tyler Pertuzzi, or it, unless he's even in the deal. There you go. So there's $4.7 million going off the books, and they still have $10 million of cap space. Uh, I'm looking at some of their other – because this is the other thing. When you look at some of these things, it can't just be for right now. The GM has to look for whatever next year is. So, for instance, Ranger fans, when you talk about the New York Rangers getting Matthew Kachuk, my first question is, that's great. What are you doing with K. Andre Miller and Alexa Lafreniere? Because they're due raises next year. You know who else is? Philip Heedle. 
So that's why when you talk about the Jacob Truba contract being an albatross, what him and Kreider, their no move clauses go down to partial no moves in 2024. And that's going to be make things interesting because then the Rangers, if they can move those contracts, it's uh, $14 million off the cap. So, but again, it's, I know it's hard to say after all the praise I just gave Chris Kreider, I mentioned that, but Kreider's had way much more success shooting too though this year. Yeah, but in tight, that's it. D by the way, thank you. Have a great one. Fanatic. Hi. First time seeing you. Welcome to the show. Flames should try to trade Kachuk to Tampa Bay for points and order NYI for Barzell. Uh, either one of those wouldn't be bad options for all involved. But the problem is with Tampa, there's still $7 million over the cap right now. And that doesn't even account into all the extensions that they signed in. I mean, one guy that's got his homework cut out is, is Brisebois in, in, uh, in, in Tampa. I almost called him Patrice Brisebois, but that was an old defenseman from the Montreal Canadiens. It's Julian Brisebois. So there we go. Turk needs to either name a captain or act like a captain. Captain by committee is not a formula for success. You know what? I agree with you, but I think, unfortunately, I, I think that's just the way the Rangers work in their room. They don't want to. I think I think they almost don't want somebody to be the captain. Panarin took himself out of the running. Uh, Kreider, I don't think, wants to be the captain to offend Zibanejad. I don't think Zibanejad wants to be the captain to offend Kreider or anything like that. I use the word offend. I'm trying to think of what else I can use for him. By the way, Dave, you're right about that one. Remember when Elvis Murray's Lickens chirped him and Kreider scored two goals? Yep. That's the best Chris Kreider. Angry Chris Kreider is awesome. Not saying Trotz was a bad coach and that we didn't deserve better or that he didn't deserve better, but in just insinuating that maybe Lou Berry combination turns some uh, freelance players off. Yeah, you know what? Maybe they don't come in free agency, but you know what? They get them in trades. I've said this forever with the New York Islanders. The Islanders are a team that could trade for a guy and then keep him because players come to Long Island, especially the old Long Island, the, the, the old Islanders that like uh, Lubomir Visnovsky and getting a Bakov, they were ready to poke their own eyes out before they had to come to Long Island. And then sure enough, they came here and then they signed extensions. So there you go. Uh, let's go back. So Dave, hey, by the way, everybody, it's 222. I'm already seven minutes over. Thanks, Wicked. So <laughs> players should vote for Captain Mark. You need to uh, uh, you need to out a post-it note on your monitor to remind yourself to promote the website and the channel. Yeah, I do. Because, uh, again, I keep on trying to do it while I'm doing this. But, you know, we have so much fun talking. So, again, everybody, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to Big Apple Hockey. Uh, there's a reason why we just love doing this. By the way, this is a great hockey name, if I haven't seen any. Uh, Andreas Lindbergh, although I think I had you on last week. So, Gorton was good. If not, welcome to the show, by the way, just to cover all my, uh, my bases. Gorton was good, but when it came to trading and drafting, uh, sorry, Gordon was good when it came to trading and drafting, but it could it couldn't give it uh, give out good deals. Yeah, yeah, that's 100 percent right. He gave out some 
unbelievable contracts. And the worst part is Gordon was a cap guy. He was the guy that uh, you had to consult to make sure that the deals work on the, on the cap. People not Gordon, but 90% of this team went to the Eastern Conference Finals because of Gordon. Okay, yeah, it's true, but then he, like, one thing I had a problem with in the 2020 season was he never focused on the third line in the bottom six. He didn't. And you can, and again, you need grit in order to win. Look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. They, they've they done it twice. They had Gord. They had Coleman. They had uh, uh, Barkley Goodrow. He's only on the New York Rangers. <laughs> and it's just, it's one of those things I, you know, you, you need to get your bottom six. And when you got those guys, they need to have their roles. You have to have your role defined. Happened to me when I was playing in juniors where it was my, my coach would walk out and just go, Let's get some bodies on the ground. My job is to go out there and go hit somebody. And the best part is when you start putting that mentality in, in other people's heads, I've, 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 I've seen it living proof. We were playing a game against uh, the Massachusetts Maple Leafs when I was with the Rampo Rangers. And I went to go hit a defenseman and the guy braced for the hit. And when he braced for the hit, he left the puck. I just took the puck, threw it in front, and uh, I think it was Ronnie Sangren that had the goal on that. And I think we ended up tying that game. Uh, submission machine. Uh, the Nazem Kadri update. There's still no Nazem Kadri update, so there's there's another one that's right there. Uh, yes and no Islanders history, Mark. I've uh, been watching for a million years. Uh, they, uh, the first words, they say my first words were Roger Bear. Yeah. Yeah, and there you go. Uh, Curry, possibly a third all-time scoring in Edmonton. I think Gretz was wrong. <laughs> well, yeah. But I mean, Wayne Gretzky tends to know hockey better than I do. Left or right doesn't matter so much when players are frequently changing sides and cycle. No, it does matter. It does matter a lot. Um, on the team I currently play, or I was playing on, I've taken the last uh, two seasons off and probably going to take the the fall off as well. It, it matters where you're comfortable. Uh, take for instance, I'm a right-handed shot. So when I'm back checking, sometimes my, or regrouping, if you will, also that's my back will face the play. So I'm as a right-handed shot. I want to catch the puck and be more confident, or I try to catch it with my skate and go to my stick. Then right after that, one reason why I play the left wing offensive zone, being a right-handed shot, I could pick the short side a little bit easier. Hope I'm not giving away any secrets. And the other side is uh, my outlet passes are usually better on my forehand. When I'm uh, on the right wing, it's easier to catch a puck and get up and get up the ice for me. But it's also uh, I tend to get rid of it a little bit quicker. Usually, it's to get the uh, because the center should be going around. It all depends on breakouts. It all depends on. There's so many factors that go in there. I'm kind of rambling on this one. Sorry about that. The Ranger beating Vasilevsky with wrist shots in those first three games, mostly high stick side. Yeah. And by the way, Joe, bringing that up, what's, what was the goal Nazem Kadri had in game four high stick side. I think everybody's starting to realize that's his hole. And when you realize that just keep targeting it. It's. And I guess that's sort of like, uh, Shades of Roy Hobbs in the natural bringing inside because that's where the blood was coming out of his, his uh, shirt. But uh, by the way, 
That's what I've said about Matt Murray. Matt Murray, shoot it by his ear hole. He, he's he's had a hole there for a while. I can't believe no scout has ever seen it. I've seen it. Chris Frost, this is a good one. Trade Verona, Rasmussen, and a first. Bang. Done. There you go. I already love that I see Mr. Bill down there, and I'm getting to you in a second. Can you believe that the Islander fans are saying that we should trade Barzi for JT Miller or Matthew Kachuk? Yeah, I can. Here's the reason why. Barzell's got one more year at $7 million. If he's And he's still an RFA after that. Let me just double check that and make sure. Uh, so I can actually see Barzell possibly forcing his way out. Yes, he's still an RFA. Because the next question is going to be how much you're paying Barzell. Barzell is going to be a $9 million center at least. Uh, unfortunately, Granny, yeah, we we know about Bertuzzi and the vaccine history. So there we go. Barzell is the face, is the face of the Islanders, then Anders Lee. I think, really, by the way, face of the Islanders is going to be Ilya Sorokin. Because he's going to be keeping them in a lot of games. Oh, no, Mr. Bill! All right. Kachuk is a Lou guy. Thus, I actually could see him uh, him going all in for him. Yep. And that's a guy that he would definitely uh, covet. Truba, I don't know. I don't know about him being a captain. Back to Granny saying the Bruins could trade the Brusque, Felino, and Smith, and get a pick. Uh, sorry, and a pick. Ugh, this is all from Matthew Kachuk. Because, again, now we're speculating on Matthew Kachuk knowing he's gone, everybody. So I think the Bruins are going to have to make – let's go back to the Bruins for a second on this uh, cap friendly. And uh, see what are the, really their nightmare contracts. I mean, Hampus Lindholm making 6.5, Carla making 4.1. They actually brought this up on NHL Network Radio last night. They have $31.9 million invested in their blue line. Mike Riley, $3 million. Uh, Forbert, uh, $3 million. Grizzlick, who can never stay healthy, $3.7 million. Uh, Brennan Carl, $4.1. Hampus Lindholm, $6.5. And, you know, why not Olmark? I don't that might not be a great contract very soon. And Jeremy Swayman better improve on that. So he's got one more year in an ELC of 9.2, uh, sorry, 925K. So we'll see about that one, Granny. I guess we should do a video about potential, uh, uh, actual potential trades that he could go to because look, I, we, we, we don't, we never want to waste your time with gossip on this channel. We want to actually talk about hockey and actually this, this, these are conversations that we're having. You guys are doing a great job, but it's just, when it comes to, when it comes to some channels, they'll end up gossiping. So not that they're not that I'm not a fan of some of those channels either, but it's just that it's, you know, <laughs> Joe, it's okay. As first time I've ever been called Steve though. So it's all right. Bruins need to trade garbage overrated hall. Oh God. Now, by the way, when you guys, when you guys, when we do the, uh, I, I got to update the intro again for bar talk where it's uh, I'm screaming, I'm biting everybody around. The topic that day was that Taylor hall is hockey's answer to Bryce Harper. 
and he's 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 a whole lot of talent and a whole lot of high paying stuff and just there's just not that much substance. I mean, Taylor Hall take away his MVP season. What has Taylor Hall done? And uh, yeah, gotta agree with that, Mike. I will agree with that one as well. Jo- um, Matthew Robertson is I don't know it wasn't Justin everybody. Matthew Robertson is so making the team over Nils Lundqvist or Jones. That, I believe, is going to happen. I do believe that's going to happen. I have this weird feeling that Robertson ends up being the next best defenseman out of that crop. And I think the world of both those guys. So, it's going to be there. Uh, uh, by the way, maybe Taylor Hall gets traded for... <laughs> you know what? I can't even say that with a straight face. Matthew Kachuk. The next words would be and, and. Good suck says you only sign long-term. By the way, thanks, Christy. Uh, he'll only sign long-term in Vegas, Nashville, da- uh, Dallas, Florida, or St. Louis. What, he wouldn't do that with the Rangers or the Islanders? So, and David, thank you very much. Uh, if you're the stars, do you trade Robertson or Hints? No. No, Jason Robinson, basically, no, 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 not even one of those guys. Again, I, I think, I think centers are always more valuable than wings. Unless you can get a wing to play like a center. The, you, look at, look at line A going to Columbus. He went there with Jack Roselvick, but then it was sort of who's getting him the puck. And then line, I kind of had a bounce back year now. So that, that really helped. You need grit to win. And he knew that. That's why he drafted Schneider and Robertson and Cooley and Rampy and Edstrom. Yeah, and that's right. And that's what you have to do. Because the Rangers have all their skill. Now, now they need their grit. It's you got your you need your glue and your sandpaper, guys. There you go. Kachuk is significantly a better player than Barzell. Islanders fans, you can't be you can't be that biased. Okay. But again, it's he's not a center. That's that's the problem I would have, Christy. So, could you imagine? Yeah, Dave, that would be terrible. Could you imagine if Barzell asked not to be traded, only walk when his deal is up? That would be that would be horror. But by the way, he's still an RFA. <laughs> he's to to quote Macho Man Randy Savage, "You're going nowhere." So, uh. I like Truba because he plays hard every single night and doesn't shy away from the big hits. Uh, doing what needs to be done, especially on this Rangers soft team. By the way, a bit more physical this year, but I want more. I agree with you. He's a lot more physical this year. It wasn't just that. And I think it's because of the growth of Keandre Miller. But also, Truba sometimes being physical has led to bad goals, like the Seth Jarvis go-ahead goal versus Carolina. You know which one I'm talking about. I think it was April 7th this year. And Davey, how you doing? And if you don't get, uh, if you get Taylor Hall, it means you're going to get the first overall pick next year. Yep. That's what Taylor Hall, Taylor, Taylor Hall didn't even deserve the MVP this year. It's likely, it's like McCarr last season. Yep. Chris Frost, 100% right on that one. <laughs> yeah, Fanatic, I've been, I've been going, I, 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 I said two fifteen. It's two. It's two thirty five right now. Can't help it. This is one. This is what I live for, guys. 
It's what I look forward to every single week to be sitting here talking hockey for three hours. So Bobby Ganoush saying, I think Robertson Schneider could be our perfect three, uh, third pair. Robertson is a big 6'4 D man and could skate very well. Now, by the way, I forgot who it was that brought it up about not having too many. I think it might have even been Anthony saying too many rookies. Schneider's not a rookie anymore. Uh, Schneider's not going to be a rookie. Uh, Kendra Miller is going to be on his third year. And there's, there's going to be a lot changing for the New York Rangers as far as that goes. So, you know what? Jones or, or Robertson can make the lineup. So there you go. Uh, Dave was saying, Mark, watching NYR game seven versus Carolina at your, at your bar was awesome. Not my car, my bar. Uh, I look forward to catching more games at the bar next season. Yeah. And if you don't know, I work over at Boss Croakers in Wantaw, 1871 Wantaw Avenue. Great bar, great place to come watch any sporting event. And it's just a great place to go and hang out. We, we feature a lot of great bars. Um, Fuse, the latest rumor on Matthew Kachuk, as Anthony has tweeted back to, or sent me the tweet about it, Matthew Kachuk telling the Flames he will not sign long-term trade likely according to sources. So there really isn't anything there just yet, but it's coming up soon. There, uh, we, uh, there's a bet with Vegas on who do you think is going to get traded first? Juan Soto, Makachuk, or Kevin Durant. And I went with Makachuk. I think it's going to be a week. If, if at that. Because they do have salary arbitration, and they're not getting their arbitration. That's definitely going to happen. All right. <laughs> okay, now I got it. All right. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to go back to what we're referencing. By the way, again, we do have great food, especially our wings and our burgers. And uh, the tidbits, always, always a good choice. Sadly, I think Lindgren will price himself out of New York in a few years. And if Robinson can take his place, that'd be great. Then Jones will be the third pair. Question is, will Jones still be there by that time? I'm beginning to fear Jones might be a um, an in-between AHL, NHL defenseman. I thought he did a good job against, against Tampa Bay when he was up, when he played against Tampa Bay back in... January, but Johnny Red, by the way, how you doing? Hope the back's doing a little bit better. I know you're still going through some more stuff, but I hope you're feeling great. I went back to listen to the show, and it's amazing how people drink the Rangers Kool-Aid. Anything for a cup for 50-plus years instead of a full rebuild like Chicago did three-plus years. Yeah, but you know what? I want to see this team be just as good. I still think the 94 team could have been better, but you know what? They ended up making the eighth spot, getting to the second round the following year, getting trounced by the Philadelphia Flyers. If, for those of you who don't remember, the Rangers lost the first two games in overtime, goals by defensemen. Uh, it was Eric Desjardins in game one for the Flyers and Kevin Holler in game two. By the way, game two versus the Flyers in that second round, the only career hat trick for Brian Leach. And then the Rangers... Uh, Retooled in 96. I still think their big mistake in 96 was getting rid of Ray Ferraro. You got rid of Ray Ferraro. You got back Yari Curry. The center position was not strong anymore. 
the Rangers thought they could be matching up against like the Devils or they were trying to set up for the Devils or the Flyers. The problem was in that season, they got the Penguins and the Canadians and that didn't have anything to do. And the lastly, the uh, in 97 team, that was when they added Wayne Gretzky, got rid of Yari Curry. I think they still had Shane Churla and Marty Pizzurli briefly, but it was they were able to be better built to take on the Devils or the Flyers, and that's who they got. And they, they actually, and don't forget the Florida Panthers were good at that time. They they were right cut through that same cloth. So here we go. Uh, let's get down to the next one. Yes, Dave, and the French onion soup is real good at Crookers. Chris T. Hmm. You're making that trade without Jordan Cairo. Um, let me just check one thing for you. See how that trade goes. Uh, I've been on the St. Louis Blues uh, cap friendly all over tonight. All right. Colton Pareko has a no trade clause. That's the one thing that's going to be tough. The difference is, I mean... I think he might be a guy you could approach to ask him if he'll waive it. I think he's going to say no, though. But that would just be that. All right. Chris Frost is saying it's time to trade Truba. He's got a no-trade clause, too. Schneider takes his role and could be cheaper. By the way, Jacob Truba said exactly that. Schneider is going to end up taking his job. David Green. Hi. Welcome to the show. Two of those three can land on St. Louis. Um, yeah, definitely Kachuk. Because Kachuk is trying to get there. I still think... Uh, again, you're looking at some of these, by the way, you want, we were talking about some guy before, literally it was, his name was some guy and like all these St. Louis defensemen, my God, uh, let's, let's start with this one. Falk, I mean, they're all making 6.5 million, but let's start with this. Justin Falk, no trade clause, uh, until 2025 when he submits a 15 team, no trade list. Tory Krug. 15-team no-trade list starting in 2026. Colton Pranko, starting in 2028, 15-team no-trade list. Nick Letty, 2025, 16-team no-trade list. Marco Scandella submits a seven-year no-trade uh, a, a trade list. That's five defensemen. You're making it more difficult to trade. You really think that blue line is going to be that effective? And they're, we, we talked about the Bruins investing $31 million in them. This is 29.6. That's a lot to invest. I know we got some more comments below. I'm trying to get to the, everybody as fast as I can. And also, um, I'm, I'm 30 minutes over where I said I was going to be. We're running at three hours and 10 minutes right now. Hope you guys are enjoying your day. And also, don't forget to check out Manscaped. Use the promo code BAH for 20% off and free shipping. And BAH, just remember it for Big Apple Hockey or BAH. So um, it is, it is uh, like, I still haven't had lunch. <laughs> so I get, I got, I got to have a lunch at some point, guys. But uh, it's, or, or it's, oh, never mind that. I didn't have breakfast either. So it's, uh, again, so, and check out Manscaped. Great product. 
no nicks, no cuts. The nose trimmer, I actually love the nose trimmer and the ear trimmer because it actually works and they're rechargeable. I don't have to worry about batteries every five freaking seconds. Hell, when I bought one from CVS and yeah, it, it wouldn't it would nick me occasionally, and that's in places I don't want to be nicked. So there you go. And <laughs> let's go uh to Chris T. The flames immediately flip Tarasenko right after for another D-man. I think that's where uh, we were talking about a proposed three-team three, uh, three team trade with the Islanders. And again, Blue likes to go for his his guys via trade. So it wouldn't be there. Um, Joe is saying, I'm on Nor... I just want to make sure that's NoCal. So NoCal transplant from Newark. I'm uh, sorry, from New Jersey. So I won't be at your bar. <laughs> well, there you go. For or and restaurant, but you'd never say never. No, but you know what? You never know. It could always be a good thing. I actually thought about opening a bar in Arizona based on trivia and um, calling it know-it-alls, but that would be great. Uh, I've seen this in the 60 years I've been running for this team. It's the same movie, the same ending. Don't forget how much we gave up in, in 94. Yeah, they gave up a lot in 94. Um... Chris, I think it's a big mistake, but also you needed to get the guy you needed to get. The comment was, by the way, for anybody listening on iTunes or Spotify, the Rangers' biggest mistake was overpaying for Johnny Goodrow. You can't do that. Uh, you can't do an N NMC on a third or fourth liner. By the way, I do believe that is just like these other ones. It's a limited no trade protection. So it's only get to Barkley Goodrow. Yeah, it's a modified no trade protection. He's got half the league. He doesn't, well, almost half. It was 15 because I think it was signed. Well, it was signed last year. So Seattle was coming into the league. Any event. So let's move on from there. Out of curiosity, what are the percentage in Long Island of Ranger fans, Islander fans? It was always, it was always a lot of Ranger fans, but you, you got the Islander fans too. It's sort of like Met Yankees. It's hard to say. It really is because you got a lot of Yankee fans out here. You got a lot of Met fans out here. Uh, I would say if you ask me 65-35 and I'm giving you a bit of a higher estimation because uh, the Islander fans have been taken on the chin for the last 20 years for the most part. They've, they've had cycles. They, they've been in and out, but it's been really difficult. Mike, once again, you know my opinion on this one. I wore 22 in juniors because I was a Mike Gartner fan and I loved Mike Gartner. But yeah, he got robbed of Stanley Cup. And by the way, everybody said the knock on him, he wasn't a good playoff player. He was second or third in the league in scoring that year because him and Doug Gilmore just went off. All right. Uh, we bought a cup, Johnny, but... Uh, which I was just relieved to finally see. Well, yeah. You know what? I'd love to see another cup, though. Uh, Flames already stacked on right D. Okay, yeah. So that would be for the Paranko trade. Uh, and, oh, David Green. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait. You're saying, all right, Soto hasn't been traded yet. At least I don't believe so. Let's just check that one, everybody. <laughs> um, 
Nope. Oh, boy. Scott Boris is his agent, too. Soto to the Cardinals wouldn't be a bad trade. And, by the way, that would be swapping one red for another. And I I can see that happening. Um, Tony Monty and, well, Sergey Zubov is the biggest mistake, Davey. That's, uh, you were saying we were robbed watching Tony Monty and Mike Gartner on the 96 team and probably another cup if we kept Zubov. And I'm assuming you mean 96 team because of they would have been playing with the Rangers a little bit longer. Zubov was fantastic. That is 100% right. It's Well, the, Johnny, not just the Rangers, every team wants a modified no-trade clause now. Everybody. Every player's getting it. And by the way, one of the reasons why, Wade Redden. Nobody wants to be Wade Redden. All right. Uh, Johnny, any Laf, uh, Lafayette need NMCs because uh, when it's time for big contracts. Don't, I might mis, be misreading that one, Chris. Sorry about that one. But uh, Joe, thank you very much. Uh, and again, uh, it's what I hope to be doing. Actually, Dave, I don't remember the first time. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, that is true. Because I asked you about... If, if I actually... You know what? Now I think I do remember one of the first times we ever met. I think it was one of those times that Phil and I were going back and forth on questions. And Phil gave me the, the five defensemen to score 100 points in a season. And out of nowhere, I said Rod Langway. Idiot. Uh, Rod Langway, uh, I think he might have 100 points in his career. Um, can I see the fan base? Uh, Mike is saying, you can see what fan base uh, really is by the home games. I used to go to NCC for uh, the um, yeah Nassau Community Coliseum. Oh, no, sorry. Nass no, it should be the NMZ. Nassau Memorial Coliseum. Uh, for the Islanders and the Rangers, and the building was always 70-30 Rangers. Yes, but I'll tell you what, when you had the Islanders good, that 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 building was 50-50 or even 60-40. The fans will show up if there's a good product. It's just that, you know, the Ranger fans travel too. People don't know he was legally blind in one eye. Uh, by the way, Johnny Red saying, thanks so much for doing these podcasts, which... Is awesome for us. Yeah, Hockey Nuts. Yes, it is. It's great. It is great. Uh, are you referring to um, William Ree? Because I know he was legally blind in one eye. And for that matter, uh, Ryan Berard. So Dave, uh, so, Dave, going back to this, did I ask you a Mets trivia question? Because I, I always have some of those locked and loaded. Like, who was the winning pitcher at Game 6 of 1986? My, my favorite still is the two postseason home runs off Mariano Rivera. So there we go. NYR Arnold will keep us from having a dynasty because he's too impatient. Well, I think if they win one, he'll be more patient. But that's just it. Oh, yeah, Davey's saying 94. <laughs> Are the Rangers ready to take this next step? Mary Lou Redden. All right. I'm actually going to be going to let's just get see if see if I can get a couple more of these. Mike Gartner. Mike Gartner was legally blind in one eye. I did not know that. I did not know that. Hey, how about that? I was not aware of that. 
Um, NYR owner to care about one thing while owning MSG, the Rangers and the Knicks making money. He does care about making money, but the great thing about, about Dolan is Dolan just hands the Rangers checks. He does not get involved. He got involved for Tom Wilson. And as much as I didn't want to see JD leave, I, I almost thank him for it. Almost. We'll see about that next year. All right. <laughs> Patrick Nemeth, legally blind in both in both eyes. Uh, Dynasty always makes you money. By the way, Chris Frost, just going as deep as you can could always make you more money. The Rangers definitely made more money than or kept the lights on at the Garden because they had in between 2011 to 2015, they are 20, even 2016. They played more games than the Knicks. It's easy to remember. Dolan's just about the worst owner in sports. Now the Wilpons are gone. There's some other bad ones. I don't think Carl Polad is still an owner of the Twins anymore. There's still some bad owners. Still some very bad owners. Ones that don't want to invest with the team. Uh, and again, the Pagulas are kind of in there too. They haven't exactly been successful. Uh, but I was mentioning them that uh, that you're a Mets fan. It was pretty busy. Yeah, probably Saturday night. I think I remember it was a Saturday night. So th there we go. Ryan P is saying Dolan was impatient with JD. It worked out this year, but it was a typical reactionary move. Uh, that he makes that us Knicks fans have seen plenty of times. Yeah, because yeah. He, he does. It was reactionary. And I think it had a lot to do with that statement. That was the, the Tom Wilson statement. If you guys ever want, you know, Ryan, you want to see a great video? I've, I've mentioned this before. Our first ever stream. This is back when we were all things Rangers before we changed our name. And uh, I had to change the name when we brought on Anthony because it, we were starting to cover the Islanders a lot more. And I actually had some people yelling at me. Why is it called all things Rangers? If you're covering the Islanders, like, all right. But, um, and I, Dave, I know you're making a joke on that. I'm going to point out something about that in a second, but so you could see our live stream in real time of me reading a text message from a friend of mine. They fired everybody, but Quinn was a text message that I looked down with a, wait, what, what the hell's going on? And I, I end up looking at it to go, uh Oh, so, uh, and I was, I was still in shock and, Seeing Anthony and Philk's reaction still make that funny to me, even though I still can, I can almost replicate the face I made, which was, whoa. So, all right. Alon, how are we doing? Uh, can someone please explain to me, why did Lou give Palmieri and Lee no trade clauses? Lee, because he was your captain and he didn't want to be traded. That's the other reason why. And Palmieri, I think Palmieri was a pretty decent free agent. So I guess that was it with Tyson to stay. He wasn't exactly a Lou Devils guy, if I recall correctly, but Palmieri, uh, he's got a full no trade clause till 2024, but he fell off a cliff this year. He is 31. I don't think Palmieri is going to be as bad as he was last year, Islander fans. And that, that's not going to be the case. So I believe Do Jury doesn't want to trade the farm, but Dolan might cause issues. I think what's going to happen is, I think as far as the Rangers go, a lot of their guys are still here. Um, 
I, I, I think a lot of their prospects are here. So you might see guys moved out because there's going to be a logjam. Spano was a great owner for the Islanders, and that's what Dave is saying. But here's the funny part. Here's the funny part. John Spano renegotiated their TV deal. And with the, in the 90s, there were rumors of the Islanders possibly moving to Kansas City. So when you talk about great owners for the Islanders, Spano is definitely a better owner than Islander fans. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was Milstein and Gluckstern, right? But those guys were terrible. They were trying to get the Coliseum condemned. And then they, and then they had 10 coaches on the bench. Sean is asking, what am I expected from the Rangers this year? I will officially uh, do a video on that or as something next year. Rangers going to be right there again. They're either going to be the division winner or second to Carolina. Uh, I love the Carolina moves, but also Carolina is starting to get long in the tooth. Uh, Brent Burns looking at you. And usually players drop off at age 37. The Rangers don't have that. So uh, I think when it comes to that, I think the Rangers are still going to be right there. I, I don't think Pittsburgh improved. I don't think I don't think Washington improved. I think the Islanders improved. I think Columbus improved, but is that enough to get to the Rangers? So, and then as far as the playoffs go, it matters who your matchup is. That's just what it is. The Rangers can run into a hot team, but you know what? Another year, Igor Sestorka played the most years, uh, the the most games in his career this year, out of out of any point any season. That's always a good thing. Once it, I always equate sort of like a pitcher throwing innings. You got to build up their innings limit. And then once they do it, they can do it forever. Unless they're modern pitchers. Cause then it's like, Oh my God, he threw five innings. I think it's, that's how I know I'm getting old because there's so much of a get off my lawn mentality. I have, um, bills are awesome though. So I like the Bedoulas. Yeah. You know who loves the Bills? Anthony LaRocco. Problem is that Dolan wants, uh, that is, if Dolan, that's, problem is Dolan gets involved last time the Knicks won a, the NBA championship in 1973. Yeah, and uh, Bob Gakowski, who was the president of the Garden in 94, um, Dave Checkets did an okay job as the president of the Garden. And then the only thing I fault him for is saying, how long do I have to pay for the 94 Cup? and then re-signing Patrick Ewing, but getting rid of that. There's an interview with Gardner on YouTube where he talks about it. I have to check that out. Uh, yeah. So I will definitely check that out. Um, no one doesn't like being contradicted. By the way, Johnny Red, you just see the biography on uh, the biography channel did something on Roger Bear, and that was uh, where they actually talked about Roger Bear dying. And Emil Francis saying, you got to, you got to, you got to stop. You got to bring him back. He's my best player. Unfortunately, those guys left us uh, six months apart. Ryan P. Thank you very much. And we, we welcome everybody of, of every single, uh, every single fan base. Cause we just like to talk to pucks. Big Apple is, is not only our location, but it's an attitude. So that's the way I always say it. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, there are so many tirades that Phil has on Patrick Nemeth and I can't wait to get them all. So 
I, I you know what if if I have some free time I'll actually post that Philk going off on Patrick Nemeth for 10 minutes um let me get to the rest of these and then we're going to sign off guys it is actually three o'clock right now but at Christie I believe that was back in March after the drubbing of the devils funny story about that that was when I went to Arizona for my parents' wedding anniversary, uh, 50th wedding anniversary. And uh, I got, I land, I, and I know he went off on the Rangers versus the Devils. Facebook ended up flagging our page for that. I guess somebody reported it and ended up canceling the page. So then I'm just like, fine, I'll take the post down. Don't worry about it. And I'm still waiting for Facebook to give, the, give us the page back. Fortunately, we have Big Apple Hockey Podcast on Facebook now. So, and uh, we still have the Big Apple Hockey Podcast website. So, feel free to just go to that. If Dolan left Drury, Drury alone, he would do a great job. I think he's still kind of doing him, uh, leaving him alone. So, oh, I'm, no, I'm going to get to that one in a second. Uh, Nils and Jones would be gone by the, by the trade deadline, hopefully, uh, for more than just a rental. You know what? I'm wondering where they're going to fit in soon enough. I really like Nils Lundqvist. Really like Nils Lundqvist. But again, if your number one power, if he's projected to be a number one power play quarterback and you have Adam Fox already won the Norris and is still very young, yeah. Uh, there is. It, it, I'd, I'd rather have Adam Fox. Noah's saying, by the way, Noah, this is like a lot that I've seen for you. And, and by the way, Noah, I got to say this. I got to go with your avatar. I've said it when I saw it originally back in 1995. The, that should have been the logo on the crest. That should have been the Islanders logo on the crest the entire time. The lighthouse was fantastic. So anyway, let's get to that. Could you see Sam Rosen leaving and retiring and Dolan saying, I own MSG Networks. I am talking... Brendan Burke, uh, I'm taking Brendan Burke to be on. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> First off, Sean, I love the next comment. Noah, that's, I'm going to, I'm going to take a sip of water and think about that one for a minute. I got to have lunch guys. At some point. All right. Noah, let me say this. Excluding Sam Rosen. And Kenny Albert. Brendan Burke is the next best hockey commentator in the business. Period. And I'm happy that he's with he's with the Islanders for that. The uh, To finish that thought, I think it would take a boatload of money. Because they, they did it to the Islanders before. That's where Micheletti was before, uh, before he came to the Rangers. So I can't say it's out of the realm of possibilities. I can't say that, but I think the first call, if Rosen retires, and I do mean it, it, it had to be retiring. I think your first phone call is to Kenny Albert, who, by the way, I think Kenny Albert is the Swiss army knife of sports casters. I've said this numerous times. I will go back and say it again. Kenny Albert can call four different sports on four different days and uh, the only the one question I had for him back when I did, I was doing a podcast with uh, We Are Blue Shirt Nation. If you follow them on Facebook, Scott, how you doing? Uh, one of the questions I had for him is, is there an event you haven't called that you would love to call? Like, say, for instance, a World Cup of soccer game. 
And I forgot what his answer was. And I would love to ask him that again, because again, Kenny Albert can, he can coach, he can call a baseball game on TV. He can call a football game on TV. He can call uh, a basketball game on the radio and on TV. He could do the same thing for hockey and, 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 and a bit, I'm just, I mean, I, I marvel at Kenny Albert. He's, he's that good. And, and as a guy that did have a dream at one point of being a sports caster, I, and I can only imagine just, it, it, it takes so much talent to be able to do that. And again, you're, if, if, if to show you what I mean, it's a different nuance where it's on in the game when you watch it on TV, you can let the visuals describe everything, even though Mike Emmerich was fantastic with that, but where guys feathered a pass or there's drubs at the front of the net uh, on hockey. There's several times like in the middle of it, he, he's got to say Rangers moving left to right on the radio as they walk on in on the left wing side. And immediately you, you started, I've always laughed about that. I don't know which direction they're going in, but they will say, Rangers moving left to right. As soon as they're moving left to right, I actually know when he's saying Chris Kreider on the left wing boards. Now he's on, now he'd be at the top of the screen in my mind because they're moving left to right. So again, it's just that you paint the picture and some guys are just that good at that. 57 of you are still watching me three and a half hours into this. Remember uh, about two hours ago when I was going to sign off. Uh, so <laughs> but by the way, Noah, I hope not because I think Brendan the last part of that is I can see Brendan Burke staying because Brendan Burke does love the New York Islanders. He, he loves being the announcer there. And a guy who started loving the New York Islanders was a longtime Ranger fan, a lifetime Ranger fan, Howie Rose. Howie Rose loved being an Islander, Islanders announcer. So uh, <laughs> Brent Burns has got one tooth, so he's getting long in the tooth. That's how back that goes. All right. The Shannon Hockey Guy just did a video on John Spano a couple days ago, really in-depth, anywhere everyone should check it out. Shannon Hockey Guy does a great job. Uh, I, 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 I wish he was a little bit more lively at times, but, I mean, I would love to have Shannon on here, just talk about things. Uh, Chris Frost, do you guys worry about the Rangers next year? We had 32 come-from-behind wins. No, I don't. I, I'm not worried about them. You know, because I'll give you, Chris, I'll give you the two words. Igor Sesterkin. I'm not worried about it. You can give it the first goal. You get the next one back. Pops, hey, welcome to, welcome back to the show. I haven't seen you in a while. Why did the Rangers pick up a lock? Have uh, Hasn't he been terrible the last two years? Or have, sorry, uh, haven't his last two years been terrible? Uh, I think it's been going up a little bit, but I... I think as a backup, he's fine. He is turning 37. We know how people turn 37 and uh, they go off a cliff, although I disagree. Some people get better with age. But it's just, um, or at least I hope so. Uh, and and I, I keep turning, by the way, I keep turning sideways. I keep seeing a little bit of the turkey neck going that I'm on a diet as well. So I guess, thank you guys. If I, if I don't, if I don't ever eat lunch, I don't get to eat my 400 calorie meal. So, um, but I'm okay with Halak being a backup. My question is when, and by the way, Louis Domingue is a third string and Domingue 
can handle a heavy workload. He's done it in the past, so we'll see about that. And, I mean, after all, the Ming started six straight playoff games with mixed results. <laughs> all right. So, Chris, uh, Rangers need to be better five-on-five five in scoring. Yes, that will improve with Vinny Trocek. Uh, don't think they addressed a lot of that yet. Uh, well, that's the thing. I think they, they had to address it with Vinny Trocek. And I think Alexei Lafreniere should be on the right side of the power play to start the season. Of PP1, I mean. Should be on the He should take Ryan Strom's spot. And, and by Ryan Strom. I've said it before. Don't let the penalty dot box door hit your ass on the way out. Okay, going back to this one. Tyler, hi. Welcome to the show. Um, oh, wait. Hold on. I... Uh, Got a phone call from Anthony. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Uh, I just need to let Anthony know I'm still streaming. Uh, this is riveting, by the way, to watch me type. Okay. Um, so back to where we were before, um, there, yeah, there's a great 30, 30 docu documentary on that. And by the way, everybody that was uh, done by Kevin Connolly. How about that? So here's another guy I wouldn't mind seeing on the show. Wait, Tyler, I'm sorry. Back to you. I skipped over it. I have a friend in St. Louis who were saying they're trying to send Tarasenko to the Long Island. Anthony was just saying this before he was in Turks and Kangos last year and, They've been trying to get this deal done literally for over a year and a half. Hopefully it will uh, have red St. Louis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Just exactly what you just said a second ago. Igor set a record of stopping the most high percentage chances in NHL history. I'm not sure if he can do that again. Here's the thing. I think he can. Igor Sesterkin is, is amazing. I just hope the Rangers don't run him into the ground too quickly. And and I go, oh, we got Statboy Steven joining us right here. Anthony, hey, by the way, I, I was just saying how we're still in the stream. Yeah, I, I was going to, because with the news that with, happened with uh, Kachuk a little bit ago, I was going to ask you if you were still, if you wanted to go back on just to, just to talk about it briefly. Um, okay. But let's talk. You're on right I, now. I mean, it's big news. Have you, have you talked about it yet? That is huge news. Yeah, we've been talking about it, and we got to figure out uh, specific destinations for him. I, I I disagree with. All right, the list that the list that uh, somebody brought up yesterday was Nathan Gravity, who actually I think Gravity does a, a a good job with his channel, even though I can disagree with his opinions a lot. But he um, he brought up uh, the Rangers, the Devils, the Red Wings the blues and I'm trying to remember what the last team is, but again, well, all teams that have no cap space except for the devils. And by the way, they still got to resign. Yes. For Brat and, uh, and was it Boquist or. So Mark, so apparently uh, the, the teams, the teams that he's willing to sign a long-term extension with are the blues, the stars, the Knights, and the Florida Panthers. That's an interesting list. And you know what? Actually, you mentioned that. Chris T brought that up. Um, 
uh, before now that you're saying it. And what I'll tell you about that is the stars are a bit of a surprise to me. And I wonder if that's a no state income tax thing. But one thing he asked was, would you trade um, Robertson in a deal to go for Kachuk? I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. And Chris T for Nashville. I forgot Nashville. Nashville was on the list too. Yeah. Um, So correct me if I'm wrong. I think all those locations are all no state income tax. Florida, Nevada, Texas, uh, Tennessee. Yeah. They're all no state income tax. Yep. So, wow. Don't worry. The dogs are back under control. Go ahead, Anthony. Oh, you're still muted. All right. Um, But no, they're all, yeah, they're they're all no state income tax states. Wow. Wow. Uh, Yeah. At least, at least we know it's about money. Then it ain't about going to St. Louis, you know. But you know what? You got to your, your dad played on. You got you got to feel bad for the. You got to feel bad for Calgary, the Calgary Flames right now. I mean, their fans don't deserve it. I mean, that, that's really rough. You're, you're, they're gonna lose. They're they're gonna lose Gaudreau and Kachuk in the same off season. I mean, granted, yeah. they're gonna get something for Kachuk, but that's that's brutal. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's, um, that's, oh, by the way, there was a good question that was on a second ago. I'll got to bring that back to you after we get back to Kachuk, but that, that, that's, it's horrible, but you know what? This is where you, you take the time to try to like rebuild a lot, restock a lot of the franchise. You know, you still got Tyler Toffoli over there. You still got some guys. There was a, a prospect. Elias Lindholm. Elias Lindholm was still a good player, but, um, you know what? You got it. You got to, I mean, if I'm other teams, you start circling like vultures right now. I mean, I, I, like for instance, if I'm if I'm the Islanders, you need scoring. I, I call an expert Andrew Maggi Andrew Maggiapani, 26, yeah. 26 years old, thirty five goals, and he he didn't even play with with Gaudreau, Lindholm, and Kachuk, the big guys. He played in the second line with with Backlund. Um, so. I mean, at some point, they're going to have to keep some people. But the point is, I mean, if you're going to trade Kachuk, you, I mean, you just lost Gaudreau. Why not rebuild totally? Yeah. Total but then you still, you, you still got Sutter coaching the team. And that's why I think yeah. they could still do something. So Yeah, well, uh, it just, it's just rough. It's just rough for them. Because um, after all, you saw, those teams, you, you saw it firsthand was, with the Islanders. They could have. Turned tail and traded everybody. Instead, Barry Trotz made him into a contender. Yeah. And you know what? I I mean, I know Flames fans are – I mean, right now they're probably really dejected and they probably will hate Kachuk right now just because it's so fresh. But I actually think what, Kachuk, what Kachuk's doing is very mature. I mean, he's being honest. He's, he's mm-hmm. not at UFA yet. He's still in RFA, but he's openly saying, I'm not – telling them right now I'm not going to sign long term. He's not stringing them along. He's not. He's not stringing them along thing. at all. He's being upfront. Which, which is a good thing because after all, um, I do think, I, I, I do think that players need to kind of be upfront with that. Now I know that the target that a lot of guys will say with this, that John Devaris said 
oh, I want to resign. I fully believe John DeVera wanted to resign. And as it got close to free agency, it's, oh, let me take a look at this. And yes, the pajama picture was there. As soon as he made the decision, it was there. Look, it was my lifelong dream. I guarantee if the Islanders were able to look at him and go, John, we believe you. Just sign this piece of paper saying that you're staying here. Otherwise, we're trading your ass. That's what I would have said. Uh, I, I, um, I got, I got to think that they'll that they'll probably try to accommodate him and trade him to one of those teams he's listing. Uh, and you know, selfishly as an Islander fan, uh, I hope I hope he goes to St. Louis because that's going to shake Tarasenko free. Yeah. Um, and he'd be the next best option. So Vegas, though, I, I honestly I don't see how Vegas does that. How how they're I mean they had to get rid of they had to trade Pacioretty for nothing, for nothing, and they're still like who, so who are they who are they going to move? I mean I mean uh, salary purposes I guess maybe a William Carlson would have to go would have to go back the other way to Calgary. Um, I mean I highly doubt they're trading their captain and Mark Stone. Uh, they they have already traded away so many of their former first their first round picks. You I know, mean, they just re-signed Riley Smith, so they're not breaking Cody, up that line. Cody Glass, Peyton Krebs, Eric Brandstrom, Nick Suzuki. They pretty much traded away every single one of them that they've drafted in the first round. So I don't know what I don't know. I I can't see that working. I know they're they're on Kachuk's list, but um I don't see how that's a feasible option. Um and also looking at Vegas right now, you got Colasar who's an RFA and Nicholas Roy who's an RFA. Is it Roy or Wah? I forget which one. Sorry if, if it is Wah, I apologize. But I'll go with Wah for right now. Nicholas Wah who's who's there. Uh you're you're paying Petrangelo 8.8 million dollars. Yeah. And that's going until he's 36. I mean, there's there's too much for them to try to get get that done to get it in. And you know what this kind of feels like, Anthony? It's sort of like you just started dating somebody and you kind of like her, and then the person you really had a crush on suddenly just says, "Oh, I would have I would have chosen you," or they just broke up with their yeah. boyfriend, and you're like, "Oh, come on!" Like that's the way it kind yeah. of feels. And um, Eric Francis from Sportsnet, who I mentioned, I, I you know was going to get on the show today, but he had a 12.30 radio spot, so he couldn't do it. He just tweeted a half hour ago. He said, as I've reported the last few days, Kachuk will be traded imminently. Him telling the Flames several days ago he won't sign an extension prompted the two sides to start working together to land him somewhere he'd be open to inking an eight-year extension. There you go. All right, so I guess you can trade him and then immediately sign an eight-year extension. Yeah, as, as long as he's, as long as he's traded before the arbitration ruling and hearing, um, if he's traded this minute, the team he goes to, the arbitration hearing would still be on the calendar. They would just, you know, agree to a agree to terms before it took place. So yeah, okay. Um, it seems so. Yeah, I, listen, I, I'll be surprised. Um, to all our viewers watching and whatnot, if this doesn't happen at some point between now and tomorrow or the day after, it seems like it's it seems like it could be pretty close. I would say so because uh, obviously Calgary wants to figure out what they're doing and then move on. By the way, Lou Martini is saying first time watcher, great show. Islanders sign Kadri. Does that mean Nelson would go to his wing? Um, if the Islanders signed any, if Islanders signed Kadri, who goes to the wing? 
Well, there's two options. One, Kadri himself, Barzell, or Nelson go to the wing. Or the secondary option, if Lou wanted to get creative and really shake up the core of the team, after he has Kadri in tow, he trades either Brock Nelson, Matt Barzell, or J.J. Pajot for a scoring winger. More so, it would be Nelson or Barzell because they have more. They probably have more value to the rest of the league. Uh, but that's option B. Those, those would be the two options. Um, I would say it would likely be Nelson that goes to the wing because um, he could really shoot and score. So I, I guess maybe they feel Nelson playing on the wing with with Barzell or Kadri could resu- could result in more offense. I, I would say I would go with Barzell. I, I want to say Barzell goes to the wing, but no, Barzell's got to be a center. You need him to be skating with all that room. So yeah. that's just what I, I think about him on that one. Um, by the way, there was a question earlier um, about if, let's say Sam Rosen retired, could mm-hmm. you imagine Dolan saying it's my network and he promotes, I use the word promote, I'm sorry. He swaps out and gets Brendan Burke to go announce Ranger games. It's possible. Brendan Burke's, Brendan Burke's pretty much one of the best play-by-play guys there is right now in the league. So I only put I, behind one or two other guys. I could foresee it happening. Uh, but I do have to think that phone call has to go to Kenny Albert first. Or, let's face it, we all know Harry Rose's dream job was probably to do play-by-play for the Rangers on MSG. So I don't know. And I, I think he's just content doing baseball now, but I wonder if that pres- if that presented itself to it, if you'd make a comeback for that. I don't know, but Anthony, by the way, I have to tell you, and uh, I'm just going to look to the camera for a second that uh, we we live in, and I softened my voice to help this out a little bit, but we live in a turbulent time where our society is being divided all the time, and we just need something to agree on. So Rangers and Islander fans can agree on, don't let the door hit your ass on the way out, Ryan Strom. Both <laughs> of us can both agree with this. Like, is there any time where we've ever been like, like, just come on, Ryan P, 100% on that one. You got me. You got me. So, oh, uh, yeah. So, th- but that takes the Red Wings out of play. All right. Let's, Anthony, still on the Kachuk thing. We'll go back to that again. By the way, Real we did quick. a six-hour stream last week. Real National quick, uh, Lou. Yeah, Eklund. Eklund's one of the biggest frauds around. I, I don't take any. I don't take anything he says seriously. Um, I mean, I think there's been enough smoke about Kadri and the Islanders. He, he figures to put that up, and if it and if it sticks, he could beat his chest and say he was right. But. Um, I wouldn't read into anything Eklund's saying. Okay. Nashville's got potential. Now, they do have, they have, uh, let's just get to this one, $8.4 million, uh, 8.45 in cap space. Now, they're going to get hit with, uh, they got a buried penalty for Kevin Lankinen. Really? Hmm? Huh? No, they just signed him. Oh, they just – why is he on a buried penalty? I don't understand why he's there. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Lankin, and yeah, they just signed him. I guess because it's minor league. That's that's where they got him right now. 
they were losing $2 million of dead cap because of Kyle Turris. Uh, so it, that's not that bad, but they got uh, Yakov Trenin, who's an RFA. So they could either resign or move on from him. Could you imagine Kachuk on a line with Philip Tomasino? Nobody well, on the ice would be safe. I can't I can't imagine that. You know why? Because Tomasino would have to go the other way. Nashville doesn't have meant much great prospects, but he would have to be the guy that goes the other way. So agreed. I don't think that's feasible. Yeah. Or even Tanner Janelle. Same thing with Dallas. Dallas, I don't know how they would get I mean, they have to they have to re-sign Ettinger and uh Robertson, Jason Robertson. So I don't know how they would fit Kachuk. I mean, maybe Ropa Hints would go the other way, but I mean, I don't know. Ropa Hints is a really good player, but again, you got to give to get. So, I mean, could you imagine if they they? Uh, I'm looking at some of their <laughs> some of the guys. I doubt they're putting Askarov in that deal, um, uh, or Svechkov. Svechkov could go. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm trying to I'm spitballing guys. This is what happens when you're just staring at a roster and going. But you know what? Uh, Dave Pullen, one of the best GMs in the business. So to answer this question, Chris, um, his name is Bailey Josh, and he would be he would be moved. Or or Beauvillier. Or uh, yes, both of them. Yeah. And that would immediately free up $8 million for the Islanders. Hey, by the way, Anthony, do you remember um, – do you remember back when the Islanders didn't have cap space because they signed too many bad deals and they were never even a, a thought mm -hmm. in these moments? Oh, yeah. Sorry. That was two years ago. Uh, so Dallas, St. Louis, Vegas, Florida, and Nashville are apparently the teams that he would be willing to sign a long-term extension with. Um the Flames beat writer from The Athletic that I mentioned earlier in the stream, Haley Salavin, Savin, she said that uh, she had she had an article with seven potential landing spots. It was basically those five teams with the Devils and Islanders added to it. But um, it seems as though those five I named will be the teams that he'd probably be traded to. All right. So get down uh we got sorry i'm gonna have to skip ahead i know you guys are you guys had a lot of good comments we were having a lot of good conversation clearly because i never got off uh michael t yeah i gotta until i see someone in islanders jersey on the ice he's not an islander so kind of got a grip on that one well zach zach parise would disagree with you on that mark he, he was an islander on july 28th last year when free agency opened uh and you didn't know it until he arrived in training camp. Now, Chris T's got this one. Mackenzie Weger would have to go in that in that Kachuk trade, right? Uh, like, amongst others, I would have to say. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would think so. By the way, Mackenzie Weger—the sole reason why Florida advanced to the second round. Man, yeah. I feel like I said I got. I go go back. I got a feel for the Flames right now. It, that's that's tough. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. And if you're and if you're Elias Lindholm, you're you're looking around right now like that. Um, 
You know that you know that gift that that a lot of people use with uh with the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's like the it's like the last it's like the last scene of the show ever where Will Will's like in the living space and he's by himself and he's kind of just looking around. That's 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 Elias Lindholm right now. Eli, Elias Lindholm is like, all right, I just lost my two hundred point wingers. <laughs> and I gotta agree with you on that one. I'm definitely making a meme of that. It's either that or the John Travolta going. So it's just it's it's unbelievable. And Columbus has enough trouble to get that to get that done. Let's go to the Florida Panthers for a minute. There's still three million dollars over the salary cap at this moment. Um they gotta get rid of that Patrick Hornquist trade or contract 5.3 million. But then again, who are you replaced him with Carver Hagee, uh, 4.1 million for the next three years. Sam Bennett, 4.4 uh, million. And he really turned in a good year coming back for the Florida Panthers. Um, Spencer Knight, by the way, that's a huge deal for Florida. Although he's on, the, he's going to be the last year of his ELC right now, and the Panthers getting Mark Stoll, so at least they get another veteran in there. But I'm not exactly seeing too much uh, flexibility in here. It would have to be Mackenzie Weger plus. Uh, do you do you throw Anton Lindell in there? You might have to. Might have to, and they. Do not have a first round draft pick next year. No. Or a first rounder in 2024. So the next two years, they don't have a first round pick. And they're missing a first and a third next year. So well, I can tell you for sure they're definitely getting a first next year. I mean, it's I mean, granted, the team they're getting it from is not going to be bad enough to get Connor Bedard, but being that it's the Connor Bedard draft, they're gonna make sure as hell that they get a 2023 first round pick. No doubt. Even about if it. they're even if they're in playoff contention, like firmly in playoff contention. What? Even if they're firmly in playoff contention, they're going to make sure they get a first round pick. Well, they can't determine that now. The trade's going to happen like soon. So what is it? Oh um, wait. Oh, I thought you were talking about Florida. I, I think you were talking about. No. no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think Calgary's chance of going all in was right, was right there. So. And yeah, and Yada, by the way, you're saying it right now. Uh, I still say every team should be calling just to do their homework. You never know. That's 100% right. You, but and they're going to do it. There, there's every team is is making phone calls because after all, there's uh, there's going to be a million phone calls going off today just to Calgary to figure out what to do with Kachuk. I mean, I, I'll make the joke 32 teams are calling because even the Flames are calling themselves to find out if they can work it out to get them to stay. It ain't going to happen. You're not getting Kachuk for three draft picks, Steve. Sorry. Um, I think it would have to be at least the first round pick. And since I think the Devils are going to improve but not make the playoffs, I it, I wouldn't trade that pick right now for the Devils, even though they're set at center. For like the rest of their lives. Um, <laughs> Bobby Ganeer, that's definitely a good joke. 
Because I know there ain't no way that's happening. Um, there's got to be at least one first round draft pick. And yeah, Fanatic, I think you're right about that one. I think at least, at least Nico Heischer would go back. And that's a captain. A lot of teams don't want to trade their captains. Heischer just came off probably the second best season of his career. Uh, played 70 games, 60 points, if top of my head. Uh, and he hadn't played 70 games since his rookie year. Holtz would definitely go. Holtz would definitely go. Because again, this is one of those... This is one of those things, uh, anybody that's done improv in theater, the, the rule for improv is always yes and to keep the scene going. Yes and this one is, that's what it would be. It would be, oh, we'll give you Nico Heischer for Matthew Kachuk. Yes. And uh, Alexander Holtz. And first round draft pick. And, well, all right, hold on. Well, you're talking about a guy that just came off a career season. That's the thing. Again, the article that I wrote about this, I compared this to uh, the Flames having uh, the way that I said this was when you play Texas Hold'em and luck is not on your side, you can find your stack of chips dwindling. As the cards come, you look for a hand to go all in with. Is it a low pocket pair? Is it a couple suited face cards? Maybe it's Jack 10 suited. But when you have that hand, you shove those chips in. And that's what the Calgary Flames did in February. When it became clear, it was good enough to bet on themselves. And the way that I still say it is the Flames still have a team that potentially could make the playoffs. And now, my conclusion was Kachuk needs a, a raise. I'm going to get back to your comments in a second because right now I'm staring at this. The Flames were good enough, picked by yours truly, to win the 2022 Stanley Cup. That's how good they are. Can they be this good next season if Johnny Gaudreau moves on? That's a tough question. Lose a 100-point scorer, puts quite a dent in the offense, and Matthew Kachuk needs to be re-signed under a hefty RFA deal. We now know that's not going to happen. So, Daryl Sutter, again, I keep going back to this. Daryl Sutter's a great coach. He's done great things. I think that that team becomes even more, uh, even more defensive. D, I know. <laughs> this was a stream that was supposed to end at one thirty-five. Um, good thing I, I'm not on a gym day. I, I would have ended it sooner. First off, by the way, the credit goes to you guys. You keep talking, I I, I keep staying even though I do need to get off of there eventually. I agree with that, Mike. Um, to, the Pearl Jam song says it best, and uh, Thomas Hickey's in the rearview mirror. Kachuk is, uh, by the way, I hope I'm still saying this right. I keep on with the yada, but... Um, or is it Chick? No, 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 it's not. I don't even know how to pronounce it, but I still don't want to get it too, too wrong for you because otherwise you'd be like, oh, just say Justin, for God's sakes. Anyway, but Kachuk is a top 10 player. I imagine the trade will be featuring some big names and picks. Yes, I, I think it would be featuring big names and picks. The question is just how big? It's where it's... Oh, why soda? Okay. There you go. Thank you. Say you helped me out a lot. Why soda? So, why soda? 
Wysada. And that's an that's an A that you have right there. So it's there you go. All right. We all said the same thing about Jack Eichel and how did it work out for Vegas. That is right as well. Uh, I took someone to chill. I'm back and you're still going. Yeah. It's, you know, you know, I, I again, I handed it to all you guys. And by the way, Fnatic, you say it best. I have no idea how they lost against Edmonton. They look like such a better team on paper. And by the way, thank you. We work hard on our streams and try to be better every single time we, uh, we got on the air. Uh, I think we got a good formula and you haven't even gotten to meet Phil yet. So hopefully you'll be, you'll be able to see him. The, I thought with, with the flames, I thought they could outscore you and they can outfend you. And they did that by the way, in game one versus Edmonton where they outscored them. I think it was like a nine, six game or 10. It was something ridiculous. It was, it was some high scoring game, but eventually, you know, there you go. <laughs> Um, Bobby Ganesh is saying, I'm so biased. Uh, in, all, in all seriousness, I'm biased, but I think the Rangers are going to be one of the best teams in the league next season. I mean, if you say one of, you're talking about top five, that might be a bit of a stretch, or it might not be. Rangers are going to be a good team. What about Nylander? That's where, uh, for the Devils, I like how you took the jab right after that at the Rangers immediately. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've thrown so, uh, so many of those to having conversations about the Islanders and be like, by the way, they're a really good team. Fuck the Islanders, but still. Um, he, you know what? William Nylander is another one of those guys that every year you expect them to get traded. I just, because in other words, I think it's going to cost the Devils a lot. Talking about William Nylander, a guy that had 83, 85 points. I forget which one at the moment. He's up there. So, and by the way, Waisada, uh, Waisada, there we go. Waisada, sky's the limit, really. The guy is so much better than Eichel and he's healthy. Yeah, and by the way, well, one, he's a center, of course, which has his own different value system. Uh, not yet. Don't be afraid of that one. Uh, because again, offer sheets aren't exactly as common. And if somebody offer sheets, Kako, they, they better be ready because retaliatory offer sheets as Don Waddell has shown us don't come in there. And yeah, Steve, that, that is, that is to be honest with you. That's, that's some of the smack talk I want to see sometimes with us. And everybody else, it hasn't it hasn't launched into a verbal tirades for everyone either. They all kind of get it. Um, I thought it was going to be a Rangers Flames finals. My official pick was the Rangers versus the Flames, with the Flames winning in six. And <laughs> um, yeah, but you know what? See, we're we're all amateur agents. We're all amateur GMs as well. Which is what's funny because we do we do that a lot where we're going. Uh, I would only pay him this much, really. This guy's got over a hundred points. All right, back to you, Frazier. Look what happened to Ottawa and Carlson, Stone and Duchesne, and look what happened. I mean, the Carlson deal looks like a fleecing now. Ottawa's completely stolen that trade, and the and San Jose is reeling. Mark Stone, again, that didn't exactly work out well. And the Matthew Shane thing didn't work out too well. 
you got to make the right moves because if it, you can always say, hey, we're going to rebuild. But if you don't make the right decisions, then you end up being a team that's just a bottom feeder. or And it happens for a while. It happens with a lot of teams. <laughs> we're still waiting on that one. Did the Islanders get Tarasenko yet? Yeah, Michael T says. Uh, and by the way, I do agree with Bobby Ganoush. No, Kaka was getting signed. Don't worry. Hello, Pete Mackin. By the way, I was ta- I was saying before to D. Ely that I need to go see a game in, in Carolina this year. And sure enough, you know what? I'll make sh- I'll, I'll try to coordinate with you on that one. I know a friend of mine is going to try to talk me into uh, playing golf while we're down there in uh, North Carolina. So that'd be there. Kadri is in 65, so we won't be signing him. No. Wow, that would be great if that's if that's uh, true. <laughs> Fanatic says, I'm Jeff Skinner's agent. He thanks me every day for, for serving for that juicy underserving contract. Although, by the way, that was another article I did where Jeff Skinner had a great bounce back season. Uh, Steve is right about this one. We all love being couch GMs. Think uh think we have more experience doing this than the actual people. Oh, to be the couch DMs? Oh yeah. Uh we've been we've been doing this. I, I've been doing this forever. I can't even remember. I mean, especially when it comes to trades. Which by the way, one of my favorite hockey games ever to play, Hockey League Simulator 2. It's uh a little known DOS game. Uh I think it was made by Sierra, by the way, in like the early 90s. And to tell you how old it is, it had the Patrick and Adams and uh, Smythe divisions in there. All the old division names and the Norris. But, I mean, I was able to make trades all the time. And I'd send people to farm if they didn't produce for a day. Oh, God. My players probably would have killed me. Anybody lose steals Austin Matthews away from Toronto somehow? I'm going to say no. Uh Maybe he's biding his time and trying to do that. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Rangers need to acquire about Paul Yarvey. He'd be a solid addition. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, and by the way, yeah, best tailgate in the NHL. And I got a, I, I, you know, who it would actually be great to do that with. I got a buddy of mine who's uh, runs uh, a channel called Barbecue Beast. And it was originally uh, food and festivities before that. And he would love to do that. So, yeah. Um, Christian, by the way, welcome to the show. Either you said trade market for uh, Varley is gone. Agreed for now. But what about when one of these shaky starters, (laughs) Murray, (coughs) Matt Murray, goes down for midseason? Yeah. I think Varley is one of the top targets uh, for the, uh, that's going to be a good one. I, Cause you know, John Gibson's always being rumored to be traded and Varley going into his last year of his deal. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I can't believe Varley wasn't traded right now. So that was it. Chris T is right. Skinner had a comeback year. I think he had 30 goals if I recall correctly and going down for Rangers, Carolina, the stadium series. See, that's what I'm interested in. I actually think I'd like to go and, and check that out. And yeah, uh, 
Wasada, that is 100% right. It's great to think about these trades. It sucks when it, it sucks when we have to like get, go back to reality when it comes to these trades. So, uh, <laughs> the oldest uh, Sierra games on the computer were the greatest ever. Yes, they were. If you guys haven't watched it, once again, it's one of my favorite uh, videos that I ever did. It was the uh, top 10 hockey video games of all time. Check it out on our channel. It's only got like 175 views, and I think 25 of them were me putting it on the bar. So, uh, Christian, thank you. Yes, it's great to have all, always new blood coming on in. Fanatic said in NHL 22, I got fired in my second year. Don't ask me about my training. Oh, that's great. I didn't know you could get fired as the GM. Oh, Sam Young. Hey, welcome to the show. Chuck Norris division was the best. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm telling Jim Dolan to turn force tables on. All right. Who's playing Carolina in the stadium series? Uh, yeah. Thanks, Pete. Uh, it's, it's Washington. It's Washington. And... Rick is saying, as a Ranger fan, I wouldn't want to see the team and his future get destroyed going after one player, no matter how good he is. We've seen that so many failures over the years. Yeah, and and hockey is possibly the second most teams, uh, the second greatest team sport. Football is the greatest team sport. I can't, I can't ever say that. One player does not make a football team. But so going from here, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's got to be. I. I I wouldn't want the Rangers to rip up their whole team for nothing. And the the thing is, the salary cap prevents you from doing that. I mean, if this was 1997, the Rangers would have already traded all the assets in the future to get Matthew Kachuk, sign into a big deal, and we'd be paying $40 for a hot dog. Uh, NHL 94 and the Sega Genesis. Yes, I played that one because I didn't play them on the Super Nintendo. Genesis was the one with the better sports games. By the way, Tommy, when you weren't on, I invoked the name of the Hicksville great Timmy Kirkostas. So, uh, always got to say that for him. Yeah, and see, we could all agree on on the quality of those games. So, and of course, by the way, the man who had a let's go whale, or actually just go whale on his license plate. That I would see him Sunday mornings as he would drive to work which I forgot at one point we were having an argument back and forth about the Rangers and the Islanders. And I'm like, Pete, you're on a fan. He goes, Mark, I'm a Carolina fan. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. But he, yeah. NHL 94, I still think was perfection at its best. And, and the funny thing is they were able to improve on it from years. So there you go. The legend, Timmy Kirkostas, man, that Timmy, Timmy was a hell of a player and a hell of a teammate. See, you know what? I got to say, I got to tell you guys, no matter what, how good of a player is, I don't care how good of a player somebody is if they're a bad teammate. And, and uh, yeah, Timmy Kirkostas especially. And, and Brent too. Brent was a great teammate when I, when I was with him, but you know, Tim, Tim, Timmy Kirkostas, I'm going to, I'm going to sample this. I'm going to cut this video out and send it over to him as soon as I can. Cause the truth must be told. So, all right, Fraser's saying that's why Dubas is making a one- or two-year contract so we can sign Matthews and Nylander in two years. I bet Nylander holds out again until he gets what he wants, and he should. Look, look, if a player thinks that they're entitled to the money, go right ahead. If the player is wrong, <laughs> then GMs dump them. 
It's like when your girlfriend tells you, you're like, oh, I'm not mad at you. I didn't say we were talking. Like, every day I deal with drama with you. The Rangers are also good enough in, in place where they don't have to go all in for something. Depth is what wins in the playoffs. Look at what happened with the kid line. Kid line emerges a good line. And the Rangers ended up winning a lot more games this year. Uh, won the cup in NHL 94, best game ever. Yeah. That was still back when, I believe, when you won the cup. It, it just, as soon as zero hit, you're just already holding the Stanley Cup. And everybody's celebrating. Matthews will exceed McDavid's AV, and then all help will break loose. And again, I still thought, Pete, I still thought all help broke loose when McDavid signed that contract. Because as soon as McDavid signed that contract, everybody from Jack Eichel to Austin Matthews went, where's my money? But uh, And by the way, uh, D, there is a... There is, there is your other big Carolina fan, as I said before. Sam Young is saying, when we get rid of the broken balls as an injury, they lost me. <laughs> last, year's, uh, last year's did have a good facial injury engine. I missed the past goals. Well, you know what? I, I also love, and it, one thing I didn't put into the video, I, I had it, I never put it in there, was the, the, the scene from Swingers when uh, Vince Vaughn ends up injuring Wayne Gretzky and this blood on the ice and yeah that that always sucked if you lost a guy i think it was nhl 92 if they was it was in a fight and the guy started bleeding you lost him for the game if it was uh an injury on or during a hit you lost him for a period so tommy's saying if i was arizona and got the first overall pick next year would that be good enough to trade for austin matthews tommy absolutely no do not connor bedard is worth it. You want to keep that. Now, is Connor Bedard able to sign Austin Matthews enough to, for him to make Austin Matthews sign an offer sheet? That would be interesting. Anybody ever play NHL 94 with the X-Band dial-up? Oh, no, I never did. Where you could play with people on the internet? No. My first time playing with people on the internet, I think, was Xbox Live on the 360. So... Uh, Bobby Goodish saying, I think all Drury's done awesome so far. Svetch had a bad contract year, but bounced back. So will Natchez. Marty Natchez is too good of a player now to bounce back. Uh, he's already fixed the worst move with Nemeth. Yes. And as Pete is saying, uh, one of our contributors on uh, bigapplehockeypodcast.com, which is McDavid AV, created as a de facto cap for the rest of the league. And yes. Actually, Pops is saying it. X-Band ruled. Wow. All right. See, for me, my online at that time was the four-player thing where you could plug the the, the four-player adapter in there. Uh, and if I recall correctly, I had that for the TurboGrafx-16 before I had it for anything else. Flames need to get, uh, get going on that new arena deal. It would engage a little more interest in free agents that's right it's not like the flames it's not like the flames don't draw and it's not like the flames aren't good enough to get people to listen so we got that all right oh all right 
So I'm trying to think if Wicked is still on. I don't think he is. We got 55 of you that are still watching me right now. If you're watching me, you have earned it. Um, I don't even think we have Steven Ron right now. Uh, yeah, White Soda. Yeah, there you go. Oh, franchise mode was always great in, in any form of NHL. But as soon as they started doing it in the regular season with NHL 94, it was... I. I I was see my problem is I'm such a geek and I'm able to crack their codes. I was able to figure out exactly how the uh, Robo GM worked, and I would just trade. Uh, just I would make such lopsided trades all the time. I'm like, that's rejected. That's rejected. That's rejected. That one worked. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got fired frequently. <laughs> oh man. All right, everybody, we got 58 right now um, on YouTube. And all right, so hold on before I go, because I have I have my friend Pete Mackin right here, our Carolina contributor. Pete, I do got to ask you, are you worried about Brent Burns uh, signing uh, or be turning 37 and becoming the anchor of that power play? Because we all know at 37, that's sort of the line of demarcation. Pretty bad. It's pretty wild how the wild band worked. Uh, the X band worked. Uh, all of those games had no. Yeah, that's right. I forgot all about that. So I have to stay on for Pete's comment because I just, you know, I just asked him a question. So, by the way, again, uh, 59 of you watching right now. If I didn't say it before, make sure you check out. Oh, uh, wait, hold on. Here we go. Pete is res Pete's response as long as Burns is with Slavin, I have no concerns. Oh, yeah. And, oh, the power glove. The power glove, the biggest star of... Actually, I'm sorry. It's the, it was the second biggest star of the Fred Savage movie, The Wizard. Because, obviously, the biggest star was the first time they showed Super Mario 3 in North America. Um... But yeah, the power glove. I think I, I think I, I had, I had that once because my, my cousin Jake was, was he, he had everything. He had the power mat, which, was all there. My biggest concern is the third pair, and you know how much I wanted Ian Cole to go to the New York Rangers. Guys, if you haven't liked us or shared us or, or get everything on, and we got we're back up to sixty four people again, and this is the reason why we could talk all day. Hopefully, eventually, this is. This will end up being us in the future. 65, we're actually getting more people right now. Don't forget to make sure that you like and subscribe to our channel. And also uh, use the promo code BAH to go to Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping. And can't say enough about Manscaped because if I ever get a date again, she'll be very happy with how uh, clean I am down there. So, <laughs> um, Rad Racer, wow. There we go. So, you know, we can just start talking about hockey video games and stuff. Like, uh, <laughs> thank you, Rick. Thank you. We, we, I, I always try. And we got Rich Rotten on the screen, on, on, on the stream, finally. Um, let's see. The games that I mentioned on there, everybody needs to go check them all out. Like, Mutant League Hockey was a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, NHL Open Ice. Obviously, Blades of, Blades of Steel. Blades of Steel, always huge. And I didn't want to get into any specifics when it came to certain franchises because franchise some of the franchises could you could have a bunch of um, EA games or the NHL 
EA games was number one, number two. I still think 94 was amazing. And and some of them, when when they first did, remember, everybody remember when you first did be a pro and you, you would have to, you would have to sit on the bench and watch the play unfold. And then it, it's so, I still don't understand how somebody went, went up to the programmers and went, what if we did a simulation and jump past all that? Oh, what a great idea. <laughs> well, thanks, Mike T. We try to we, we we never try to discourage anybody from any other podcast, though. So that's always a good thing. NHL 2003 was really good, fanatic. And then, I mean, I think NHL 2000 and oh, 2004 was pretty good. But then it did 2005 with Marcus Naslin on the cover. Nobody remembers that one. And that was like I think the first one that had given goes in there. Uh, Burns does not have Carlson anymore. Frazier, you're right 100% on that one. Does it worry you about... Um... <laughs> Pops, I'm going to answer that in one second. Because again, by the way, that game is on that video. Because uh, if you remember, go ahead, check it out. That game's on the video. It was Arch Rivals. It was no harm, no foul. And then the if you'll see the hockey spinoff on that one. So, um, but it, Pete, doesn't it worry you that Carolina doesn't have the center depth or they got to rely on KK to be that good again? Uh, Rich, 1993, NHL 93 was the first time the wine timer was introduced. And by the way, they also had, uh, that was the year, the first year of the crowd meter. I knew there was another one that was in there. Oh, well, I mean, Jacob Slavin over Carlson. And uh, just to let you know, everybody, stay tuned to us because Jacob Slavin will be coming on. Um, and Tommy, right about that. The NHL soundtracks in the mid 2000s, the soundtracks for NHL, I think were better than Madden. And I'll say it. Uh, they were They were real good. I can't believe how many times I, uh, how many times I've burped and all I've drank is just water. God, growing old is great. Uh, see, we're, we are going to try to branch out and get more because hockey is especially YouTube, not only hockey is a community, YouTube is a community. So we'd, we'd love to try to get some, uh, other, uh, YouTubers that are on. We've had on, um, uh, the glove drop. We've had on, uh, we've had her on a couple different times. We have Tara on. She was fantastic. She was great to, to talk to. But uh, by the way, arch rivals. I don't think you. I'm not sure if you had weapons, but uh, <laughs> but it was definitely arch rivals. Because uh, the again, check out the video. Trust me, you, it it's it's eight minutes of your lives, guys. It's not that much, and it is a fun video. Um. Aho, Kakaniemi, Stoll, Natchez, uh, Peterson could play some center too. Okay. We hope so. Uh, let's see. Uh, 93 also had the blood on the ice after the injury. And actually, 92 is the one that's still NHLPA 90. Huh. Wait a minute. Yeah, I thought it was NHLPA 92, but you, you know, you might got me on that one, Ryan. 
I thought NHL 93 was because uh, 94 is the one that had the Rangers winning the cup. So that's up on, on the year. Did they skip ahead a year? I, I, you know what? Now you got me wanting to check that. I got to check that out. Because I remember 93 was the year the Rangers missed the playoffs. So, and I remember that's, I, NHL 93 is definitely the first one with with both the Players Association and everything else in there. Uh, we had Michael Grabner. Oh, yeah. These are a list of some of our guests, by the way, that we've had on the show in the past. And, of course, Dave Pagnota, who's always got an open invite to come on with us. And uh, Michael Grabner, Ryan Miller, Ryan Clark, uh, Darius Casparitis, Dan Rosen, Arthur Staple, Keith Jones. Keith Jones was a great interview. Ray Ferraro was a great interview, also because Ray Ferraro only had 20 minutes with us. And w- he stayed for half an hour. And... And we're like, oh, we'll let you go. <laughs> but Ray Ferraro, by the way, Islander fans, he, he's got some great stories about his days with Flatley and Hogue. So you got to check that out. I mean, after all, we got a lot of stuff. We're going to be, I got, I got, I got to get working on the year in review video. I got a, I got a retrospective of Lisa on ice. That's coming on one of my favorite Simpson episodes of all time. Um, and, oh, wait, what you got right there? Anthony's got his connections. That's the best way to say it. Uh, I think he's actually putting that in there too. I like it that Anthony typed in or highlighted the all things Rangers one. I, oh, sorry. Uh, Somebody put on, and we forgot about Marty Biron. Marty Biron was a lot of fun. I would love to have Marty Biron anytime. Um, But I think, I think a Chuck, isn't holding up the market right now. Actually, I, th- I think, well, Gaudreau signed. I, I guess, I guess he could be. I don't, I don't think so though. But see, there we go. There's the big Apple hockey one that Anthony could have put up. And yeah, Marty Biron was a lot of fun. That was last year and still more to come. As long as Rod Brindamore is coaching the Canes, They'll always be tough to play against. Rick, you're 100% right on that because, after all, that's who Rod Brindamore was. And that guy, I, I can't imagine a day he's not going to be involved with the Carolina Hurricanes. He loves being a Hurricane. You want to talk about one of the, the worst trades an uh, organization ever could make would be uh, Keith Primo for uh, Rod Brindamore. And Rod Brindamore has been outstanding for them ever since yeah Keith Primo was good as a flyer and he was still had a pretty good career but man Rod Brindamore has just fit Carolina like a glove that was one of um two trades two uh, just two trades in general that um there was that there was the Justin Williams trade that went to Carolina for Sammy Kapanen and the Keith Primo for Rod Brindamore that really went a long way Tell Slavin to mention Uncle Gar- uh, Uncle Larry to his GM. Oh, nice. Oh, that is awesome. And by the way, Ryan P, 100%. Ha- Rob Wigan lost his shin guard. Hack the bone. Hack the bone. I have a tiger, mouth of a teamster. Think of all the time I wasted on you. Uh, you know, we probably could get Mike Milbury on the show, but man, the amount of abuse that guy would take. <laughs> get You know what? 
John Spano would be a good one. Actually, I would love to. I would love to get Kevin Connolly on the show if we could possibly get that. Feel free, by the way, everybody, to put up a wish list so that way Anthony can pluck all these. Four oh three. Do you remember when I was getting off at two o'clock? <laughs> all right. I am actually going to sign off right now, guys. We have got a lot of stuff for this channel, not just guests and hockey talk. And there's still going to be a lot more coming, but uh, there's a reason. There's a reason why we do this. And we're, we're, we're going to be an informative, entertaining, fun channel, whether it's from, I mean, hell, just look at our draft coverage. It was Filk rattling off everybody that possibly, uh, that that was getting drafted and giving you a prospect report off the top of his head. You had um, me get Josh Osang on the show. <laughs> oh my God, the amount of stuff I said about Josh Osang that would be terrible. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got an exciting endorsement coming with an island with a New York Islander player. Um, Stu Grimson would be a great one. Stu Grimson, uh, I mean, from most feared NHL enforcer to child author and Stu Grimson. He's, he would be great. Um, Bobby Sanguinetti. Um, so we got that and we have, uh, I mean, yeah, and you had Anthony just running off on the phones, giving us all the inside information and everything going on behind the scenes. And in the meantime, I was breaking it down and turning it into a drinking game. So, uh, which, by the way, it was good to have all the GMs in the room because I had to do seven shots that night. <laughs> all right. Yeah, can we boo Batman? <laughs> uh, Rich Pilon would actually be pretty good. I would love to ask Rich Pilon about one of the times. Uh, oh, no, I think they're talking about. Oh, we're talking about who the. Uh, yeah, it's a current Islander. It's a current Islander. And it's. Uh, can't wait for it. But guys, we got we got a whole lot we got a whole lot planned for you this year, and this this channel is only growing thanks to you. And I can't I can't I can't say enough about this. So keep on keep on watching us. Basically, we're always going to be every Wednesday unless we got news that breaks. Um, I've been liking doing a video on the weekend every single week. A little bit edited, a little bit of jokes in there. Uh, one guy that I still can't believe, Alexander Georgiev. Can't believe that people are like projecting him to be a number one goalie in fantasy next year. No. <laughs> Although I do have to say, I was um I was surprised when I found out uh when I found out that Ray Ferraro said that you know, Hunter was just finishing a check, sort of a little bit dismissive about it. You'd have to go back on the interview and just hear him say that. So uh, and Andrew, first off, by the way, LFGM and, uh, no, I, well, we're trying to get him. We're, we're trying to get the endorsement on the podcast as well. Uh, Anthony's got his guys. He's, he, you know what? Uh, he, he asked me, he's like, who's the, who's your favorite guest? I said, my favorite guest is the next one because th that's a great part because if we don't have anybody else, like we had Ryan Carter on. We were able to talk about his days with the New Jersey Devils where he terrorized the Rangers in the 2012 playoffs. And uh, and also uh, a lot about the Minnesota Wild. And looking forward to seeing more out of Kaprizov. There's The next guest is always the best guest. And 
if I do have a favorite guest that's in the past, just bring him right back on. We've had Dave Panyota on twice, and Panyota's always fantastic. He's great to talk to, and his voice is even deeper and more resonant than mine. So, especially when. <laughs> uh, all right. So, anyway, guys, I'm going to sign off on here. It's four o'clock right now, Eastern. And I mean, hell, this isn't even one of the longest ones we've ever done. Phil and I usually can go for five, six hours when it's the two of us. So, uh, it, it is it is phenomenal. Thank you all for being with us. Yeah, I'd love for us to try to get the hockey guy or even Kevin, like I said before, Kevin Connolly would be great. Yeah, and yes, by the way, Anthony is right about that. We're going to be ready to go when the Matthew Kachuk domino falls. If news is breaking, we'll be there. So speaking about which, that leads into another parody song we have coming. Get ready for that one. If you if you haven't seen our parody song, look up Bring on the Hockey Season which was our parody of We Didn't Start the Fire. Um, it wasn't as good, but hey, Joey Coaster would be a good one too. <laughs> oh, Mike, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I can't help to do that. But anyway, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Four hours and 35 minutes and just three hours after 15 more minutes. So thank you all very much for joining us. And we can't wait to do this again. And uh I'll see you soon. There's big news coming from us. Stay tuned.